dangerous. Beware, it's dangerous. There's gonna be one of us in a trip close zone because we're the pirate optimus. To the west, to the east, gonna find the way, it's laying the way all the way Ahoy, and welcome back to Piecemeal. This is a One Piece book club podcast. I'm your Captain Tyler, and my Nakama joining me this week are Jason. Oh no, I forgot! This guy's crazy! <laughs> Joel. Oh, I didn't realize you were deserving of manners. Dave. Ugh, I'm so jealous, I wish I had game! <laughs> Theo. Am I supposed to steal the treasure? <laughs> and returning guest Parvision. So those incorrigible problem children are still alive. We had quite the uproar after they vanished. Captain, am I just am I nobody? Oh, here? I didn't even see your name at the top of the list. <laughs> he How, activated stealth black is what he's happened. He's a ninja. I looked <laughs> right at Jason's name and just went. Hey, Matt, how are you doing? <laughs> Well, I was just going to say, it's not every day you get to see a boiler. <laughs> Fuck me, I guess. <laughs> Fuck my drag. Wow. <laughs> hey, Parvision, how you doing? <laughs> so glad to have you. Yeah, good to have you back. Thanks for We're coming We're so glad again. to have you here, new Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Little do the, the listeners know how much I uh, uh, pushed around to get into this episode. It was a, it was a list, you know? <laughs> Sometimes you have to take out the guy on top to be able to replace him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> little do they know. Is that me? Yeah, just a, just a little poisoning here and there. Any, you know? God. I was going to say anything to keep the record, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see what we what we end up with tonight. I am very surprised uh, that no one went with the quote about the hairy daughter. That was my number two. <laughs> my daughter oh, will not that was, be hairy. Yeah, that was my backup too. Oh, God. <laughs> Honestly, this volume. Don't worry, I'm not going to kidnap your hairy daughter. <laughs> <laughs> this volume was I, like, because in the past, you know, my quotes were taken. And this one I was like, oh, no, all the big ones are going to be. Uh, I, I don't think anyone got the see everyone gets their turn, their time to shine. And mm. <laughs> that, mm. one's, that one's just brutal. Ooh. Yeah. Oh no, I just got I've, it. I retroactively got mad at Tyler for that. <laughs> God, Tyler. Because the next time on. When Pedro oh, exploded. now I just got did it you, even more. Yeah. I'm angry. No, he said, he said, it said, stay tuned for the next volume where Pedro gets his time no, to shine. No. Oh, <laughs> you bastard. You fucker. Listen, I, I wouldn't have even oh. X marked that one. That one's, that one's brutal in hindsight. I remember reading that one and being like, come on. You didn't need to do yeah. it like that. Yeah. Oh. Someone must stop Oda. <laughs> Every week on this show, we read and discuss another volume of the famously ongoing manga One Piece. This week, we are reading volume 96, which is titled. I am Odin, and I was born to boil. I am Odin, hear me roar. At at full power, presumably. Among other things. Oh, yes. Uh, No emails this week. We cleared them out. Really? Wow, that's a weird coincidence. It's like Um, a voice. Little news. I'm still genuinely surprised and impressed. (laughs) Minuscule news. But before we we do hop into the volume... I did want to ask our guest, like, how have you been lately? What have you been working on? Any videos you want to hype up? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You you dropped a pretty big one recently, and I was happy to see that. Yeah, I I don't even know. I I didn't, you know, usually I sit back and I look at 
like what videos I can tease and whatever. But this this volume was too difficult to do because there's so much comes back to this and mm-hmm. yeah. like there like there's like a small point in probably the last like four videos that that I just come back to this this uh various parts in this you know flashback one of the greatest uh flashbacks in in all of one piece history um but we the thing is like this flashback it's so crazy that like we preface like roger was chapter one and like whitebeard is is like pre-time skip god and then like we get their like part of their story like a big portion of it through odin like i was like wait yeah 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 i remember when it's through the lens of this other guy yeah and it was so i remember when this first came like you know when i was watching the anime i was like odin like he was this important and then and then it started like making more sense when like the zoe history the poneglyph stuff and right then, it started, and then when we the empty second division chair. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I I lost oh. my shit when I put that together. <laughs> that was what that X part was pointing to. The guy that Ace yeah. replaced. Like mm-hmm. it's so it's oh, so geez. wild. And then and then like how this one character that Oda like has been saving. Like it feels like. Like, yeah, Wano is one of those stories, lines that he had to have planned for a very, very long time. We know he has had Wano planned for a very long time because in cover story yeah. or cover spreads and whatever, he's drawn Momo as a dragon since like chapter like 200 ish mm-hmm. or whatever. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah, God. there was an X mark for the, the crane symbol. Yeah, right. And yeah. they were all in, in um, yeah, Wano clothes. Yeah, and so like there there's so many different things w- when it comes to that. And then like Odin being here the way he was, uh, and then the Marine Ford, like during that, the Ace flashback, I guess, where the Blackbeard and Ace are like talking about the division thing. And then Blackbeard's just on Whitebeard's crew, and then Odin gets swapped over like secondhand meat or something like that, you know? Well, not secondhand meat, just like highly desired meat, but you know, meat otherwise. <laughs> and, and then the, the various characters that come along with Odin as well. It, it just. Yeah. The fact that. Oda made this character so important and we got all of these important details through that lens was just so eye-opening and then to me it was like oh man that means like this character is important more important like this plot line the storyline I always thought it was going to end up being like completely separate but Oda's like continuously connecting the story and um, these characters in the weirdest way craziest way like the the way fate handles itself in the story is just wild absolutely wild <laughs> Uh, I will say, if you are caught up, uh, go ahead and go watch Parvision's latest Blackbeard video. It's a very, very good video. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Someday. I feel like I can mention some parts of that, actually. but wh- Yeah, we, we should get into some of it yeah. when we get to the flashback, Yeah, I think. Let's get into the volume. Yeah. yeah. I'll start with the author's note. This week, Oda writes, Volume 96. If you turn it upside down, it's volume 69. <laughs> nice. Ah, Wait, nice. never mind. It still says 96. Damn. But no matter how you flip this, there's no turning back when the volume 100 party is so close. <gasps> Enjoy volume 96. Ooh. Tragically, Ichira Oda passed away after volume 97, and party the <laughs> volume 100 party never happens. It was taken over by AI. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> 
You know, there used you to be... Tell, uh, you can tell they got an AI to start drawing after a certain chapter, because Robin's <laughs> hands look way more fucked up than usual. <laughs> oh, I, th- oh, I thought you were going to say that, like... Uh, tangled I thought you were going to say, like, you can tell that they got AI to draw it, because, like, suddenly the women are wearing clothes and stuff. <laughs> oh, no. X mark. No, yeah. AI's also... Luffy says... AI's, AI's also don't give them AI clothes. might be hornier than Oda. Yeah, I don't. Nah, that's a that's, tough one. Ooh, that's a yeah, t- I find that very dubious. <laughs> I've seen lots of AI art. I I've seen a lot of Oda. I, they're they're gonna give him a run for his money. I went on a whole like argument with someone yesterday yesterday about like you know like what would happen if you like mashed up various One Piece characters together, and I basically like bent down to me like arguing impassionately that an AI cannot appreciate how funky Queen is. Like it's <laughs> it's not advanced enough yet. It can't truly It's not quantifiable. Yeah. No. An AI could never create Queen. <laughs> uh, previously, Kinemon's samurai head to the gathering site on the day of the battle, but Orochi's scheming causes the rest of the group to not show up. But the samurai Wait, sa- are we skipping the uh Gang Bege? No, I always do the previously first. Oh, okay. My bad. <laughs> uh, but the samurai still wish to avenge their lord, Odin. What will happen when they throw themselves into battle regardless? Then the story travels 41 years into the past. <laughs> but first, we're going to talk about Gang Bege. Yes. Yeah! Uh, he beats up the germ pirates so that they don't get the fire tank pirates spotted by the marines. Got a bunch of goons. Uh, speaking of which, though, Chiffon gets arrested while getting her hair did. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, cl- the worst day a, at the salon. A classic blunder. <laughs> X-Mark. And the guys doing the arresting have quite a look to them. They yeah. have unique designs. They have the dumbest hat. One of them does. <laughs> One of them has the dumbest I, hat. I love that dumbest hat. <laughs> uh, Gotti is on the case, chasing them down. He is easily defeated. <laughs> Oops. Uh, meanwhile, Capone and Vito are immobilized by people hugging and kissing on them. <laughs> I assume this is the cootie shots that the germ pirates were shooting. Mm. Did this? Yeah. Made Probably. people kiss zombies. <laughs> I mean, that's. <laughs> is that I how mean, that works? That's cooties for that's you. That's cooties what, for you. Was this chapter written after the outbreak of COVID around the world? Was this like, oh, no, like no, please put on a mask. Get away from me. Oh. I huh. think we're in 2019 Actually, still. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty close. Oh my god. We're getting close. April, <laughs> he's, he's prescient. Re- uh, the volume was released uh, 2020, but let's see when the first chapter. Yeah. Uh, December 16, 2019, so it was just the start. Like, like Wow. Like, not just the start, but... <laughs> right on, yeah. right on yeah. the right, bo- right there? Yeah. Jesus. Oh, the sight confirmed. On the cusp. Oh, no. <laughs> Honestly, these guys feel like... They they should have been the first scene of one of the One Piece movies. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, I mean? yes. I'd watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these are the guys who got beaten like, in uh, Film Gold, right? They were leaving the... Uh, right, right. Yeah. Uh, Gotti picks himself up and tries again. He starts blasting the Marine ship with his gun arm. And he successfully saves Chiffon from Marine clutches. Great job. <laughs> and we will leave them there for this week. <laughs> So now let's return to the past. Return to the past now. On their voyage, Odin tells Toki that he feels sorry for her because he doubts this ship will be returning to Wano anytime soon. 
She doesn't mind, though, because being around him makes her feel like she's already reached her destination. And Marco and Jozu swoon. Mar- Marco and Jozu are shippers. Why do you say that about her and you just, hee hee, why indeed, with all the hearts and the speech bubbles? I think Odin's the only one who doesn't understand the implications here. Yeah, yeah he seems like he, Odin's just like me for real. <laughs> Uh, something that we didn't like verbally mention last week that I feel like we should because we do have some listeners that don't read or watch One Piece and only get information from us. There is at least from one. our from our uh, dramatic readings, um, <laughs> and we skipped over it because it's so like casually tossed off. But uh, should confirm for you that Toki did say she was born 800 years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is relevant information. Just wanted to just wanted to point that out. Anything happening around that time in history? I don't. I can't remember. <laughs> it's like some sort of void in your memory. <laughs> uh, and so, two years into this voyage, Kozuki Momonosuke was born. Aww. <laughs> All I can think of is Sandro being like, "You got busy." <laughs> <laughs> Well, and let's not skip the really great joke. Egg, kombu, fish cake, chicken meatball. Stop, Stop trying, trying to name it after you. Sorry. After Odin ingredients, yeah. <laughs> the um, two interesting uh, little details here. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, no, wait, no. The other one, the second one I was thinking of is later. Um, just, I, I just think it's really interesting that um, uh, when... Uh, Whitebeard is basically explaining to Odin what the what the world government is. Yeah. He refers to Wano as being free. Right. It's mm. like a he's, this... a he's a sealed off country with a hidebound caste system as free just because he's outside of the government. The mm. Right. <laughs> that's really that's, powerful. That's enough for Whitebeard. Yeah, that's really powerful. Yeah. That's something. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Whitebeard's forces grew, he decided to start splitting his ship into divisions. He put Odin in charge of the second division, which eventually became Ace's division. Jesus. Once again, he didn't want to do it. Yeah, though. once again, no. we yeah. get that he does not like that phase. No. Also, the the, the cat and dog discovering the these these newspaper things <laughs> is just so fucking cute. Was how old is Big News? <laughs> how long has he been in control? Oh yeah. How old is the news? <laughs> Sometimes more people showed up on the ship just as we found ourselves there originally. An orphan boy named Teach eventually convinced Whitebeard to take him along one day. Oh boy. His old, scruffy little, little buddy. Yeah, and mm-hmm. yeah. a little hat. What's crazy yeah. about this moment, too, is uh, if you recall Marineford, or not Marineford, when uh, Blackbeard versus Ace in Bonaro Island, mm-hmm. he says that he memorized all the devil fruits enough to recognize his devil fruit and he knew that Whitebeard was the best pirate crew to join prior to this moment of getting on to right. the thing so this is like an orphan look yeah. at he's all ragtag and then he was like somehow knew that Whitebeard was gonna be like it's just it's that whole context is so crazy given you know all the uh, like like I kind of think about it like Ace Sabo Luffy in a way where it's like were they like that worldly at that time? You know, like yeah. Who the fuck <laughs> is this he guy? He can see super. Yeah, far. I, he's only twelve, right? I think at this time. Yeah. Well, yep. it makes me 
like, is he even an orphan or is this an act? That's what I was going to ask. Right. Because, <laughs> like, like, how much does he know about Whitebeard? Does he know enough to know mm. that this would get him on the boat? Oh. Mm. True. It's like, this is Whitebeard catnip. Because he doesn't seem to have had much respect for Whitebeard. No. What he says later. Mm-hmm. No, it was a means to an end, even from the beginning. It, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. He, he did have respect, <laughs> but, like, he also kind of was like you know he he said i think prior to whitebeard's demise he was saying like you you know you were like the king but you got too old or something like you that. you got old and you let ace yeah. die so i don't respect you anymore yeah you like have to stay at the top or i'll uh, i'll get rid of you yeah like he he's he's a has-been he called him washed up and then and then whitebeard's like <laughs> what'd you say little boy and then, and then yeah. put his face into the ground but like you know mm-hmm. the fact that black like that that was an interesting thing because you would imagine like you know another angle of this is we don't know necessarily all the other whitebeard pirate circumstances we know a few of them you know like aces and and aces situation of why he loved whitebeard so much given the void in his life and then it's like huh blackbeard being an orphan and this guy you know, if you flash forward to Blackbeard's time at Marineford, like, and you said it was like 12, I, I think that's correct. And so, um, given this is what, 38, 41 years ago, whatever it is, he, he was on yeah. Whitebeard's crew for a long time. And yeah, he was an orphan, and Whitebeard is pops, and that didn't mean anything, right? Like, it's, it's wild that, like, <clears throat> didn't mean enough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's so crazy. Kid was born with a hole where his heart should be, almost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so like when we... Oh, it was perhaps. made of darkness. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Black he got hole, Kingdom Hearts in. He, got, he oh, met no. that organization at a young age. He got Norded? <laughs> yeah, he got Norded. Oh, no. And I, I want to get back to that, by the way. <laughs> oh, no. Don't oh, say that. Yeah. We got to talk about more of the volume first, though. Oh, really quick, what? trying to figure out where an X would fit in and teach. <laughs> I... D- I do want to put like a quick little pin um, in this page, page four of the first chapter. Uh, mm-hmm. Odin is like running off to do an adventure and his feet are doing the little Scooby-Doo, like kind of running. <laughs> Just put a pin yeah. on that. I have a parallel to make for later in this volume. Amazing. Uh, back in Wano, Sukiyaki took ill and with no Odin around to take over the Shogunate, the title was instead passed to Kurozumi Orochi as a proxy whom Odin allegedly doted on like a younger brother. Hmm. Which Yasui... News to Yasui. <laughs> yeah. Which Yasui was like, yeah. what? Yeah. Which I can't... I don't know how people reading this week to week could have figured anything out. <laughs> Goddamn. Uh, Yasui it, asked his... It's ma- truly wild to me that how much of this could have been avoided if Yasui just would have spoken up. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's also <laughs> in, it, it's because he doesn't necessarily know because they were like separated, but like, um, like maybe like uh, the way I received this information was it's like, well, Odin's like a crazy guy, you know, <laughs> like right, God only knows what that guy gets up to. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. So, so like I was I, when I saw that, I'm like, damn. If Odin wasn't as wild as he was and just like a normal dude, he probably would have been like, "Yeah, he's that's he's not really that close." But then, because mm. Odin just like in the previous volume, you know, given his back, like to this day, to this day, <laughs> Ate lunch 
at, ate lunch on somebody's remains. At eight yeah. years old, he had a harem war. He, he's stealing. And war, he threw a bear and obliterated it. <laughs> he obliterated a consensual harem. Yeah, cons- war. The, the now, emphasis clear. on consensual. Now, like husbands were losing their wives to an eight. Like, yeah, now, but the women wanted to be there. Uh, now you know which what? Is not I, I good gonna, because he was eight. I am gonna say. I am gonna say. We don't see any of that stuff. Yeah, it's, it's all just, stories. I, it's all stories. I, I, like we have legends. We, we have no way of knowing, like how, like what the actual truth of any of that crazy. I like is. True. which it could is be um, as true as Orochi yeah. being friends. with I like him. that yeah. you <laughs> say that, but <laughs> but. <laughs> Then no, we no, end I, 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 Odin eating off the remains of some dude, and no, then... I, I believe you. Like, I, I agree. Yeah, we did see I, I'm just saying that, like, Odin's whole character revolves around like tall tales yeah. and legends yeah. and whatnot. So it's oh, like yeah. the the idea that his life is defined by a bunch of crazy st- stuff, and we have no idea how much of it to believe is like fundamentally correct for him. Yeah, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that point because it's also thematic to One Piece. But and and I, right. it's funny because a lot of my videos. Oh, we're talk about that like note that a lot of people have taken uh oh yeah you guys crossed uh chapter 957 yeah yeah you guys did um with the whole wait yeah yeah 957 right tyler that was uh yeah that... we're in the 60s now. yeah right? yeah so yeah. Th- but just yeah. uh, just that was uh that was a sengoku chapter right the the rocks chapter you mean <laughs> the, the, the the rocks backstory you know yeah. i don't want to derail this part of the conversation but i in you know after posting that video there were literally like 15 streams where i wasn't even in and they were referencing <laughs> me to the point where like i needed to come in and 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 then like speak for myself and they were talking about that theory because it was like it was such a like a uh, people almost were offended <laughs> a little bit because it's like a oh, favorite <laughs> character being pulled down but um but in this instance with the Odin rumor thing, I almost feel like the rumors didn't do the full justice of the situation. Like, Odin's <laughs> even more wild than, like, and, words and, can put, you know? And once again, and once again, Oda does it so fast. Like, yeah. re- like relatively speaking, like, he, he gets us to buy into this guy so quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, it wasn't hard. I, well, yeah, I, I, mean, I, I attribute a lot of it to his design. Like, his design is yeah. just so oh, yeah. good. Yeah. It's very good. Yeah. Like the fact that, like, we get all that stuff, right? And then he runs up on Whitebeard and then just slaps him around. <laughs> like, you know, they don't slap him around, of but like. The most <laughs> incredible scenes is just gigantic. Like, I drained. don't know who you are, <laughs> but take me with it you. It wasn't even on site, it was on Whispers. <laughs> yeah. Like, he, he heard about a pirate landing and he's like, I've got to get on to that. Oh, my goodness. Too cramped. Yeah. He's, he's kind of like, he's kind of like if. Frankie, but with the like, no one is cool like Gaston dial turned up to eleven. Oh man! Oh, man. If, yeah. if if uh, with Luffy's attention yes, span, Luffy, if, Frankie, man, imagine Zoro. if Odin and Frankie oh, met. What? If Odin had Odin ever gotten Odin the, like I'm, all I'm, I'm, I am simply saying that if Odin had ever had the chance to see a giant robot, <laughs> I oh yeah, to, to, oh he would be all about that for sure. He would love it. We don't know that he didn't see a robot because we haven't seen all the islands that he went to. Just That's true. Maybe, maybe they went to he future could have been land. To Baltimore. Yeah, they maybe yeah. they went to future land Baltimore. Honestly, it's <laughs> it's a good thing you said like the Frankie thing because one of the synthesis I've ha- I had was that it, I didn't say Frankie, but Odin okay. kind of is you combine the straw hats and you get like portions of a lot of them, right? Even like in the last volume, hmm. the way he found Toki. 
that was Sanji, right? Like he heard a woman's cry and he just like swam That's to a true. random place and saved her, right? Then he has the swordsmanship yeah. of Zoro and then the the like uh-huh. feels of Luffy a little bit, you know? And then he's a, the wanderlust of Luffy. He's yeah. the straw hat right. Voltron is what we're saying. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> That's what Frankie was trying to do. And, and he's got Robin's ability to read. Yes. <laughs> he has Robin's literacy. <laughs> By our powers combined. Yeah, no, oh. that, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, he does. It's wild. The only thing he doesn't have is Nami's ability to sail. <laughs> he, well, he sure he has, does. He has the maybe, opposite of that. Maybe he was a really good thief. Maybe that's how he corresponds to Nami. Uh, no, I mean, he's he's definitely not good with money. Stole he gives it all away left and right. <laughs> and I mean, he is modeled after Ishikawa Goemon, who was mm-hmm. a gentleman thief. Ooh. Cat burglar? Nami? Question? <laughs> I don't know if he was. Well, he was the Robin Hood of the Edo period. Mm-hmm. So we got a little, uh, this whole blossom from the Yasui kind of conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I think another take on this is that it's a little ironic, like it's tragically ironic. Like we know that this is absolutely not true. And if only he had spoken up, but he chose not to because maybe it wasn't his place. And so it's just deeply sad right. to read that panel. And it's a it's a mm-hmm. sad domino to present day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Orochi did a good job selling it. I'm not going to lie. That's the anime true. too. <laughs> I was just like this rat. And then, and then, and then he, he started speaking. I'm like, wait, hold on. Maybe I missed something. Maybe he was like a little bro. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. yeah like I mean, the, these chapters are dense and I read them quickly. So maybe I missed it. Uh, Yasui asked his manservant why he had hidden his family name and Orochi could only apologize to his lord. I'm so sorry. With only one <laughs> eye visible on camera. God damn it, Tyler. Why do you do this to me? <sighs> uh, further into the past. Oh, I don't we... want, before we move on to, from this scene, there's a small blink and you'll miss a detail. Yeah. Uh, that I actually only just noticed myself. Tsukiyaki, uh, not Yasu, but the other person sitting beside him. Yeah. Uh, we get a name to his silhouette in the following page. It's true. <laughs> One of the other diamonds. So, so I could just go ahead and say that's Shimitsuki sitting beside him. Oh. Um, um, I, I'm having Ushimaru. trouble keeping all of these names straight. Can, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> can you help me? The diamond, the one with the. Uh, of course, of so- uh, Cold Swordland. Yeah, the he was the one with the fox. Yeah. Got it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. <laughs> I was just going to say, I should have chosen. I, I... I completely forgot about this line. I just want because it, it's the transition, but uh, I can see it—a vision of the future. <laughs> I should have chose that. <laughs> uh, oh, because in- you're because you're par vision. <laughs> 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 hey, thank you. Further into the past, we see a time when a young Orochi met with a strange crone and a shamisen player, a and they began to fill his head with delusions of grandeur. It would be Who so is this, and why the, are they doing it? Who the fuck is this? Well, we learn their names later. Do, do we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a little mm-hmm. intro box. The next time that uh, we see them in, when when Odin returns, we'll get to them. Oh, right. okay. Their family name is Kurozumi. Okay. Where do I know that from? It's yeah, Orochi's family, family name. name. Oh, uh, it's like it's huh. like what is it? Black charcoal yep. or something? Yep. Yeah. It, and it basic... it's another guy's name that we'll talk about at the end of the walk. <laughs> <Indeed>. Boy, 
It's basically the these are the bad guys last name. Like not all of them seem to be born into evil, but quite a few of them seem to have taken up evil throughout their lives. Oh well, man, they've, they've been has pushed a into it. <laughs> I mean, it seems like they've been pushed into it from you know, yeah, being the one bad guy made a bad mistake and well, not a bad mistake, yeah. ma- bad choice. Yes, <laughs> ambitious choice. And then further bad choices were made in response to bad situations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, who would like to read the hag who we later learn is named Higurashi and Orochi? Oh, Higurashi when they cry. <laughs> I don't think I can do the voice uh, acting justice here. I'll, 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 do, I'll be a hag. Yeah, you, <laughs> I think you're you're suited for that, Jason. Oh, I've... You've I've been, been crone pilled from page you, one. Our <laughs> resident crone. You've been training for years. Tyler, you said the other one was Orochi. Mm-hmm. All right, I can be Doctor Doofin Orochi. Okay. Oh boy. What is uh, starting Higurashi, with she? By the way, what's that? Cicada. That's what it is. Higurashi means cicada. Uh, oh. Uh, thank you for that. Parvision, you Anytime. just gave me an idea for the next video I'll write. It's going to be 45 minutes, and it's going to be the entire <laughs> history of the cicadas in one piece. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> I can see it. A vision of the future. You will be... Ba-bang. The Shogun! Neat! that's legit. <laughs> Don't underestimate Jay. <laughs> Don't underestimate my ability to Un- be an old woman. Under any circumstances. <laughs> <clears throat> ah, you scared me Don't startle me like that, l- old lady Who are you anyway? You mean to tell me you're not aware What happened to your grandfather? I don't know much Just that he committed seppuku <laughs> Not quite He was killed By the Kazukis But he must have committed some crime what does crime even mean in a squabble for political power? He who stands at the top writes the rules, and just like that, a crime is no longer a crime. The previous shogun of the Kazuki clan did not sire any children. He had no heir, you see. The five daimyo clans who serve Kazuki were restless. Who would be the next shogun? Each of them harbored hope that he would be the one. But your grandfather was prepared. Uh, brief pause here, because we get the names of all of the daimyo. Uh, one yes. of them is Amatsuki, mm-hmm. which is what Toki's is family name. Okay, that's Toki, and then oh. Kurizumi Oh, oh, is... oh so, okay. Okay. Kurizumi I completely Shotsuki. goddamn missed that. <laughs> and Kurizumi you, is the Orochi you're family. And then <laughs> Shimatsuki is Cold, Cold Sword Land. Yes. I mean, That's Ryuma's family. What are the chances that Oda gives us five silhouettes of characters and that any of them are important? Really, if you think about <laughs> it. It could be anything. No, that's a good point. And then, like, another thing about this is, uh, it's the tying in Kozuki, there's six families in total, and uh, what we know is um, except for the Kurozumi, the other five are all uh, it, 
the ending part is all the same. So it ends in like a su, and that means moon. Mm-hmm. So then right. fugetsu means wind moon. Amatsuki means heaven moon. Uzuki means rain moon. Shimotsuki means frost moon. And then kozuki means uh, light moon. And then uh, we said it earlier, kurizumi means black charcoal. So the, charcoal. The, it's, there's an outlier there. And it, it's, it's interesting when you contextualize. A black sheep, if you will. One, yeah. one of these things is not like yeah. the other. Oda's just like, well, hey. it's like an, It's like a new moon. <laughs> and so, Sorrel's home village, Frostmoon village. Yes. That it is. Oh. And huh. who who was it that, that slayed the Orochi in Japanese lore? Oh, shit. There's going to be a quiz. <laughs> is Susano, the god of the storm and the moon? No. Mm. Oh. Yep. And, and, huh. and Anil is on the moon with, with, ro- <laughs> with robots. And, and okay, let him dog cut. is storm. And the second syllable in NL is L, which is also from Zorel, who is one of the Superman characters. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, Jason, can you continue reading so that we can move on? <laughs> Listen, you guys are cooking, but and you think you guys are joking, but let me let, just wait until... Because I, I don't want to bring it up now. I'll bring it up later. But, ooh, man, there's some crazy <laughs> stuff. But we we, we oh, never go. As I was saying, your grandfather <laughs> was prepared. Prepared to poison all of those rival daimyos, that is. One after another, they vanished, seemingly perishing in a civil war. The shogun, anguished by the death of his loyal daimyos, took sick from stress. The plan was working, but just when it seemed as though his ambitions would be realized, the shogun's baby and heir was born. Kazuki Sukiyaki! A cursed Sukiyaki! Uh, Not only did Kurozumi fail to become the shogun, the plan came to light and your grandfather was forced to commit seppuku. The plan was cut off from all power, lands, castle, and titles confiscated. Everything was taken. The Kurizumi name was lower than dirt. The clan was tossed into the street, belittled by all. And whose fault is it that you live in poverty? Whose fault? It was Kozuki Sukiyaki's fault for being born. That's right. If it weren't for him, you would have been Shogun one day. Me? Shogun? That's right. Alas, regret a curse upon him. Hey, um, are you from the Kurizumi? Who I am does not matter. (laughs) I have been out of the country. It's been a terrible ordeal. But just look at my face. Click. Nikyo, kyo, kyo, kyo. Huh? (laughs) That's my face. It's a power conferred to me by something called the Clone Clone Fruit. <gasps> oh, snap. And if you do hey, as I, I bid you, I can give you the power. The power to make you Shogun. I'll do anything. Then gather money and produce weapons. The craftsmen of Wano are highly skilled, and that's a tool that can be leveraged to gain a, to gain a massive backing power. All right, so let's talk about this now. Oh, I love it. It's like if Lady Macbeth and Scar from Lion King used. Oh, my God. I mean, it's fully, like, uh, be prepared, and then the little Uh hairball was born. 
Yeah, just everything. Kind of I love and, the and lion. It's it's a combination of Lion King and um, <laughs> yeah, because okay, she's in this yeah. bit of um, bit of Japanese uh, history here. There is what was called the Council of Five Elders, mm-hmm. um, determining who the next shogun would be. I'm sorry, um, Jay. Did you say five what now? I just said five elders. Hey, wait a minute. And you could just take that and hold it. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, basically, okay, so the the current, like, the the current emperor, not emperor, maybe daimyo, I forget. Uh, Toyotomi Hideyoshi, Hideyoshi, rather, Toyotomi Hideyoshi was dying, and he wanted his son, Toyotomi Hideyori, to um, succeed him. Um, But the problem is is that Toyotomi Hideyori was five. So he established a council of five elders to kind of watch over him, make sure he's doing okay until he's of age to take the throne. Um, One of those people uh, was a little guy named uh, Tokugawa Ieyasu. Yes. who is who we know as the founder and the first shogun of the Tokugawa shogunate, which is basically the Edo period shogunate. I got hmm. stuff to add to that. I haven't made it. The... <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think you'd bring out that sauce right here. But like, <laughs> um, I'm always ready to season. This is this. I got. I got a little bit of sauce. Yeah, this too. is exclusive because I have. I've been holding off on this. I'm not. I can't say Parvision exclusive. Y- oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, because I actually came to this from like multiple directions, and then like each video was deprioritized because of what was happening and then something <laughs> happened and i was like wait they're all it's all all of it and then <laughs> now i, I like it, the the script is like basically written now and it's going to come out in like a few weeks but um but uh here's another interesting thing is uh toya tomi hideyoshi um he was uh regarded as the second great unifier of japan right Yes, he was. And there were three. There were three. And there's two interesting points about that, which is, one, w- the way he got into power um, was uh, was because he was essentially, and I'm, I'm like, I'm paraphrasing, mincing, I'm not an expert on this uh, in the sense of, like, I have to refer back to, like, my script and, and all the stuff for, like, the actual details. But he was essentially, like, adopted by Oda Nobunaga. O- mm-hmm. Oda. O- Oda. Yeah. Um, um, so, like, it, and if you think about, like, hey, I'm Oda, Eiichiro Oda, and, like, I, you know, like, I'm going to bring an important clan, maybe one of the most important people in Japan's history, the first great unifier, Oda Nobunaga, would be a very important mm-hmm. clan in history to reference here. And then here's <laughs> another thing. Toyotami uh, Hideyoshi, he, his name wasn't his, like, I forget what his real name was. But um, it was like, oh no! Now I was thinking of another person. Yeah, and his but no Oda gave him his name. So like, and his name um to to give a full, like he ended up getting an epithet of uh let me see let me see uh oh here we go the gift of the sun that is that is the this uh this person Toyotoma Hideyoshi oh, so mm-hmm. uh. Hey, Great. I know yeah. you guys like X marking huh. sun references. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It's very much thought that that they were lovers. Hmm. And, oh, wait, what? 
Yeah. There's just too many facts. I can't <laughs> handle it. I need charts. And so it's not, it's not exactly a fact, but it's one of those historical things where like, okay, they were more than friends. Oh, was it very extremely like they were roommates? Like the, <laughs> they were they were married together. The they wrote period. poetry about each other, but they were probably just friends. You know, whatever. Oh, favoritism at a minimum. Oh, he he, sure. he called uh, him the gift of the sun, but you know, in, like in, you do to your in a platonic way. <laughs> yeah, like bros. <laughs> like how bros um, do. <laughs> okay, um, this. Okay, hang on. I'm on the Wikipedia page currently for Toyotoma Hideyoshi. Don't uh, dive too deep. I, and it, and it, uh, this, just a reminder, we're just, still just on the remember, first chapter. I, yeah. Okay, okay. Just, <laughs> just remember, I, I purposely didn't tell you how Nobunaga's story ends. In, important thing, yes. um, Hideyoshi's nickname was Saru, or Monkey. <clears throat> hey! Huh. Anyway, uh, uh, History can't be spoilers. One... <laughs> it already happened. So... One more thing, by the way, is uh, uh-huh. Oda... The clan, if you look at their uh-huh. symbol, it's not too different than the Kurozumi symbol, which we've seen already. And hmm. so there's an interesting storyline here being made where, you know, you look at uh, uh, um, Higurashi's portrayal of what happened and like, hey, maybe you can tie that back to how history went, real history. And something I want to point out besides the clan thing, which I think I'll do later, but um i just find it interesting right like that uh that that this person higurashi left wano and you know do we know of another clan that also left wano somehow (laughs) you know like we don't exactly know the details but here we go there's like huh i wonder there's multiple i thought wano was closed off that's weird (laughs) and then here's here's another thing is like we've had a handful of people that seem to just kind of come and go yeah Somehow, yeah, Odin. Yeah, so so that's mm-hmm. so Higurashi is an, another member of the Kurizumi clan who left Wano for a time and got a devil yes. fruit. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. and Higurashi is the okay. throne. I'm so sorry. Yes. I am a visual yeah. learner, and if I can't yeah. like read it, Higurashi I will not I mean, I miss it's, half of these characters. It's getting names. kind of Game of Thrones. She's the yeah. she's the crone playing Game of Thrones who can clone clone. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Jason. Well, not only um, someone said, so they left and they got a devil fruit. I don't think they got one. They got three, right? They got the clone club and the barrier and this, um, the right. Yeah, that's that's probably, yeah. Also, small little detail. I love how many stems are on the little Orochi pineapple. (laughs) Yep. So this, this clone clone fruit. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. And later, the barrier barrier. Yeah. This is the first time we are seeing fruits that we're familiar with being used by someone prior to their current user, yeah. which is really cool. Is, yeah, um, very cool. She shows off two faces that aren't hers. The first one, impossible to tell who who that is, if it's important, because it's a Oda woman face. Yeah, yeah. just yeah, <laughs> woman. Good point. So maybe she'll be important, but who knows? The second face, does anyone recognize it? He kind of looks like a Shiradoji. I, oh. I do not recognize hmm. it. We've all seen it. It's oh, Golden they... Lion Shiki. Oh, is it? From oh, Strong wait, World. Yeah, the eyebrows. The villain yeah, of Strong World. That is oh. his eyebrows, for sure. The guy huh. with legs for feet. So oh. when did this lady come in contact with the Rocks Pirates, is what I want to know. 
Right. Wait, he was on the rocks pirate. I'm yeah, he so was. Confused. That was mentioned. One piece is so much. There's two. Yeah, it's pieces. a lot. <laughs> Remember when I? Why can't there just be one like at the beginning? How many storylines <laughs> is connected? To be fair, you weren't here when we talked for, about the rocks powers pirates. I for know. Like, I right, missed too many minutes. weeks because of just life, <laughs> and now here yeah. we are, and I'm confused. I, I God, <laughs> now I'm looking at it, and you're right. Like, yep. I, I will yeah, say the um, gold lion. to to agree with you a bit, Theo, is if I had one thing I did not like about Wano, it is the information overload. Like there's some really yeah. good yeah. nuggets in here, but you have to be you have to be Oda minded, Oda pilled to get all of them. <laughs> you gotta got, you gotta have that spreadsheet yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. So like I'm really looking forward to catching up and then just watching all every video. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> but uh yeah, I I personally think that the the other person's face we see is probably one of the rocks pirates as well it would just it, it kind of just maybe it's it, young big mom it, it's interesting because if you go the rocks pirate route then it's like that's w- like you know where was she, like how long ago oh, there's so many different connections here and then also yeah. Yeah. yeah she was gone and she knows all this history and she's like spinning it in this interesting way because another part about like feudal japan is like when it comes to, like the rulership uh these other clans they this is kind of how it goes they're all military mites and so whoever wins right. out ends up being the ruler so her like them fighting over isn't exactly like that that's what's supposed to happen which is interesting that she paints it out like oh there's like a like a civil war it's like yeah that that's normal and the other part mm-hmm. of it is that when it comes to like seppuku and and you know i i haven't dived in to see if there's like a full reference to this exact scenario but she's blaming the kurozumi i mean not the the kozuki for this but they just ordered the the seppuku but everything else like we don't necessarily yeah. know where the line is drawn did they do that or did the people do that like you know right. and so when it comes to seppuku the whole point of that is to take responsibility for what you did you know and mm, and yeah. to take on the sin so that other people don't have to pay for it so honestly it's not something you can be this forced is, into this is very much so like hey your older brother killed nine people and then when he went to prison <laughs> bad things happened whose fault is it really that you know that happened it's the prison system no it's the, it's the guy who killed nine people it's, it's probably their <laughs> fault like when when someone said who decides what a crime is i was like the laws of the land do i'm sorry i disagree <laughs> with you old hack that's like, like that what? in particular she has a point <laughs> right yes, yeah but, right. but 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 well yeah because that goes back to what dofi was talking about sure yeah, at, yeah, the, yeah. at the paramount war Justice but, is who wins. But you can't mm-hmm. say, I'm going to take over and change the rules in my favor, and then when you fail, be surprised. It's like, you know? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> no, right, that's, right. That's the part where it like, falls apart. The, 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 I'm the not pe- saying she's all the way right. I'm just <laughs> saying she has some right points. The, 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 people who, the, the, the people who point that out so far in the story, like, their reaction to it is always to just like like basically to like you know descend completely into nihilism mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and not like you know act on it or or you know do anything useful with that understanding of the world yeah it's it's just like oh cool so i can just murder people and then make it cool yeah <laughs> instead of like mm, why don't we make it so that people don't feel the need to murder people and like <laughs> yeah distribute resources and stuff so Orochi weaseled his way into the good graces of the most powerful men of Wano, slowly scrimping and saving and stealing along the way, begging money off of Odin over and over, and utilizing Higarashi's clone clone powers to finally get into the Shogun's throne. 
Uh, one day, four years after Odin left Wano, the Moby Dick happened on an island with an unbearable aura emanating from it. <laughs> it was the Roger Pirates. And Roger was itching to meet with Whitebeard, maybe for the last time, for his end was nigh. And oh, there's a shit. baby Shanks just eating. Yeah. He looks like a monkey. Look at this spread. <laughs> yeah, and just, he does. He just he looks like a monkey, and it's that big mom's hat. It looks like Napoleon. I don't. I don't. <laughs> no, it's Roger's hat. Oh, that's Roger's yeah. style. Okay, never mind. And it's, just, it's Shanks wearing both of Roger's hats. So he's just, so he's just there, <laughs> slav squatting on top of a dead marine's corpse, eating a little chalky bar. <laughs> <laughs> he has a little well, chalky bar. Holy yeah, shit, shit! What a little problem child. Yeah. I don't think I don't think there are any children that are not problems in this <laughs> manga. Yeah. yeah. All children are problems. I, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I think all pirates. I think all pirates are are problem children, regardless of whether they're children or not. That's true. <laughs> Is this the first time that we've really seen like Roger like in a fight fight in any of these flashbacks? I think so. Okay. Yes. I really enjoy him being like, hey, send one of the strong ones. I, I only want to risk my <laughs> life against really scary people. Yeah, at least bring Garp or Sengoku with you. The rest of you are no fun. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Again, about a year away from dying of a terminal <laughs> illness. <laughs> I think this is also the first time we get like a full body shot of Right. Yeah. yeah, damn. And in the anime, rocking an incredible pink shirt. <laughs> oh my god! God bless. <laughs> Looking good. Love. Amazing. Roger would be one of those guys, wouldn't he? <laughs> he? He owns it, and it's very good. Yeah. One thing. Pink is a very masculine color. One thing here was, uh, if you guys like remember from chapter one, like. Roger didn't necessarily look like this and so they like mm -hmm. we got this like reveal of what Roger like looks like and we're like wait a sec that's Roger now and it's like uh, you can kind of see like a resemblance a more like it's in the anime a little bit better uh, like he kind of looks a lot more like Ace here and yeah, for sure it was like yeah definitely in the hair yeah yeah and then also I love that you guys pointed out that like like these marines are dead and and you know that gets lost uh, like because we follow the straw hats who like Oda said that they don't really kill people though like Luffy's definitely right. slaughtered a few Marines. Roger has no such role. Yeah, and and the thing is like w you asked if we've seen him in a fight. <laughs> we haven't seen him in a fight, but we've heard about Roger. Like for example, Squard. If you guys remember Squard and the whole story about Marine Ford. He mm -hmm. he backstabbed well front stabbed Whitebeard because <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. because uh, he Roger us uh, like uh, slaughtered his entire crew and so that's yeah. when he was like wait Ace is Roger and then you know like all that connection that boiled him up to amp him mm -hmm. up to that point and then we see that's like Roger does not mess around even when Gar Garp literally told us like in chapter five eighty eight he's just like yeah you insult his friends you're dead he would fight an entire country's armies if you just insult like a family member he's got some anger in <laughs> yeah oh yeah <laughs> not necessarily a good guy like what could these dudes have possibly <laughs> have done to roger on this island like i doubt these guys looked at roger and be like yeah this is the fight i want you know what i mean like it almost feels like roger looked at them and was like nah you're my next meal like I <laughs> I, I'm imagining a bunch of Marines sitting around like playing cards. Maybe one guy's eating a lasagna, and he just like Kool Aid Man busts down the wall. All right, you're all dead. Like no! I'd like to think the Marines had better natural instincts than the giant animals running from them, right? Like, <laughs> but maybe they don't. Maybe they don't. But like at the end of the day, Rogers just like 
murdered them in their last like he's like send your other people and he kills them it's like well, how are they supposed to send he, them <laughs> like <laughs> he was he's the king of the pirates uh, odin cleaved through roger's forces prompting silver's Rayleigh and scopper gabon to step up to nip him in the bud Oh, that's Scuffer. Sadly, Gabon does not fight with only his kicks. Like, that would be, you know, pretty blatant if he did. That would be so great. I wish, I wish Oda let us see Rayleigh and Scuffer clash with Odin. Just a little bit, but... <laughs> yeah. Roger. Let me let me see Scuffer uh, do literally anything. Please. <laughs> I want to know more about Scuffer Gabon. He I looks wanna, cool. I want more about this guy who just fights with two axes. Yeah. And I could have sworn I heard a rumor. It might be one of those, you know, uncle who works at Nintendo rumors, but I thought we were told <laughs> that, like, we'd see Gabon in present time at some point in the future. I'm still kind of waiting. I think it's just highly suspected that we uh, oh, Okay, will. perfect. Well, I want to Hopefully. see him. <laughs> but Roger told them to stand down, not wanting them to get hurt. Really, though, he just wanted to be the one to fight. <laughs> yes! <laughs> it's just, he's, it's a very Luffy move. He's so <laughs> horny. Yep. Like Zoro. It's funny that Odin... Yeah. Wait, did, no, no, no it, Roger said of Odin, I smell a wild beast, right? And it's like... <laughs> no, I think that's Odin said that of Roger. Yes. One way or the other... Accurate. Yeah. Accurate. Well, yeah. And yes. Doesn't that remind anyone of back in um, the Ryugu Palace? Didn't Zoro mm-hmm. ask them if they could smell a beast running around or something? That was Luffy, but yeah, yeah. That great point. I knew it was the monster trio. Just couldn't remember who was talking. Yup, yup, yup. Roger sent Odin flying with a sword technique called Divine Departure. Hmm. Why did you name your sword technique that? Because he yeah. has God's power on his side. It's in his sword. Because when he uses it. You go to heaven. <laughs> I, I, I guess God has departs from your bottom half. <laughs> uh, he then met with Whitebeard in battle with an impressive clash of conquerors hockey, X-Mark. so extreme that their weapons were still feet apart without ever touching. What a shot! What a shot! The shading on that is so good. <laughs> I have figures of this scene. Oh, yeah. X mark. X mark. X mark. X mark. Well, and this is what um, Luffy's been trying to learn to do, right? Exactly. X mark. In the prison. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I've now replaced my all my vocabulary with X mark. How do you think we feel? That's your head one piece. X mark, X mark, X mark, X mark, X mark. One thing I I want to note here, uh, because I've been I've been going. Oh my god, it's so crazy how many people I've had to like explain this to. But um, in this moment, right, we see like peak power being displayed here. The strongest man and the pirate king doing that, right? It knocked the right. Moby Dick over, and they're not even near it. And, <laughs> yeah, it's on the other side of the island. And like, th- so so there's a you know uh, power scaling aside. There's a very important <laughs> note that like I only realized recently is you know uh, Whitebeard has the Gura Gura and didn't put it on his sword. That was like, huh, that's interesting. Cause someone pointed that out to me saying that like Whitebeard's clearly stronger than Roger here. It's just that he, he didn't use his full power. And I'm like, whoa. Um, and so that it's very interesting point. But then here's another thing that's very interesting because it's so minor, but we see it a huge emphasis point with swordsmen is black blades. So in yeah. the manga, yeah. you don't see it clearly, but Odin 
uh, coats his sword with uh, with the, the hockey to make it black blade. His swords are not black blades, which we know, right? Because one of them is uh, the Enma and, and earlier yeah, on. still has room to grow. Right. And so he coats it with black, uh, with hockey or, you know, the same way Zoro does it. He learned from Mihawk. And the same thing here with Roger and, and Whitebeard. Their blades, it's not super clear here because they show it colored in black, but they are also not black blades either. And so that's another, it's like a small point that it's just like, wait a second, Zoro, like the Shusui and like these in the Yoru, those are black blades. But yet Roger and Whitebeard, these guys who have peak hockey, they're, they're doing these crazy things. They don't have black blades. Still need to apply hockey to their it, swords. It seems like a, like a very Wano centric thing. It, like they're like is like the the some of the biggest ones we've seen like Shusui are from Wano, right? Mm-hmm. And and then the other one being Mihawk's and, Yoru, and, which is like huh? Yeah, and and Enma and Enma still has um uh I guess Enma specifically is not a black blade, but Enma has some of Odin's hockey, which persisted <laughs> the, the weird beyond, hockey sucking power, yes. which <laughs> persisted beyond death in it. Yeah. So, so like that's that's a big deal. Yeah, and and like in terms of and and the reason why that's important is because prior to this, uh, in I think chapter nine thirty seven, I believe, where uh, it was Yuki Maru and Zoro were fighting, and then he tells him about Ryuma, like the sword god, and how Shusui became blackened or turned permanently black. Basically, the conversation was uh, Yuki Maru was just like, oh yeah, like through many battles, uh, Ryuma forged it black, and then Zoro was like forged it wait what and then he didn't get the answer because he already started screaming and the presumption was always like oh i guess you just pour in hockey pour in hockey and it turns into a permanent black plate but then you get look at these guys i don't even know what they're doing on this panel i mean i know what they're doing but like you know in this point in the manga you don't know what they're doing and then and then uh, you have odin odin also remember how much of a monster odin is and remember he had his sword ever since he was these swords ever since he was a kid so yeah. All the way through as an adult. We saw what he did to, to Yama, the, the mountain boar thing, right? Like, he knows <laughs> hockey. And and yet, his swords are not permanently black. So I just wanted to put that in there because, like, yes, they are the peak power. What, what does it take to reach that yeah. point? Right, yeah. What the fuck did Ryuma do? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Killed a dragon. I guess that's true. Maybe. It was a clash of two great pirates of the time. The Roger Pirates versus the Whitebeard Pirates. Their pitched battle lasted for three days and nights. Uh, who would like to read Shanks, Buggy, Roger, Odin, and Whitebeard? I'll be somebody. <laughs> I feel like I gotta be Whitebeard. Yes, <laughs> you gotta. Yeah, oh, we're going all the way down for the, the that conversation. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I, I just wanted to put these two conversations together. Oh, wait, Han, Shanks or Roger? Wait, did someone take Roger? No one is saying oh, yeah. I'll, All right, I'll, I'll be. I'll, I'll be. I'm saying I'll be buggy. Okay. <laughs> I just kind of generally volunteered. Uh, you can be Odin, Theo. Nice. Me? Okay. Does that leave Shanks? Oh, man, I gotta reach deep into Shanks. my manliness. Someone yeah, took just Shanks. Hard to say Shanks, right? Uh, then I swapped swapped to Roger. No, no, you wanted you wanted Roger, yeah. I I could. So Shanks is. I open. could be Kid Shanks. Okay. Yes, see that guy wearing the hat, Shanks. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I heard he didn't sleep a wink during the ceasefire last night or the night before. Huh? Why not? They say he's never slept in his life. What? It's not even possible. Lucky guy. I bet his life has been twice as fun. That's not the point. Don't you get it? He's a monster. 
Uh, and briefly, they're talking about young Blackbeard here. Yep. Yeah, they're talking about Teach. Oh, is that why his body's been odd? He has an odd body. And also, Shanks <laughs> had that story about the people in the cold place that never sleep. Damn, you never put dream. it together. Um, <laughs> no, so I was, we were talking a little bit before we started recording. And I just want to make sure it's in the actual episode itself. But in the theory uh-huh. community, people had been guessing that Blackbeard had a sleep disorder as one of the potential explanations for, for many, many, many chapters. And so it's just yeah. amazing that Oda's like, hey, you want a confirmation? Here you go. This might be it. And especially that that one drawing we had of him as a child before this yeah, flashback, which the moon. is him right. sitting up at night. That was the mm-hmm. root of it. Where he cried at the moon and crying. Tear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the this whole uh, the the quote about the not sleeping was from Luffy in Drum Kingdom uh, when he was mm-hmm. carrying Nami and Sanji there. <laughs> And he and, heard it from a guy in a bar. <laughs> Who could that have been? And, Who could it be? It's also a conversation <laughs> that happens a chapter after Blackbeard is introduced conceptually. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. Like they are back to back concepts. And like, I wonder what it means which, to have a plan which... without a dream. Hmm. That is. <laughs> oh Christ! You Amazing! Just for... <laughs> you just referenced a video that you haven't seen yet. <laughs> oh Jesus! That's oh, no. site. Oh God! Is it? But uh, like, I I think like a good place to start is that Drum Kingdom thing. A lot of people forget that Drum Kingdom was blackbeard's introduction and it's so yeah. wild yeah. we didn't even see mm-hmm. them we didn't even like it was just in silhouette just in silhouette yeah. i'm i'm still salty we never get to see blackbeard beat the shit out of waffle <laughs> no waffle uh, ran listen. tail the moment he showed up he didn't even fight one, i don't think and and one piece isn't over yet that's <laughs> a True. very and waffle is point. still a character <laughs> like that uh, yeah i don't know what has happened you know after this volume <laughs> if there's still players i bet <laughs> Like, one of the crazy things about that, right, is, like, Blackbeard, so to, to put it into context, Blackbeard remembered all the devil fruits, uh, knew Whitebeard was his best chance, waited years, I think it was 26 or 28 years, I forgot the what, what the timeline was, it doesn't matter, and then he saw yeah. Thatch, Thatch got the fruit, he killed him, stole it, I don't know why he couldn't just steal it, but whatever, he, he, he you know, uh, we don't have to talk about that part, <laughs> <Yeah>. necessarily, and... <laughs> that hadn't even eaten it yet. And he, thereafter, leaves the crew, obviously, because he commits a pirate crime, and then the first place, after accumulating these crewmates that he has, that we don't know really about, uh, much about, he goes to Drum Kingdom, and so another part mm-hmm. that uh, a theory that people were pushing for a long time, and I kind of have a counter to it, but I love this one was that yeah. Drum Kingdom was known for medicine for their doctors, and Ooh. given he has what we surmise as insomnia, people were like, "Hum, I wonder if like he was going there to get treated for something." Doctor, please give me some Xanax, knock me out, please. <laughs> and but then the reason why I have the counter, huh. I, I love that theory. And and the thing is, though, um, you brought up an interesting point. Like, hey, like, I wanted to see him fight Wapple, which goes back to what Jimbei tells us in Fishman Island, right? When he gives us the update about Blackbeard, he says that they're hunting power users. He's hunting devil fruit users. He has some ability yeah. to be able to loot them. And you go back, and a, a very interesting line in, in Fishman Island, I remember if I was in that volume. Oh, I was way <laughs> earlier in the volume. No, yeah, it was earlier. Right after that, uh, in that same panel, uh, <laughs> Chopper goes, oh, no. <laughs> I hope they don't come after and me. And then Usab goes, hey, 
<laughs> Why would they want the human human fruit, right? And they're <laughs> hunting power users. And you go like honestly, Wapple's power. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's it's been in the cover story already. Wapple used his power essentially to become like a, a, yeah. a, a, the richest man. In, He's a yeah. tycoon, a captain of a, a captain of industry. He's literally Jeff Bezos <laughs> yeah. and like to- Toys R Us, like uh, Hasbro is all combined. He created a new Odd. element, didn't he? Did he create like wobble light or something? Yeah, yeah. wobble yeah, metal. Wobble metal. Wobble metal. Yeah. So you have. <laughs> I'm disrupting metal. You have this fruit, right? Like Chopper <laughs> used his fruit to become a doctor. You have Wapple. You have even <laughs> Dalton. But none of those power, like those devil fruit users, were at, like when you go back to the story, they're like, huh. We're fine. We're chilling. You know, like you would imagine Blackbeard <laughs> would want one of them, right? Or they would be like, oh, man, he came after us. No, he le- like, how is Wapple escaping Blackbeard? That doesn't make sense, <laughs> right? Like, he, he got Ace and Whitebeard. I'm sure Wapple wasn't that difficult to get. Um, he was in that, like, royal egg ship, wasn't he? <laughs> he did have a submarine. Yeah. And, and like, it's oh, right. that probably helped. There's like, an, 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 like a, when you sit back and you recontextualize what Blackbeard did um, in Drum Kingdom, it's it's easy to forget, but he didn't get, go after the fruits. But also, the people, they're relatively fine. They called it a blessing. They were like, you know what? They were yeah. glad that their king left. Yeah. They were like, yeah. we honestly feared Wapole's return. We feared the monarchy. And Blackbeard honestly didn't take anything. The doctors weren't affected. The devil fruit users weren't affected. They weren't complaining. They, like, yeah, some things maybe were destroyed, Which, but we didn't really hear about it. So they were there's, like, there's yeah. a there's a word you could use for that. Oh. There's a word you could use for that. What's what that? Liberation. That's also shocking considering the state of the town that Blackbeard and, and Ace fought in. Mm, <laughs> yeah. True. What what town? <laughs> yeah, it's not on any maps. And now, really, sorry, really quick, I liberated do say, from knowledge, from memory, liberated from maps, from, from the world, liberated from. Maps. I mean, obliterated and liberated are very similar words. Oh my gosh! Yeah. When Odin was eight, he liberated a bear. <laughs> liberated from bears. <laughs> Uh, I do want to say something that just occurred to me. So Blackbeard said his best chance of finding the darkness fruit was to be on Whitebeard's ship. Mm -hmm. But this is at the time when Roger was still sailing around. So like at this time, did Whitebeard have a bigger reputation or was he more likely to adopt orphans compared to Roger? (laughs) I mean, Roger has a good... Yeah, the bar for entry probably is a little higher on Roger. Roger has a good Mm. track record for that too, though. (laughs) Yeah. Uh... Does he like how many how many people on Roger's crew are known devil fruit users? That's true. That's oh. true. Maybe he hated the devil. Maybe Roger was a god. <laughs> I think it's just man, buggy, right? God and, man. and that was an accident. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hmm. And like you know, in terms of the liberation word, you go back to Impel Down, right? Three primary characters: Luffy, Buggy, Blackbeard. All kind of doing the same thing, just in a different light, right? Like Luffy, everyone escaped Impel Down, primarily because of Luffy. But Blackbeard was going to do it all on his own too, right? He was going to liberate them in, in the sorts of ways. Anyone uh, who could survive. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and uh, there was an interesting point, right? Like Blackbeard, when we get actually introduced to him in Jaya, he paralleled Luffy in so many ways. It was like an opposite <laughs> yeah. but similar it's- Thing. It's ridiculous how much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and 
purposely so. You yeah. would suspect Why? that maybe they were twin brothers separated at birth in an alternate <laughs> fiction. And in, you could believe it. Yeah. <laughs> and Why? He, Why did Blackbeard want to get into Helldown? For the level six people. To, to get, well, why? Uh, like, why Why were they important to him? He needed a stronger crew. So that he could be an emperor. He couldn't there's conquer other strong, the... There's other strong people out there in the world. <laughs> there, but people that he could tempt into to being evil. Hey, you want to <laughs> topple the world with me? I'll give you a really cool sword. She's like, yes, please. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, every... I mean, there's not a lot of Sunwon wolves out there. Every decision true. he's made has been a step in the plan for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That that's that that's a big one for me. I still don't understand. Like I don't. It's I also have a video that might explain that. He, by the way, <laughs> he also has a very um, he has like a very laissez-faire uh, like attitude towards his quote plan. Mm-hmm. Yes, in that he's not too uh, upset if things don't go there his way. Mm-hmm. He figures and... it'll come back around again. Which, yeah. like, if it's that's such a good be. trait, because so he many has, like, villains a chaotic are undone by getting pissed off when things don't go perfectly to plan. Right, yeah. Mm. Well, and you want to talk about parallels to Luffy. If Luffy ever fails, he just gets up again. How many times did Crocodile punch him to death until he got up and, <laughs> yeah. and won the battle? Blackbeard's teacher of failure The greatest uh, teacher of failure is... Blackbeard <laughs> should have gone to see Crocodile. He's the Sandman. <laughs> oh, my, oh, my God. Give they must never meet. Uh, let's let's continue the reading. Oh yes. <laughs> oh yeah, we were doing yeah, that. We're in chapter two. Yep. Oh no. We gotta keep going. <laughs> just just one hour per chapter. Uh, j- just to just to throw in there, I have so much more on Blackbeard. The point that that video is an hour long, but like the <laughs> you know there there was one other thing that I I wanted to put out there was that what you said right in the introduction of Blackbeard was um, people's dreams don't end. Right? Mm-hmm. What is what does a man that never sleeps know about dreams? Right? You're saying like, hey, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. why impel down? Like, you know, what what are what is so important about those people? Um, and you know, you you can kind of contextualize a lot of things if you put certain pieces together, where it's like, you know, that's really interesting in light of Luffy and and yeah. in terms of being parallels and opposites or, or whatever there's one other thing and then we uh, i think I, I won't be able to go on too too much but <laughs> if you look at how they um luffy and blackbeard operate right blue uh, in terms of personal power luffy is a rubber guy who takes in and absorbs pain and and, and like punches and whatever whatever it is in fact the, the the line was that blackbeard said was he can absorb punches blades fire lightning right huh that sounds kind of familiar to luffy and <laughs> and so it's like blackbeard literally said my power is like i absorb pain and so there's another interesting uh route there where it's like huh i wonder who like who can who would recognize this who can synergize with this maybe people who are you know uh criminals also you know th- those people might know a thing or two about pain and there's mm-hmm. a lot of nuance in those buzzwords i say i'm not gonna tell you what those buzzwords are but you know um yeah it's a lot of fun to think about i have a science question Uh oh Uh -oh. yeah Uh what's a black hole i'm afraid (laughs) well you see uh it's a super dense uh place of matter what did it um... used to be it used to be a sun Oh god damn it! Jesus, (laughs) I would let you take that one away. I was God. (laughs) I had a big Uh, grin on my face, and then I was like, "Oh, they're not quite getting to the answer that I want." (laughs) 
Parvision, can you pick up the reading? Got it. Uh, so you can <laughs> right, read this. we were mid, mid scene. <laughs> so you. Well, they're separate scenes, but I just wanted to put them together. So you can read this? Yes, I can. I can read it, but how do you possess this text? This is the secret cipher of the Kazuki clan of Wano, passed down strictly from generation to generation. It all started 13 years ago, when we landed at the destination of the final log pose, where no one had ever reached before, a place called the Lodestar Island. But when we disembarked, giddy at what we might find, we realized that it was not the final island. The needles of the log pose went haywire, refusing to point out a new destination. But... There is one more island, and only by going there will the unprecedented circumnavigation of the globe be completed. It's four red stones carved with these letters that point the way to the island. The only problem is, these are the poneglyphs that the world government has long forbidden anyone to read. You, you thought they were just cultural relics. Think again. They're the map that we need. The stories say that a vast treasure awaits on the final island, and the government says don't go there. That only makes the stories about treasure more believable. If we can get there, we'll be the greatest pirate crew in the world, in both name and fact. And then I'll... Huh? Huh? <laughs> are you serious, Roger? What are you, a little boy? <laughs> I froze stiff. For the second time today, I was stunned. Who was this man? Help me out, Newgate. Let me borrow Odin for one year. It's the last thing I'll ever ask. With him, I'm certain that I can reach the final island. What do you mean? Don't I get a say in this? Please, Odin, come along on my travels just for one year. Stop! Don't embarrass yourself like this! Lift your head! Absolutely not, Roger! Are you trying to steal my family from me? But my blood cried out to me. It asked, why can the Kazuki clan read these letters? Why have I come across Roger at this moment in time? White Kichi. Before I knew it, the words were leaving my mouth on their own. I want to go with him. Will you let me? You don't seem to like that. <laughs> Of course I don't like it! You and I are practically brothers! It's only one year, White Kichi, please! I, <laughs> I want to get this other Whitebeard line, so I'll just read this crew bit briefly. Uh, aren't you going to see him off, Pops? Roger left behind all the cargo he had on board as thanks. This stuff's worth a fortune. And look at all the food! Give them back the food, <laughs> you fools! Don't you dare let Odin's family go hungry! <laughs> Yes, Pops, right away. <laughs> so. Uh-huh. I wonder if there's any Zeph connection there. What's what's important about this uh-huh. is, is it's not, like, obviously the moment where Roger, like, reveals his ambition. It parallels Luffy yeah. in the past when he was talking to Ace and Sabo. Yeah. What's important is Odin's reaction. He seems to know what he was talking about. Yeah. But his reaction is completely different. And he has... No cultural context overlap with any of these people. He's from a completely isolated place. So what the fuck did Roger say that it had this impact on Odin? Mm-hmm. And I think Whitebeard's uh, reaction is also important because he says, "What are you, a little boy?" Yeah, no, they're both they're both important for 
interesting different reasons. Yeah. So whatever it was, it seems like it's probably childish. Yeah. King of the world. And something any culture would understand. And I know that you talked about this in the uh, flashbacks with Ace, Luffy, and Sabo, but like, it's not, I want to be the pirate king, because we see later that Roger's like confused that they're calling him king of the pirates. So it's it's something else. Yeah, Melissa helped us understand that. That's right. But like, but like the. It, it, like it, like what you said, Matt. Like something any culture would recognize, but it feels like it, it seems like it's something that means something different to different cultures. Like it, it seems like it landed very differently for Odin than it did for Whitebeard. True. And- well, like it makes me wonder if that's something that like Whitebeard, you know, being part of a culture that involves traveling to many islands, like it's like oh that's a thing kids want, but adults know you can't do that. But for Odin, Odin is still at a space where, like, oh, the world is so big, and, like... That's even possible? So it makes me wonder if it's something like, you know, the man who went to every island, or... I want to be the one who goes to the moon, and everyone's like, you can't do that. That's stupid. (laughs) You would need at least 80 balloons. (laughs) Is Edel king of the pirates now? (laughs) Oh, no. Well, I mean, there's a little bit more to that, but we'll get to it shortly. There's... Like, so, like, Roger also gives us a timeline. He says, it all started 13 years ago. Like, I wonder what happened, like, about 13-ish years, 13 ago, years ago that we kind of maybe possibly learned a little <laughs> bit about in a few, 957, about, like, Some kind of event, some uh, kind of incident, <laughs> you know, and then... That? Say, well, say it out loud for please. me, for people like me who don't have the timeline in there. God Valley. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Oh, when he uh. fought with Garpin. <laughs> And rocks and something against rocks with guard. Yeah, Sengoku says is the rocks pirates were uh, dabbling in taboos of the world. Well, we learn that word taboo. We hear it specifically with Ohara when they're reading the Poneglyphs, and so it's like, huh? There's another place that's let's learning like another another group that was probably into the Poneglyphs. Is it possible that Roger learned it from them? Because then we get to another part of the conversation where uh, you brought it up. I was going to save it to when we get to the Pirate King part. But at this point, right, there's two significant things. One that Sengoku says and one that said here. Sengoku says Rox's ambition was to be king of the world. Here, at this point when Roger's here, he doesn't know what Pirate King means. So the interesting thing is, and, and you know, we'll recontextualize it at the end, was the when the one like the one piece stuff right that the pirate king stuff that's later this this that doesn't exist yeah. yet so it's yeah. not a that's con- not a concept in anyone's mind yet so yeah. when we say <laughs> roger is a parallel to luffy well luffy wants to go to the be pirate well pirate king is an interesting part of it you know we don't know the full context it's always off screen similarly to what we get here <laughs> with roger right he says and then i'll and i'm like oh no not not again a sabo luffy you know and <laughs> yeah but look at what he says, and this is something that I'm going to cover in a future video. He goes, and only by going there will the unprecedented circumnavigation of the globe be completed. And I was like, wait a moment. That's not Luffy's dream. That's not anybody's dream except Nami's? Isn't Nami's the one to circumnavigate the globe to map it? She, she wants yeah. to map, make a map, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And it's like, wait, where did... It, is that a, like another straw hat connection one? But then 
that it would only make sense for Roger's ambition to be something like that and that he unironically fell into this thing. Kind of alluding yeah. to like you can have all these kinds of dreams whether it's Sanji's all blue or you know uh, Nami mapping the world maybe it all leads you to the same place and that's like the that's interesting right. thing. Many, well, what many they say, sea roots, they all end at, at Raftals. Right, yeah. And and then this is, this is skipping ahead a little bit, but it's said later that, like, because it's several times now it's been referenced that Roger, quote-unquote, conquered the Grand Line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems like what was actually meant by that was he circumnavigated it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is a very, very good answer to what that actually means. Yep. Mm-hmm. And is very, it is very appropriate to you a story about the Age of Sail and exploring the sea yeah. and and all that. Well, and that he, was very, he like surmounted the Grand Line. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. The Savage, he, did he surmount it savagely, Tyler? <laughs> <laughs> well, and um, he does say that he was the first person, Roger said he was the first person to get to Lodestar, so I imagine that, like, maybe there's, like, a really big gremlin, or an ogre or something, and you have to beat it, and, like, <laughs> Roger was the first big. person who was strong enough to defeat you know, stand the ogre or whatever and make it to that island. So maybe <laughs> yeah, so you do have to have a certain amount of strength to conquer the Grand Line to get to that final sure. island. A sure. couple points about Lodestar yes. Island, which is the first time we've heard of this place now. Yeah. It, wait, uh, is it? I thought we had heard about the idea of it. We had heard about the idea. This is where we get okay. its name. Right, yeah. Okay. We heard That's about right, it on Zoe. Kind of yeah, like absolutely. how we knew about Pirate Island, but we didn't know Full Aled until recently. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so and we've known about a Philo Island since we met Crocus. Right. right yeah. yeah, but like that at that but point it was called it Raftal. Right. Yes. Yeah, that's what we thought. Uh, so way way early on, some of you guys asked me like, why doesn't anyone just go backwards on the Grand Line? If you're just trying to get to the one place at the end, how does a circle end? And I said, well, we're gonna have to learn some geography before I can mm-hmm. tell you that. <laughs> Well, because the just... place that you end up is Lodestar Island, where you learn about these red poneglyphs that can take you to this mysterious final destination that no one which knows is, how to get to. Supposedly. Right, which is not the actual end. Right. Supp- because it's a small thing, but like he doesn't mention the poneglyphs at like the low. He says that the reason why they realized it was because the log pose went haywire. And I'm guessing yeah. that maybe, you know, whether he says he was the first one there, like probably people can't get there because of that reason. And then because he might have had that poneglyph knowledge on the side, he's like, oh, mm-hmm. wait a second. We put two and two together and you get you get a different answer, you know? So it's kind of interesting with that part, too. So those red poneglyphs, uh, the Viz version has been calling them road poneglyphs. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure they're supposed to be load poneglyphs based on this island. Oh, uh, uh, like load stars. Yeah, uh-huh. we're getting another Logue Town, Rogue Town exactly. kind of a thing. It, yeah, or nice. load bearing lore, or the vice versa, <laughs> which is road star. But like, I I agree with Tyler that I think it's yeah. that's a lo- that's a pretty cool phrase to say. Road star. <laughs> yeah. that, that'd be a cool yeah, name for actually, like a like a, a racer. Yeah, oh yeah. It, or a steakhouse. In my research. Or a, or a steakhouse. Roadstar. In my uh, research that's to the try true and... one piece. Like, Roadstar could make sense, like, for various reasons, but Lodestar was interesting because uh, uh, Load, like, I, I forgot what it was exactly. This is a long time ago. Like, it's a, like a kind of magnet or something like yeah. that. Like a yeah, that's what magnets used yeah. to be called. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah, Lodestar. Exactly. And, you know, the, the reason why I looked that up was because um, I, when I... <laughs> When I was looking at it, I was like, you know what? Magnets are kind of, like, crazy. Because imagine being, like, 
ancient. How do they work? How do they uh, work? I mean, yeah, insane clown posse said it best. It's a miracle. Like, like, <laughs> imagine being like ancient, right? And you stumble up pro- upon magnets, right? And then you're just like, these rocks like float. Like, what the heck? These rocks there, love each it, other. I wouldn't want to talk to a scientist. Yeah, it's interesting. It is not. No one should be surprised that previous generations believed in magic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, yeah, the world is wacky. The world's wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the world is awesome. <laughs> I'm honestly surprised. No, I mean, this is a quick random tangent. I'm surprised, like in Greek and like Roman, like technology, magnets weren't like a bigger thing, right? Like we hear like Greek fire and then uh, Roman cement. We just figured out how mm. that works, and it's kind of wild how that works. But um, it like yeah. Well, they were just figuring out math and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, they may they they may not have had the uh, like the necessary insight to like be able to make or find them predictably yeah mm, yeah so. all i know is if i discovered magnets back in the day i'd be a menace i'd be a monster <laughs> <laughs> you just walk around with those one like where you have two of them and you throw them up and they click together like a cicada yeah like it's no <laughs> oh one no one sword is touching me my arm oh my goodness cannons <laughs> oh oh it's over it's so over give me magnets please and so odin switched ships onto roger's crew leaving Izo behind as a Whitebeard pirate, and Dogstorm and Cat Viper stowed away on the Oro Jackson like usual. Do they oh, ever have to children. be on a ship, or do they no. just kind of appear no. on ships? They just showed up. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. that's how pets do they, sometimes. They have yet to be actually invited onto a ship. I They're like vampires. Uh, and no, unfortunately, vampires I have, have to, be to invited. the opposite of vampires, yeah. Unfortunately, I have to pause again, because this fucking volume won't let me read two bullet points in a row without having to point something out but uh this is our first decent look at something that has been on the oro jackson every time we've seen it but it's always sort of obfuscated yoshi egg yoshi egg there's a yoshi egg on this fucking boat Uh, and it's really big what in the center oh Oh, in the look at page 14 Ooh. Right on, right they, in front of your face. Are they trying face. to fucking wake up the windfish back there? What? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. What is happening? What is Wait, One where... Piece about? <laughs> where? Like oh, oh my god! It's so, it's so big. I couldn't see it properly. <laughs> yeah, what are they? Right? Are are they? How are okay. they keeping it warm? Is it safe? What if it's? What is it? No. <laughs> Where's its mama? Uh, I, I I can answer you that that one question for sure. Is it safe? No. <laughs> Are they <laughs> just planning a big omelet? Could you imagine a, another pirate ship shows up and they're like, "Protect the egg!" and they have like two people like making sure it doesn't get cracked while they go loot. Uh, I can just I, I'm just imagining like some other pirates at some point or marines or something like successfully snuck up on the on the Roger pirates just in the middle of them like taking care of this egg and they didn't. <laughs> They didn't trip the ambush because they were just like staring at him. Like, what the fuck are you doing? What is this doing here? <laughs> or... oh, I'll, I'll tell you what, what what's uh, what's in the egg. What's in okay. the egg? What's that? Uh, a dragon. Mm. Sure. Yeah. Oh. What's uh, I? You want to hear my they theory stole for what the egg is? Sun. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> my my theory for what the egg is. So, uh, there's a story that. The the members of the Beatles found out that there was there were people who would like Matt. interpret their lyrics so closely <laughs> there were like classes dedicated to this shit. Matt, I so I wrote... Matt, I only paid I paid for a whole seat <laughs> to find out where you were going with this, but I I only need the edge. Can I get my money back? I, I only need this edge. Yeah, exactly. So 
So they so they wrote Eye of the Walrus intentionally to fuck with people who like put too much merit in their lyrics. Whoa. <laughs> I, I think Oda put this egg oh, <laughs> on this ship specifically to fuck with the people who like scan every pen. I, I knew someone in high school who legitimately thought that the secret to the Krabby Patty was just a blank sheet of paper and there was nothing written on that <laughs> bottle that Plankton was and that's what this is. It's a blank sheet of paper. Oh, it's the dragon <laughs> scroll. The I secret is you. I don't I don't know if I think Oda would do that. <laughs> Maybe the Probably egg is not, the one but I, 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 it would I, make I, me so happy I think, if he did. I think, like, Andrew Hussey would do that, but o- Oda <laughs> is too. Oda is too pure. Like he genuinely loves his audience too much to fuck with them like that. That's, in my opinion, you're, you are a hundred percent. And while we're talking about X marks on this page, might as well just also point out this weird panel of uh, Roger and Rayleigh playing with Odin's kids. <laughs> Damn it, Tyler. And- Roger reminds- says, uh, I haven't spent time with a baby in ages. And Rayleigh says, reminds me of the old days. What are they talking about? What, what does they- that mean? <laughs> They're roommates, you guys. <laughs> but he doesn't have They're a son roommates. yet. He doesn't. In terms of... And that that tripped me up the first time I was reading this chapter. I was like, oh, he's talking about Ace. Wait, he was dead. <laughs> <laughs> and he even later says, I don't have a son yet when he's talking to Ray- Rayleigh. So. Right, yeah. yeah. In terms of intention every every panel right like like <laughs> yeah to, to give you guys like a small theory that people had uh, one thing that i will admit is uh, that egg not has not shown up in any of my videos like is uh, people have asked me like what about the egg i'm like bro there's, you tell me at this point there's like, just nothing right and and one thing that has sort of stuck a little bit it goes back to chapter zero a little bit which we don't necessarily get a good visual of rogership at least in the manga the mm-hmm. the anime whatever like i don't know i i don't remember that one either uh if we do get it but shiki's like asking about uh uh, a specific he's like hey we should did uh, you know about ancient weapons don't you yeah <laughs> and what we know so far about like you know shirahoshi is an ancient weapon because she can control animals and so that is like some people see this egg and tie it to chapter zero and they're like huh i wonder if roger just had it like this entire time we don't we don't necessarily know why it is but then you like put in together like what we learn on the poneglyphs in a little bit and it's like maybe maybe like i don't know because he he clearly has poneglyph knowledge prior to this right and we know what poneglyph knowledge he got after this so it's like i wonder what was on the poneglyph knowledge prior right there's one specific one that we don't necessarily get a lot of information on and ironic is roger after this point follows the same path we did so maybe there was something else that he crossed paths with to get that and you know you guys can fill in the blank there if that's an I just, or not, but. I just had a brain blast mm. in real time. What if he got the egg from the <laughs> Rocks Pirates? After he beat them up, he stole it from either the Celestial Dragons or something the bad guys had. He's like, this is mine now. That could be. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. Maybe it's Anyways. a Neptunian egg. Maybe it's a rock yeah. egg. Yeah, do we know where Neptunians Ooh. come from? Like... <laughs> Hmm. You know, we established that we, there were the rocks pirates, but we don't know if it was like rocks as in rocks and debris or rock as in like R-O-C, the big, mm-hmm. big birds, the big bird. Yeah. <laughs> My name so, wasn't Rocks D. Zebeck. It was Rock D. Zebeck. <laughs> I've had a, a small theory here and there. I haven't made anything of it, but the R's and L's are 
prolific here with this. Like Oda just happened to choose the hardest thing to go. But like I was just like <laughs> with rocks, it's like it could be locks. And it's mm. interesting because in I, I, I recently stumbled upon this. Logtown got switched in the volume and the main thing where it was Logtown yeah. and Ro- Rogetown. And right. and then so the reason why I was like, maybe it's Locke. And I was laughing about that because uh, we know we know that they changed Roger's name, and I was like, "Huh? Did they change Ro- uh, Rox's name? Like maybe that is." And then and then I put it together. And I was like, "Wait, if you put their names together, it's Goldilocks." And I was like, "Hmm, that's kind of fucking <laughs> shit." That's their that's their ship name. Man, how many names uh, have they changed? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, right? Like this is this is one of the primary things. If they're changing Roger's name, I'm like, why aren't they changing Zobek's name? Like, they're just, like, out here giving people his government name. For what? Why? Why are you doing that? <laughs> like, well, nobody wants to talk about him anyway. Yeah. And then Sengoku's <laughs> like, here, by the way, here's his passport ID and his social security. And I'm like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. What is the three funny little numbers on the back of his credit card? <laughs> yeah. Even we, the Navy, don't know guy. what those are for, but they might be important. <laughs> what is Sengoku up to? Uh... Briefly on this baby panel also. Hey, remember Aokiji? What the fuck is he doing? (laughs) Chilling? Who? Uh, Chilling with Blackbeard. It's an ex-mod. Of course it is. But that's not a surprise. (laughs) No, it shouldn't be. Uh, Briefly on the baby panel. what about this baby panel, Tyler? Yeah, Yeah, tell us Um, about the babies. I think the simplest explanation is on the next page. (laughs) Because look at Roger's crew. Who are the two youngest members? Who's front and center? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh... Buggy did they have tanks. them as? Did they get take them as babies? Did yeah, how long have they been on the ship? Well, oh, Blackbeard said they were there forever when he was looking at them. Yeah, if, they've been around for ages. Yeah. I wonder yeah. if we said Blackbeard is twelve. <laughs> They're not even ages old. <laughs> yeah, like eight. If Blackbeard's twelve, and Shanks and Buggy are twelve, maybe year. And hey, oh wait, what happened thirteen years ago again? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Whose kids are these? I swear to God, if we ever get Buggy's mom and she has the same big red nose, I'm just going to applaud Oda. Like, good job. Okay, you did it. <laughs> uh, her name her name is Rebugga. Rebuggy. Rebugga D-Cloud. Holy shit. Did I share my Buggy theory yet? I, Which one? The, 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 um, um, is, it the, is it my favorite one? <laughs> Uh, there's three of them, right? There's yeah, uh, the, of course there are. The, the is it that he is maybe uh, aquatic in nature? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I share that yet? On what? This? Oh, I think so. No. I, oh. I, I feel what like I heard that it. he's a clownfish. I is this, I think I mentioned it briefly. Is that the? Oh uh, yeah, there's. I, I forget when I was planning on telling you guys because I don't know why <laughs> I would wait on that one, but. Um, was there a reason why I was... Uh, but anyways, like, when you said, like, oh, his mom might have the same nose, the thing is, right, like, at this... Uh, we... Oh, we did get the thing. Oh, that's what I was waiting for. Big Mom to say to... Uh, to, 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 to When it was King. with the Kaido scene, right? When she meets... The king or whatever. Yeah, she's like, that's one of the races I don't have, right? And she... I think she's, like, talk... She already mentioned three races, right? I'm not skipping ahead there. She's like, uh-huh. I don't have. She's mentioned. Them. Yeah, she. Yeah, yeah she mentioned she that. We don't have. know. Right. We know one of them is giants. I don't think we know what the other is. Right. So right. giants, then whatever king is, and then uh, then the whatever the three something. She of has course, that. pterodons. <laughs> no, and, that's from the devil fruit. 
<laughs> and so it's kind of like, well, there's like, what what is that nose? Well, fun fact, a lot of people didn't know that that nose is biological. Like that's that's his nose. That right, like, yeah. And that, I mean, that was that, in that is his his introduction. Exactly, yeah. and a lot of people like, forgot that's that on his face. And a lot of people <laughs> think that oh, maybe we're gonna get a clown race. And for me, at this point, <laughs> oh I'm like, God. Oda's not gonna introduce something like that. Like. Especially Definitely if there's not. a min, like there's not that many numbers left, and the kind of races he's introducing. Well, yeah, we we've established this a couple of times. Sometimes their face is just fucked up. Like <laughs> and yeah, sometimes sometimes it's just my face. And the yeah. thing about Buggy that a lot of people sleep on, and I've never felt this way, is that Buggy is super important to the story. The point if if Shanks is important, yeah. then Buggy's important. Buggy's yeah. actually yeah. the the first person. He's Oda's favorite character. Exactly, and <laughs> and. The- and just and I I said I said this like a, a quite a while ago like when we found I think when we found out that you know, Buggy was on Roger's ship that like yeah. Buggy was the shit tier like joke apprentice on Roger's ship that probably makes him more powerful than almost any other person yes <laughs> like if he survived on Roger's ship at I just- all. I, okay, okay, okay. Krieg I survived it. on the Grand Line for like seven days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Buggy was on Roger's ship. He's got to yeah. be strong. As a right? child. But yeah. Baby. I don't know. The fact that he lost to Luffy in like second arc is to me like what like he's gonna be he's gonna be important he's gonna like fall off of a cliff and he's gonna land head first on emu or something but i don't think he's gonna be <laughs> actually important to the story in, on purpose i just can't see it so so to to put in some things about buggy right like one thing that's super no- notable was the impel down and and marine ford where his showings there was actually kind of really impressive in that he's mirroring Luffy, right? The thing that Mihawk says the most formidable power is something that Buggy was also doing. He honestly, Buggy had it more potent that people <laughs> wanted to be his allies more than Luffy, right? Like they're yeah. like he has a whole like organization for it, right? And then on top of that, he, if you he got his grand fleet before Dress Rosa. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and if you remember uh Awakened Zones from Impel Down, Crocodile oh, I remember. told us we, we have not, <laughs> Toughness we have not and recovery speed. We we have not forgotten about Awakened Zones for a single day of our lives. So I haven't slept. <laughs> so those Awakened Zones, Crocodile told us they are insanely strong. We even see Luffy boxing with them and he can't put them down reasonably, right? Like all of them kind of take one out, but it, it takes considerable amount of force. And then we see Buggy's muggy ball take one out, right? Hold that note, oh my goodness. because when we go to Marineford, he's uh, Luffy throws him in front of Mihawk, the world's strongest swordsman. The world's strongest swordsman can't beat Buggy in Marineford for some reason. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, my God. This guy is such a gag. But the world's strongest swordsman can't do anything. And then that's where Buggy's just like, I'm going to take you out. He's not afraid of Mihawk. Everybody else is afraid of Mihawk. But <laughs> being on Roger's ship, right, like that, that tests you. You know what I mean? Nobody's. So yeah. he throws a muggy ball at Mihawk. Mihawk deflects buggy, it, and Buggy is the Kaifus Kane of <laughs> One Piece, which means that he is secretly an incredible badass genius, and just has like a psychological block that won't let him realize it. Like he thinks he's a coward. <laughs> and yeah, Bug- so Mihawk deflects that mug, that same Muggy ball that took out an awakened Zoan, hits Buggy. Buggy's fine. 
he gets he's like like in a gag way he's like in in like the explosion tatters like the soots on him and stuff like that and then the next yeah. panel is like his crew like the impel down people wash him up put makeup on and he's on camera he's perfectly <laughs> fine the next like a few pages later and then you oh. add on top of that he's also just randomly really strong if you guys remember he caught jimbei and luffy in the air like just bare strength and carried them and carried them like why is this guy so strong and that's where i was like okay he was raised by the king of the pirates <laughs> hey hon even the one piece wiki which you guys can't go on because spoilers whatever but like yeah. even they were like his strength is unexplainable and i'm like ha, hold my beer real quick because <laughs> there we have a bunch of races in one piece that are already there well which ones are like base strong like already strong there's not that many it's the like strength of 10 men and 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 also it's like which one would allow him to have a red nose on top of that so you know i got to cook in a little bit and i put two things together one we go back to chapter 19 which is title the devil fruit and at the time like the beginning chapters i have no like no qualms to that oda put in insane amount of detail about how things worked and functioned especially at the beginning and so what we see in chapter 19 is that buggy gets like he tells the story about shanks uh the, tricking him to eating this devil fruit right tricking him right he accidentally <laughs> swallows it he gets thrown overboard he gets thrown overboard and he's drowning and shanks is like wait i thought you're a really good swimmer that really good swimmer thing is really important because yeah. there's only one character <laughs> other than buggy that was ever said to be a good swimmer and that was chimney in water seven and something important about chimney was that she is part mermaid and so oda said in the sbs that's only because she has the mermaid lineage, even though she looks nothing like a mermaid. She's, uh, I think he, yeah, he said she's a fourth mermaid. So no physical characteristics, but it's still there. So we have a fishman mermaid who exists, nothing, looks nothing like a, a mermaid. And then we have go back. Have we seen a clownfish fishman? Uh, hold on hold on hold on so he's still cooking clownfishes don't have red noses ah there you go but there is a fish with the epithet red nose and it's called the rummy tetra and it is literally a red-nosed fish. You see, and I, I googled animals too. There's no, there's <laughs> in the animal kingdom, fishes, whatever. There's not red noses. That's not a common thing. It's literally a red nose. That's the epithet. And the tail of it, clown stripes. And here's the thing: we get at this point two fishmen who have devil fruits, Vanderdecken. And oh, that, now I remember I didn't say all this because, you know, we're talking about that. But because yeah. I was waiting for the Zoe <laughs> moment, because we see Jack, who has a the the the, the fruit and he's just fine underwater. Right. And mm -hmm. that's he's part fishman. Right. And now we go back to chapter 19. Very interesting thing. Shank says, hey, you can't uh, like you are a really good swimmer. Ties all that to there. Right. And then Buggy. Fully submerged in water, by the way. Fully submerged. He says, I can't move. 
I can't move. But the next panel, he resurfaces. And he gets up and he starts wailing his arms. How does that make any sense? We literally saw King, oh, not King, uh, uh, not King, um, Jack. Kid, Jack. no, not not Jack, Kid and Killer. Like their heads oh. were submerged and they couldn't do mm-hmm. much, right? And we have mm-hmm. Buggy who's like <laughs> full devil fruit at that point. A person who should just sink to the bottom, right? Because he's fully submerged in water resurface how if he didn't know right i I mean like hey maybe a fishman could muster the strength to survive underneath the water to to move a little bit right like jack is breathing that entire time so that's where like uh, i I was surprised when i put out this theory because i thought people would hate it but then i got no i i really hope you're right on that one that would be amazing (laughs) amazing uh explains the red nose Let's move on. Yeah. Yeah. Please. Because oh we're on chapter two. <laughs> I'm going to hold back until we're at the end so I can oh, shotgun it all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Roger Pirates tried to maintain a professional distance from Odin as only a temporary traveling companion, but it wasn't long until he was singing and dancing and swapping drinks with all of them. And so began the final chapter of Roger's grand life-spanning adventure. Uh, we get to see their trip to Skypea and learn that it was uh, through the help of Odin that Roger managed to leave his message behind with the Poneglyph. Uh, while hunting down load Poneglyphs, the crew stopped briefly in Water 7 to meet up with Tom. Tom! Odin even met with a very young Frankie, freshly abandoned by his pirate parents. Yo, <laughs> this kid hates pirates. Pirates oh, suck. Buddy. And Odin, Odin says the most hilarious thing in this whole series. <laughs> you were abandoned? <laughs> what a laugh. Odin, Odin, what the fuck? Odin, what the fuck? Well, I mean, he got disowned and he was fine with it, so, you know, whatever. Surely anyone Your else parents would be probably, able to. Shit, you seem like you're doing fine, kid. Birds of a feather. <laughs> Keep building your weird little boats. I'm sure it'll uh, work the... out great for you. <laughs> and then the Oro also... Jackson... Mm-hmm. Let's also not forget that this chapter opens with the shouting about the North Pole, South Pole, because yes. everyone oh, loves yep. a callback oh, to chapter 19. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, More yep, references yep. to chapter 19. The Oro Jackson sailed by familiar sights like Tequila Wolf, the giant bridge, on their way to Sabaudi for a coding job in order to reach Fishman Island. Uh, there, Charlie, a mere three years old, predicted the birth of Shirahoshi in ten years' time. Also, quick shout out to the seditious mermaid Otohime. <laughs> Uh, seductive I mean seditious Uh, Neptune was disappointed that Roger had any interest in the Poseidon Poneglyph on Skypea but Rayleigh corrected the merman it's not the weapon we're after Neptune it's the people who called it a weapon specifically the vast treasure those people left behind somewhere and then he suggests that Shirahoshi will be a hairy dog. <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry, Roger will not be kidnapping her. I also love that I, I wanna... it's like, oh, this one's not very important. It's just an apology from somebody named Joy Boy. Eh. So, uh, not for, yeah, don't eh, worry just, about it. Just eh. something for the theorists to worry about. Don't. It's eh. not even. It's not. It's not even. Not even. Yeah. Not relevant to our interests. Much of lore. Uh, while sailing back to Wano for a copy of their load poneglyph, Toki suddenly took ill. Oh no! Uh, Dogstorm and Cat Viper disembarked with her and the children, but Toki urged her husband on into seeing this voyage through to its conclusion. She has the manga woman illness. If you are the type Ugh. of man who stops now, then I'm getting a divorce. <laughs> I love all of their casual like talks of divorce. And it's like, no, I, I married you. We're ride or die in the Amatsuki yeah. clan. 
She's like, I married the fucking hardest man in the world, and I expect, <laughs> I expect you to act like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Odin's journal says, I took a quick copy of the Poneglyph, then went back to the ship. It was my first return home in four years, and it lasted merely hours. Thus starting the, the running gag of everyone calling him a scoundrel. <laughs> Do you want to read the Poneglyphs on your own, Roger? <laughs> It, it has the same energy of welcome home, cheater. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, this uh, panel Zoe. of him turning his back on Wanda is so haunting because you can see the factory's yeah, yeah. beginning. Yeah. 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 I just want to throw out the anime does all of this so well. So beautiful. Yeah. Ooh, mm. Amazing. Yeah, by now the the Toei is just like firing at all cylinders mm. on these episodes. Uh, at Zo, Roger and Odin met with the current Duke, Genghis Bond. <laughs> oh, I love Genghis Bond. Genghis Bond. I can't handle how good this is. <laughs> it's so good. Am I the only one uh, assuming that this is the father of the like the giant sheep? Oh yeah, that that oh, yeah. Oh, Tommy was sleeping on. Yeah, I bet it is. What is this? Uh, like this is g- genuinely me asking this. I'm I'm not being coy. What is the panels where they're like feeling like they're being watched? That's Zoe uh, because they can Zoe. hear the voice, right? Yeah. But they can't talk to it the way that. But it, oh, yeah. But it's, okay. it's the way Luffy felt. Mm-hmm. Like how it happened when we were on Zoe, it seems to be strongest at this tree, the whale tree. Yeah. Hmm. What about that whale? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Why is there whale? a whale tree? What and, is oh. the difference between an elephant and a whale? Really? Like a whale is just a, a sea elephant. I love that you said that. Whale is mammals. just elephant of water. <laughs> yeah. What was the yeah. quote about the whales? The whales know where the sea ha- has life. Uh, yeah, where the seas are fertile. Yep. Thank you. The Duke showed them to the load Poneglyph, confirming to Odin that the Kazuki crest was indeed emblazoned in the chamber. And we see a young Pedro beg Roger to take him aboard the Oro Jackson, but we know the rest from there. Oh. Fuck you, Oda. How, Fuck how you. Come, how did Roger know that it wasn't Pedro's time, and yet Shanks <laughs> and Buggy were allowed to have their time? Was it because they were born on the ship? It's probably because they were born on yeah, the ship. Yeah, he probably didn't have a choice in that. Nah, the worst part <laughs> is Roger future sighted it. Nah, 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 joke, I'm joking, but like... <laughs> yeah. I mean, but imagine... <laughs> He's watching from heaven, and he sees Pedro, and he's Pedro's like, I mean, Roger's like, that's not what I meant. Like, <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, I don't know. From what we've seen of Roger, that's probably exactly what he meant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, having found all four poneglyphs. You're going to blow up one of these days, kids. <laughs> also, very convenient. Uh, in present day, you know, Big Mom, Zoe, and Kaido have three of the the road or real ponyguffs or whatever you want to call them. We mm-hmm. don't know where the fourth one is, and that's conveniently the one that Roger said, I think that I Roger know already had. Is. Yeah, he's like, I'm not going to tell you where I'm getting it. <laughs> no peeking. <laughs> uh, also, funny that uh, this is tw- <laughs> this makes twice now that Big Mom's had her story. <laughs> oh, no. Having found all four ponoglyphs, Roger's crew was able to determine the location of the final island, and they set their course. But Shanks and Buggy didn't go. <laughs> Odin's so this... <laughs> journal says, Whether out of good fortune or bad, the apprentice deckhand, Buggy Jiro, caught a sudden fever and had to forego the voyage to the final island. A.K.A. he caught can't go on the island or I'll die disease. Mm-hmm. <gasps> oh. <laughs> oh my <laughs> fucking god. So, does this, I mean, that answers a question that you had previously. 
Uh, it was a facetious question at the time. I already knew the answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I figured. But it answers um, it for us. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, has Buggy Which been to Buggy Raftal. has not been to Raftel. Shanks but also did neither not has go, Shanks. Well, Shanks did not go on Roger's final voyage. Mm-hmm. We don't know if maybe he got there on his own at some point. He says, if we're going to go say, there, we'll take our own ship someday. That is an excellent question yeah. to ask, Dave. Because I don't actually, because I don't, I don't believe Buggy got there on his own. <laughs> but Shanks might have been able to do it. Also, I just I want I want to rewind just a little bit. I love the energy of the scene of did we find the place? Yeah, we figured out. When do we sell? Right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm dying. Cool guy action music starts playing. <laughs> the the um, manga doesn't really. It's easy to miss this in the manga, but uh, the anime really does a good job of portraying it. So what you see is. Uh, at the top of that page, right right above what you guys just read, you see cough, cough, hack. You all right, Captain? And then Shanks is outside the door, sweat dropping down his face, and then the knob pulls down, and then the Roger clicks. comes yeah. out, and he's like, do we know the place, right? So what's implied and what yeah. we know is that Roger was hiding his, like, sickness, his ailment, like, everything that was right. happening to him, and he just puts on a facade here. Because he knows, like you know, we're we're almost there, I guess, right? And and in the anime, they do a really like, in my opinion, an accurate job of what I surmise he had. And it's just it's just brutal when you think about like all of this trip, right? Like he's just, you know, when he fought Whitebeard, even this is a year out from him dying, right? And then right here, yeah. he's he's like still hiding it away. And then Bu- Buggy's I- also sick too, so it's an interesting um, parallel there too. I forgot that Roger was hiding his disease, and so when he was talking to Whitebeard about, like, hey, can I borrow Odin? I was kind of thinking for a second, why don't you just say, hey, I'll be dead in a year, and then he can come <laughs> back. But, no, he was hiding it. He needed a strong <laughs> facade. Yeah. You know, I just now, I didn't even consider the fact that what he had could have been, like, contagious. Hmm? But Toki, Toki got sick on Roger's ship. Hmm. Oh, shit. Oh, it's the fuck. egg. It's the and swine Buggy flu. got sick would, on Roger's ship. I would think. I would think Crocus would have something like that. Yeah, probably. Crocus is a good Maybe. doctor. If, he if knows he about social distancing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If Crocus was treating him that whole time. That's true. Crocus would be the Roger's... worst doctor, bro. <laughs> oh no! Where's your mask? <laughs> Come on, the terrible irony. <laughs> Why are so many people getting sick on your ship? Luffy said a. Luffy said an unrealistic standpoint. By uh, an unrealistic standard, I mean by getting so many like just incredibly good people on his ship. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if he's so good, where's his uh, surgeon of death epithet? Honestly, <laughs> yeah. What's worse is uh, what if like what they what everybody's catching is just scurvy. Oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> they could have no. just had some Nami tangerines on the ship. Smarter than all of Roger's crew put together. Oh no! <laughs> that, I believe it. Hey, uh, yeah. hey, we can, we can't slander Crocus that hard if we remember what he how he kept Laboon alive, right? He was inside. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He, he like yeah. Yeah. Cro- Crocus is a he, he was a real one. full of drugs from the inside. <laughs> <laughs> That's an excellent point. Like the the first doctor we ever see in the One Piece world was shooting a whale full of drugs and turning him into a, like a, into a monstro Wait. cyborg thing. Hang I guess on. That's the t- that sets the tone very well. Yeah. No, technically we know how old the first doctor we met was. He was only 25. <laughs> <laughs> oh, god damn it. That's right. That's right. Uh, Roger's crew did the impossible and news spread of their feet like a wildfire across the globe. 
and Odin's journal reads, And on that day, we learned the truth of the world. What the 100-year void is, what the people of the D are, what the ancient weapons are. In the past, Wano was open to the world, and in the face of that vast treasure, which was very real indeed, Roger just laughed. And so did we all. We laughed until tears sprang to our eyes. Parvision, will you reprise Roger here? Oh, joy boy. I wish I'd been born in your time. This is quite a treasure you've left behind. A tale full of laughs. Say, that gives me an idea. We're the first people to reach this final island in 800 years. Why don't we give it a name? We'll call it Laugh Tale. All right, now we can stop calling it Raft Tale. What a scene. (laughs) What a scene. So before we talk about the content, I need to... (laughs) I need to pause again uh, uh-huh. to discuss this much alluded to page turn. Yeah. So uh, if you'll all indulge me in a little sentimental monologue. Please. Please. Horse type, Captain. Our favorite type of monologue. Uh, I have said in the past, if I die before the story concludes, there has been a page turn that made me feel satisfied with the story I had read to that point. It effectively ended One Piece for me. And this is that page turn. Yeah. I sometimes bristle when people make media consumption a core component of their personality. You should be more than your Funko Pop collection. (laughs) But it would also be impossible for me to separate one piece from who I am. I started reading when I was 13 years old, and I am now 33. I literally have no idea who I would be without reading one piece. It's too great of a variable on how I developed. Would my political leanings be the same? Would my sense of humor, my artistic aesthetic? I can chart where I was in life to what was happening in One Piece at the time. Sitting in my first apartment in Georgia before starting my first animation job, excitedly Facebook messaging Jason about this thing Luffy just did called Gear 4. (laughs) Being in college and using a Cintiq for the first time to draw Fishman Island fan art. Sitting in a hotel room after visiting colleges, reading about Luffy, Buggy, and Crocodile racing through Impel Down. Being with friends on senior skip day in high school, knowing my copy of Funimation's first dubbed box set was waiting for me at home, and wishing I was watching that instead of being at Six Flags in the rain. (laughs) (laughs) Sitting in a study hall with my first copy of Shonen Jump that I had grabbed randomly off a magazine rack at Barnes & Noble, and tracing Luffy and Kobe onto lined notebook paper, wondering how he could draw such expressive yet simple characters. The first time I turned this page, all of that came whirling back into my mind. (laughs) Because over those decades, how many times had I made this exact same face? How many times has it happened again doing this podcast with all of you? And how many more times is it bound to happen still? So even if I never know what the D stands for, or what happened 800 years ago, I cherish what I did receive this vast treasure that Ichiro Oda has left behind for the world. A tale full of laughs indeed. Wow. Let's Absolutely. go. Absolutely. I, that, it, that was a beautiful <laughs> sentiment, and I have a joke that I think will both balance it pairs <laughs> well. Sometimes you have a good cheese and you want to pair it with a good And wine. now I'm ready to karate chop it in. <laughs> no, I, I find the aged cheese and a, and a fresh Kool-Aid drink. Now, hang on. Just hang on a second. I propose I propose mm-hmm. that we officially rewrite the bylines from 
it's about pirates to it's about pirates and then in very small text and laughter. Because <laughs> if you think about it, like everything about like Luffy and going on his adventure and not wanting to continue the adventure if it's boring and like all of the crazy islands they go to, if you think about it, the laughter and the smiling has really been a core component of the series. Yeah, yeah. And think I mean, about every time it's come up, like mm-hmm. yeah, like he gives every character a unique laugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Laughter is well, important to the manga. <laughs> and so, so much I mean, of, like, the idea of freedom is tied to being able to laugh. Yeah. And that's what makes the smiles even more fucked up than, I mean, they were already three levels of fucked up, but here's the yeah. fourth level of what makes them so weird and bad. Um, they corrupt the idea of laughter. But of course, Oda would use the final island on the Grand Line to basically tell tell us, like, this is one of the theses that I'm working on in this series. <laughs> yeah. This, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate the line of uh, the vast treasure, which was very real indeed. <laughs> we were kind of wondering on that last day of the voyage. Thanks, Oda. <laughs> well, uh, and I'm wondering why vast treasure is in quotation marks. Like, yeah. is it a good thing? I, and I'm worried yeah. about the laughing. Like, is this the kind of laughing when you see something that makes you happy? Or is this the, you know, people with a D in their name laughing before they die? I think like, it's I, both. I mean, we, we have to remember that this is Roger we're talking about yeah. and his crew, mm-hmm. who are all crazy. This is true. <laughs> oh, I so, forgot. Like, He's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> like, the, it could be something completely horrifying and insane, and they might find that funny. Now, hang on. So, what if it's vast treasure in quotes, not because it's a, it's a lot of money, it's not Jeff Bezos' level of money, but what if it's a really big 50-cent coin, like in the bat mo- in the Batcave? Oh, my God. The <laughs> and that's big, what's The so world's funny. biggest berry. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to speculate briefly because and jump ahead a little bit, which is yeah. when Roger says uh, we were just too early. Yeah. Like, imagine learning about a prophecy or like this this destined event, this awaited event that's been in the works for 800 years and you show up 20 years too early and then you don't and- have any time left. Oh, boy. Yeah, I guess. And he just starts yes. laughing. I, I have my own version of of uh, what this uh, this uh, procession of events meant to me, and like, you know, we, you know, the laughing laughter laughter part is so interesting because again, skipping a little bit, uh, when Roger like leaves the ship, they say uh, we were utterly stoic, not a tear was shed, and then you like <laughs> yeah. you look at them, and that's obviously not the case, and then. You come yeah. back here, and they they're crying their heads. They off. say we laughed until tears sprang into our eyes. So they like admit it, but then like, for me, um, uh, the, the this face that Roger made, uh, I I actually I think I said it in our first the first time I came on the episode because uh, I, I I came on for the volume Roger and Rayleigh where we learn mm-hmm. about you know Roger having a terminal illness and. Um, I forget if I shared this story then, but uh, that is the, what Roger's face was, um, was the face I made when, uh, uh, when, I don't know why I'm crying about this. I don't, I don't, it's because what you, Tyler's story <laughs> prefaced this. I don't know why. you give me feelings? I should have went first, honestly, but like, <laughs> but when you said what you said, I'm like, damn, this brings back so many memories. Cause when this happened, uh, this is, this, this is the face I made when my doctor confirmed, uh, that I had cancer. So 
Oh, wow. And yeah. and I just, like, laughed. And my wife was there, and she was... Uh, I remember my doctor was just like, you're laughing? And I was just like, I mean, it's kind of funny, right? Because <laughs> it's like... Like what can you what do else can you that? do? Yeah, right. And and it was it was, uh, you know, the point about uh, Roger because he knew at this point, um, kind of, because Madame Charlie already said like, oh, yeah. this stuff is happening like years down the line, and yeah. that's the other part of right. uh, you know being a theorist. I I predicted like I, I diagnosed myself, which is why like when my doctor came <laughs> in, I laughed because he came in sad, and then. I saw his sad face and I started laughing because I was just like, I was right. Right. And then it's kind of like this thing where it's like Roger's here. He's at his like thing, but it's such a sad moment for him. And there's like so much nuance to that because what he's laughing about is what, what he says is like, I wish I was born in your time. Right. And, and another small thing, a tale full of laughs. Right. That's why they call it laugh tale. And then we hear back like, um, was a Skypea um, when he, he it was just a chapter ago. We didn't get too many chapters, but uh, he says he says uh, at the very end he goes, "It was easy to find the stone. It's just packed full of strong voices. It's a great. It's a story of great power, isn't it? Right. So it's interesting because we ha, uh, another point about this that makes it curious to us is like." How did Roger know that Odin could read this? Like, what made him, like, know that Wano was the place, right? There's, this, there's, There has to be some kind of information that led him to that kind of thing. Because prior to this, the feeling that he got on, on Zoe that he gets in the next chapter, like that voice, the, the you know, the voice of all things that we know about, right? It seems like he can use that for the Poneglyphs. He can hear that. Nobody else can, right? But he can't read it. So Odin re- can decipher it. And Rogers is hearing stories. And this whole, like, segment is super interesting for so many reasons yeah. because he's here like a tale full of laughs like what what did he hear how did he get this information what odin just said was they know everything the 100 year void the people mm-hmm. of the d what the ancient weapons are the past the wano all that stuff and I, and i'm like you know uh, i had a, a theory um basically like it's, it's about memories it's about um like empathy links that it, it's i call it mind rope because that's what mantra is called like mantra if you translate it, it means mind rope kind of like brain rain i call it mind rope um <laughs> and the interesting part here right is <laughs> you'd imagine that the void century history it's a you guys all been in history class right like <laughs> yeah. I, allegedly I mean, once or twice some of the like u.s history isn't that long or, well, and it is long but like you know like do you so whole in, in comparison semester yeah, great yeah how did, in the grand scheme of things, how long were these guys sitting here? You know, like I'm, I'm like, wait, how did? And then in the past, Odin was reading it to them. Did he just read them a hundred years and they just sat there and listened? Like, how is this information disseminated? I mean, right. Well, Odin says, Odin says a couple things later in this volume that make it even more interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, but, but yeah, no, I, I think about that a lot. That you know, like I live in in you know uh, Revolutionary War country mm-hmm. like i live right near yeah, yeah i live right near george washington's headquarters um and i think it's cool to live in a place that has like you know 300 years or so of history to it but i've been to europe <laughs> and i have seen the ancient cathedrals and shit like places mm-hmm. that have 
you know, 2,000 years of history going back. And in, you know, in some places in, like, China and Japan, you know, you can go to places that are 5,000 years old. Like, you know, the Void Century is older than the United States of America, like, by by far. (laughs) Like, it's a long time. Right. And, and... There, there's there's so much there's so much going on here and like so at this part right here it's like there's a this is quite a treasure you left behind what is the treasure is it the tale is it is it the information but we know that he can't use the the treasure right like he the right. chapter one right he doesn't have it so it's, like this is he's laughing because the tale but is it a sad tale? Is it a happy tale? They're laughing until they cry, and they—they're people that admit they can't cry, right? So it's like it, it, we, as much as we feel like they call it laugh tale, but that could be an ironic name, you know? We don't know what they're laughing about, honestly. That's those are that's some of the vibes I get. Yeah. Well, and if you consider, uh, just go back. Was it this chapter? Or was it last? But you have. Um... Odin laughing at Frankie being like, I was abandoned by my parents. <laughs> so like, is, does, is this the kind of world that just laughs at that kind of at just really that great. situation? Yeah. Thousands <laughs> yeah, died the, in the uh, explosion yeah. and we'll call it laugh tale. The Roger and, pirates were kind of weirdos. And is I mean, that to, better to tie than it... having like the smile fruit where you just like, is it worse that to have the feeling and not be able to express it or just, just like not have empathy at all? Yeah. And to tie it back uh... to my monologue also, um, <laughs> Like what what affected me so much about turning this page is this is Roger's reaction to knowing that he'll never know how the story ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he uh. knows that there's twenty more years to this story and he'll never see it. Yeah. And yeah. he laughs. It's just that oh, God. son of a it, bitch. It, it's <laughs> a little ironic because uh like, someone Like, oh joy boy, you got me. You yeah. got me good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You motherfucker! Yeah. yeah. Alternate it, possibility: the One Piece is a giant whoopee cushion that never goes out. It's just constantly. <laughs> it could just be very place. funny. <laughs> yes, it's very yeah. funny. It's that that Monty Python bit about the the joke that's so funny it makes people laugh to death. So they weaponized it to win a yeah. war. <laughs> God. So, also before we move on, uh, yeah. laugh tale versus raftal. Uh huh. It's kind of a confusing yeah. situation. Because technically it has always been Laugh Tale. Hmm. Because the first person who ever said the name of the island to us was Crocus when we first met him. So he would have no reason to obfuscate it. Hmm. But it seems like the situation was that uh, Oda wrote it phonetically and just never corrected anyone. Yes. Like, Hmm. you can read it how it's written and take from it what you will. Because otherwise, why would we need this reveal here? In yeah, uh, there unless no, no, I, I don't know. It's unless it's just supposed to be like these are the circumstances in which it was named that. Right, but that doesn't that doesn't feel big enough for how dramatically this is treated. Exactly, like, like, it, my, it feels my... like a game of telephone that Oda played with his own audience. I like my because <laughs> yeah. my interpretation of this is that the name was corrupted. Maybe yeah. just partly by, you know, time, but not that much time has passed. And right. so my my interpretation was that um was that the government corrupted it. Like the the government so similar to how they did his name. precisely that. Yeah. That mm-hmm. they they made people remember him as Gold Roger mm-hmm. and they made people remember the name of the last island now that people knew about it as Raftal, like and a I, more 
I do like that. I just don't know why Crocus would also do there, it. There yeah. is the possibility well, to jump ahead. You have Odin say something to Toki about like I'm sorry. Hmm? What if Crocus just misheard? It? <laughs> <laughs> so that this this conversation does go back to the uh, the the road load thing. So like the mm-hmm. phonetic thing right. that is happening here to, for the viewers' sake as well is that it, it's spelled in kata, katakana. And yes. katakana mm-hmm. is how, uh, um, you know, Japanese speakers basically take foreign words and bring it into the language. And it's yeah. it's phonetic, like it's by uh, the syllables. Yeah. And so the L's yeah. and R are interchangeable. So it is there. But I have the raws, like the raw panel opened up and like, I, I, I actually did not know this, but apparently in the raw panel, it's in English. Above. So yeah, it's, he uses... He uses English characters this time, so there's no doubt about oh, what wow. it says. And that's oh. interesting. It's, so it's not it's not just Rafutel, right. it's it's laugh tail. It's, it's the it's the Japanese characters and then above it laugh tail. Which usually what he does is he'll have the kanji and then above it he'll have katakana to tell you how you should be saying something. Yeah, um, it's like furigana, I think. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting. I didn't know that that this is a yeah. That's why this panel has always stuck out to me as a reveal when some people don't necessarily take it as one. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, well, and I mean, like, consider we get a little bit later. Odin says something to Toki, and then he kind of like covers his mouth, like, "Oops, I shouldn't have said that." So mm-hmm. it's entirely possible that Crocus lied to the Straw Hats on purpose. And then once yeah, they get be- to the island, they'll see a sign that says "Welcome to Laptail," and Nami will be like, "Wait, didn't Crocus say Laptail last time?" <laughs> well, because because Rayleigh seems to think it's important that people, you know, draw their own conclusions mm-hmm. yeah. about this, right? Yeah. Like, so oh, like, I was him like, saying like you'll he, come to a different conclusion. Maybe it was just you won't get the joke. Like you're not, you might not. You'll come to a there. different conclusion about how this place is pronounced. <laughs> um, but uh, but like no, like it it, it left hand. It's a big part of um, like ev- everybody puts it this way. Like everybody who's been on the Grand Line for a long time, mm-hmm. like ha- seems to have some version of this idea that like there is a path that you're supposed to follow. Yeah. That that ends on, you know, that he takes you to load, you know, Lodestar Island. And then leads to Laftail, like and like and that like part of following that like it, it like the it feels like the path exists to help you learn these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. like like I I think that if someone is gonna find it, like Crocus would not like the the remaining members of the Roger Pirates would not want to blow the whistle on it. Yeah, yeah like they want to let and- other people. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I've, well, I've like, said it in the past, I'll just reiterate it here. It's fascinating that the two Roger crewmates that we met are stationed at the Red Line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Almost uh-huh. as if to usher new pirate crews onto this journey, this specific journey. Well, and it makes uh-huh. me wonder if that information that you learn on, on Laugh Tale isn't something that like you can get just academically like you have to have that you lived have experience, experience of the world and the people in it and you know the joy right. and suffering of camaraderie and and everything that's happened and power right um, it's it's meaningless without the context right. you can't yeah read the sk- skype or not skype notes um the spark the notes of the notes. story and get the same impact. <laughs> right. the sky, it's it's the, the centerpiece of which the, if, the uh, Skypea notes. <laughs> I forget if I inserted this back then, but uh, I, I do have a video where it's like, 
yeah, I wonder, you know, if they're looking through, you know, they're auditing pirates, right? Like, huh, I wonder, I wonder what would be a great indicator of somebody that, like, may have uh, uh, the, the right thing. Uh, is this straw hat of our captain, question mark? Like, maybe <laughs> if I saw that, I'd know which guy to boost up. And, hey, wait, how did, how did Luffy end up going to the next island after Reverse Mountain? Didn't he break the log pose? And then didn't Crocus after realizing like how cool luffy was because he helped laboon didn't crocus give him the log pose it's like his own personal log yeah. pose it's like huh that's a that's quite a way to choose a path you know if i had mm. to if i had to manipulate somebody you know giving them the the way to go is kind of <laughs> i don't know <laughs> you know like oh and then oh let's look at rayleigh didn't he give like exact instructions about how to like use the, the the bubble stuff and he gave nami like literally like a packet it's like hey follow these i wonder why yeah <laughs> i wonder why well and it, now, now i'm wondering i'm getting like a frightened uh about shanks and and him <laughs> giving the hat <laughs> to luffy <'cause, laughs> yeah right because <laughs> like we, we don't know you know when when because he knew how everyone would interpret it let's just say i have a reputation for when it comes to shanks in the community and uh (laughs) (laughs) a lot of people are taken aback like par he he has this theory oh my god uh you know say no more (laughs) say no more yeah god Are you are you are you on the Shanks's evil train? I mean, what is evil in the story, right? At that <laughs> right. point, I mean, what is, what is Roger, Roger's good and evil is the is decided by the ones who win. Yeah, and Roger's out here slaughtering everybody, <laughs> and just no qualms. Like, hey, go t- go back home and tell them to send Garp and Son Goku. Meanwhile, he draws his last breath in my hands. Like, yeah, he's a great guy too. You know, like, yeah. Um, can uh, I? So the last, on just one thing. Mm-hmm. So. Tyler, I'm like, my energy is kind of petering out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so can I say a thing that's like relevant to something later um, before I yes. skedaddle? Yeah. Awesome. Uh, thank you. So uh, later on, when we see like more details of the prophecy and what the Neptunians are talking about, and and I might not understand it all with like the whales and somebody else being born, I'm just, I'm wondering if like that information was relayed to Shanks and he... I don't know, found Luffy and knew whatever connection Luffy has to whatever the hell Joy Boy is. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just waving my hands around in the dark. Uh, before yeah. you leave, Theo, <laughs> I do want you to hear this bit also. Okay. What was the Roger crew doing during the last portion of their voyage, right before we got to the end here? Uh, I posted an anime clip of it also. They were singing Binx's Brew. Oh. Right. Uh, what Roger says here in the panel, A Tale Full of Laughs, in Japanese, what he says is, Warai Banashi. Oh, that's part of the lyrics from Binx's Brew. It's the last Isn't lyric it? of Binx's Brew. And it roughly means a funny story. There's a lot of lyrics in there. He seems to have named this island after one of his favorite songs. Ha. Ha. And that last line... In full is Hatenashi, Atenashi, Warai Banashi, which uh, Viz has translated as never ending, ever wandering, our funny traveling tale. And, you know, to add a little bit more context in terms of what this could mean, when Brooke sings it, it reminds him of a sad situation, doesn't it? Somber one. But, you know, like he's, he's chilling now, right? But when he first sang it and his crew was 
you know, the last breath. It's, it's a, a bittersweet it's song. It's a very versatile him. song. Yeah. It's happy and sad. Yeah. Yeah. Just like life. <laughs> yeah. All right, Theo, do you need to I, hop off? I do. I'm very sleepy. All right. <laughs> Take care. Thank we'll you. meet you we'll back in the present. The sleep yeah. tale. Yeah, the sleep <laughs> tale. Under the covers tale. <laughs> When Roger returned from Laugh Tale, Red Taro came to him and asked him something, only to shed tears afterwards. The birth of the King of the Pirates caused a stir around the world, prompting the Navy to leap into drastic action. The world at large referred to everything Roger gained as the One Piece. So he didn't name it that, the world did. Yeah, and it feels like the world government kind of created a monster. As they often do. Indeed, like they they were the ones who spread this idea that Roger had what? this incredible treasure to try I, to get other pirates to take him down for them. I think, and then that at, it, and then oh, at the, and then at the moment of his death, Roger turned that around on them. Yeah. Oh. See, I have a slightly different reading in that, like, okay, yeah. so they refer to the final island before they even get there. Roger says, "I'm the first one, to, or we're the first ones who have gotten here." So mm-hmm. it's almost like there's a um almost like a pop culture that's not the right word but like a collective consciousness there's this journey that people have been going on for the last 800 years roger was the first one to complete it and now somehow i mean you have to have magic to explain how it spread so quickly but it almost feels like it's the masses that kind of collectively decided to call it the one piece that's one of those things that the world government cannot stamp out no matter how much they try to be like he didn't say one piece he said None piece. No, it doesn't work. <laughs> they can't overwrite that. Well, people's dreams don't ever die. Here's the other mm-hmm. part of it too, right? The the world government wanted to hide his name, right? Changed it from Gold D Roger to Gold Roger. But how did they know that the world is referring to it as the One Piece? Wasn't it? It's not necessarily the world government that tells them that. It's the newspaper, right? So that question <laughs> earlier about, hey, is oh, shit. <laughs> Big News Morgan's here? I, how did, like, you know, it's it whatever news publication at the time, they're cracked. They 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 chose the <laughs> best marketing ever. You know what I mean? Like, like I had a joke about this uh, this thing. One of my one of my favorite videos is when you look at um, Noland and Roger. It's such a crazy situation because I basically say in the Nolan video that the world government set him up because when you go Uh. back in time and you go back and I won't talk about it full. Don't worry, Tyler, is that um, (laughs) although this would be a good time to insert it because we get the, you know, Pirate King story is that Nolan lands on Shandora, right? He goes home in order to make the trip back. He has to get the king's approval Clearance. through the world government and to go back to the great right. lines in between him going coming back to his country and then with Luvniel kingdom and going back to Sh- uh, Jaya Shandora whatever you want to call it um it's 5 years do you guys know what happens every 5 years or every 4 years <laughs> at least the reverie the reverie <laughs> and so then you know, is it a coincidence that all the stuff that, you know, happened to Nolan... Maybe uh, King of Livneal Kingdom was talking about this guy he had in his kingdom who came back talking about this land of gold. Yeah, like, uh, you know, we had a... And then the elders took him aside and had a word with him. <laughs> and what's... <laughs> said, no, hang on, though. Hang on now, champ. Hang on. School. Because you got to ask yourself, like, what king goes on the trip? 
You know what I mean? That's like not a normal thing. If you go back yeah, to like Spain right. and, and the explorations, it's not like this king of Spain went with Columbus, right? Like that's the dumbest right, situation yeah. for a king. So it's like, huh, I wonder if they were trying to bat, like sandbag all of them, right? He goes back, Nolan goes back, and then what happens? Some random dude at the execution just ended up being placed there that nobody knows that slandered Nolan on the thing. And then it was he was executed basically like like his reputation was executed. But does the, and then they wrote, wrote a book about how much of an idiot he is. And how much yeah. of a big, stupid who is the perpetrator of propaganda in the One Piece world, right? <laughs> who right here? Uh, it's that One Piece fourth. Who right game. here spread the name Gold Roger instead of Goldie Roger, right? And then in Roger's instance, right, some random dude was like where's your treasure and i'm like yo is that guy planted or is that guy just the most cracked character in all of one piece and on the flip side of it it's like you're right like why is it wouldn't make sense that the world government did the one piece thing unless they're playing like five thousand dimensional chess for some reason (laughs) right but it makes more sense that hey maybe that the the newspaper is really important here they're the ones who spread the one piece name well, to be to be fair though, like like are you, is the idea you're pushing is that Nolan was set up to fail? Yeah. Well. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. On the way back. Yep. But but the, but the re- on the way back. But the, but the reason that the reason that he failed was not because of anything anyone else did. It was because the 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 knockoff my dog. You hit my trap card. So uh, no, I think I know where you're going. So with this. fun fact, he got hit hit up with a knockup stream. But you know what's funny? You know what's really funny? What's really funny is hey, like Nolan became really good friends with with uh, Calgara, right? The guy who lived on that island, right? How long did he spend there? He spent one entire month. If I was really good friends with somebody, I would warn them, hey. There's a giant laser beam of water off our coast occasionally. <laughs> and you know what Cricket told us? Cricket told us that it happens five times a month. You would imagine, like, hey, best friend, watch out for that laser beam. You know, like, like even if you didn't know how it worked, you would tell them about it. So that's what's interesting is that the first knockup stream seems to happen after the reverie. Dun, dun, dun. That was the point of that video, though. But it's kind of cool. There is a lot of <laughs> implication that the red line... And to some extent, like, the state of the whole world's geography is artificial. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or is the continent polar. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What happened to uh, God Valley? Yeah, where'd it go? Mm -hmm. Why isn't it on any maps? Well, and see, what I was going to add was, if only we knew of some kind of power that might be able to affect, like, say, like, the geography and maybe, like, unearth some deep-sea ravines of some sort, if, like, some kind of, you know, quake-quake power or something. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, like, hey, do we we just recently learned about another island that got vanished off the... I wonder where that one went, too. Like, you know, oh, the world boy. government wiped a certain island. <clears throat> God Valley. And uh, it's like, huh, you know... Mm. I, hey, hey! If maybe this is what he does. If it, if maybe the it, it quacks, it's a duck. I mean, Tyler brought this up to me the other day. Uh, there's 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 a giant fucking like fuck off hole in the middle of the ocean that is just a government base. Yeah, when we were talking about oh, God true. Valley, Matt said uh, there's only water there now where the island used to be, and I said, but is what that if there true? Was- <laughs> Because we know about a big old hole in the ocean 
that they built Annie's lobby over. I completely fucking I'm, forgot about that. Maybe really, an island used to be there. <laughs> I'm really curious oh, what God. the uh, in-world universe explanation is. Like, if you ask a geologist in the One Piece right. world what they would say about the hole beneath Annie's lobby. It's and also, why is, it always, why is it always sunny there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's always sunny in any, in any Delphia. I mean... <laughs> I may or may not address some of those points. You know, way back I mean, that... then, I was saying, like, I've had to dive into meteorology, geology. <laughs> There's a reason. Jesus. There's a reason. That actually makes me think, like, a place where the sun always shines. <laughs> like, that's interesting for several reasons. Mm-hmm. Like, just... there's, it, it, that seems like the kind of place where people would, would always be smiling. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, have you ever heard the theory that, like, the reason, like, California is so weird is that the weather is too nice. <laughs> and that, like, like I've heard this, and it's, like, it's like kind of a joke, but I yeah. think the people who say it, like, actually mean it, like, relatively seriously. Yeah. That, like, people in California are kind of, like, disconnected from reality because the weather is so nice, and humans, like, literally didn't evolve in those conditions. <laughs> like, in, in the same it. way that, like, the, 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 like yeah. the Midwest is so weird because like everybody has seasonal affective disorder the entire year round. <laughs> like I don't know. Like I feel like not wrong. I feel like if or you the um, Alaskan Depression, right? Mm. Yeah. I like I don't know. Like if you wanted to make a place where make a place for the era of the smile, I feel like you do it somewhere where the sun always shines, like unnaturally. So mm. I don't know. I don't know if that means anything, but I just. I just look, I want to say, picking off of Parvision's comments, but like doing all this research, <laughs> I love that Oda has given us a manga where people learn things before it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I've learned so many things as a result of this manga. <laughs> yeah. I'll say, yeah. Speaking about learning, I, this is a good spot to learn one other thing that now that we know that he was dubbed the <laughs> Pirate King because of this. Is this episode sponsored by Brilliant? <laughs> Can you oh check the God. link in the description? Sorry, go ahead. I wish. I wish. <laughs> sponsor me um the so pirate king um i am sure you guys address this when oda creates these characters a lot of them are taking inspiration from real pirates from the real world Mm -hmm. and the pirate king epithet was given there's there's a split but the pirate king epithet was given to a pirate named henry avery and or every and that's important for a second but uh it was believed that Roger is is the like in, in, was inspired by that because the the reason why he's was dubbed the Pirate King was he was never caught, his treasure was never found, and he like we don't know how he died. He just kind of like disappeared, right? And obviously Oda changed the ending part of that. Um, and yeah. it's widely theorized that he just quit and retired on an on a random yep, island. We have uh, no idea about his treasure, all that stuff. And here's a fun fact. There's actually another pirate that has like a, like he was the, I think Henry Avery, Avery was the richest pirate, but there was one other that like is tied to this thing. And so like th- you combine both of them, you get this, but here's the thing. Blackbeard's name is uh Marshall D teach. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we, we know like uh the the thing about that name is that like when you combine like Edward Newgate and Thatch and Marshall D. Teach, it it creates the real Blackbeard. Like the, there was a pirate named Blackbeard, right? Edward Teach. Mm-hmm. But yeah. but Oda's original design for Blackbeard, his name was not Marshall D. Teach. His name was Everything D. Teach. So uh-huh. Uh, hey, take 
I was not yeah, aware of that. Take huh. that what you will. And, I, you know, for those who are current, you can watch my video for that. I can't <laughs> say much more about why that's meaningful to me. But if you go back to, like, his fight with Ace, there's a word he says way too often. I'm like, dang, Oda. Oda kind of wanted to, to, you know, he wanted to push this even though the concept changed. And I wonder if because <laughs> Roger. we said it so many times. <laughs> Oda thinks subtlety is for yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, I thought, like, that to me is so cool because one thing about the pirate stuff is, like, they were so, like, important for history. And we just kind of, like, don't, mm-hmm. like, we don't learn about them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but for military, it, maybe, it, you have to go out of your way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, but, I mean, it's an interesting, that, that's an interesting situation because, like, it's it's true that we don't learn about them, but they are remembered. Yeah. Right. They made, an, an like, an yeah. absolutely indelible impact on popular culture and the most famous pirates like blackbeard are completely inscribed in history (laughs) and yet that those they are not taught in history classes yeah those those images like almost they obscure the reality of of what was going on at that time here let me read uh chapter one's note so this is this is uh (laughs) very important in my opinion oda writes to us plebs uh he goes I've been gathering and reading a bunch of reference materials to do this pirate story in quotes. However, the pirates that I admired so much in my youth hardly ever left written records of their history. I guess they were just too busy having fun with their own adventures <laughs> and they forgot to leave their stories for future generations. That's just the trouble with those damned pirates. And that's how we started off the story before anything else was that. And, you know, that reflects with what we see here. Roger didn't leave the story. The newspaper said it. Odin left it. And Odin, you know, yeah, he's a pirate, whatever. But, like, at the end of the day, we, the, even in the story, Oda's, like, presenting, like, the, the pirates didn't write down these stories. And it's so crazy. Right. Like, you know, all the gruesome stuff that we learn about pirates in our world, those are probably romanticized as well. They probably didn't fight as much as we'd like them to be in our imagination. Right. But this is the reality, right? And I, I, I was literally just reading the other day a thing about how, like, like people say, like, this sounds flip, but it, but it is true. Like, people say history is written by the victors, and that is true to a degree. But also, it's just like history is written by the people who write stuff down. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> like, like why is the like why is the Roman Empire <laughs> like why are why is their version of you know history like the one that you know like left such an impact and influence like the next eras like it's not actually really like if you follow the historical record it's not actually really because they won all the time it's just because they were a bureaucratic society that wrote everything down yeah most of the people they competed with didn't write things down very much and and like like that's a real thing in history yeah that's also i i read something similar recently too about like cults like we exasperate the uh, impact of those cults but in reality it's probably like five people but one of those people was able to write it down which is how we learned about it and we don't know how far yeah. spread it was but because it was written down that's louder than the people who passed away right it, it seems like oda is thinking about all of these concepts yeah. yeah roger promptly disbanded his crew and left the ship to turn himself in asking uh, that they get odin back home to wano in his stead Odin was greeted home by his adoring family and his less adoring vassals, who filled him in on all that had happened with Orochi since he left. 
The more I heard... This is where we get Odin just straight up lying about the crying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is a very cute moment. I get another reminder that everything we hear in One Piece is from someone's perspective. Yes. One thing I, I want to throw in just because we'll leave this section is, uh, <laughs> is uh, you know, Roger, after saying this, we were just too early, the One Piece they call it, I wonder who will find it. And then he said, that'd be my son, of course, right? And I actually have a future theory that, like, again, this this volume, bro, we're on, like, page. <laughs> but, like, fourth yeah. chapter. But it's crazy, right? After Laugh Tale, after Laugh Tale, he names his son Ace. Yeah. that's That has to be significant, right? That's the one thing legacy he leaves behind besides the, that. Yeah. He didn't name the One Piece. He didn't name the Pirate King. He named his son Ace. It was either Anne or Ace, from what we know. And it's an interesting point. And his sword is named Ace. And yeah. the one other thing that I want to tie back to in and I'll expand on the video is when you look at Kaido's crew, he has King, Queen, Jack. If you added Doflamingo into the mix, it's Joker. He's Joker. missing an ace, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder why Oda is like these card games. I wonder if the card games mean more than we realize. Uh, the more I heard, the more confused I was. Orochi was like a brother to me now. All I did was lend him money out of consideration for Yasu. And he never once returned a single coin of it. Not once. Not once. And you never once paid for drugs. Not once. On top of that, Orochi was a descendant of the Kurozumi <laughs> clan that caused that terrible incident in the past. And now I found that Kurozumi Orochi is occupying the position of Shogun as my proxy. Kinemon explained to his lord half a year ago they tried to stand up to Orochi, but the Kaido's men snuck into Kuri behind them, infiltrated the castle, and wounded Toki, who had protected their children from arrow fire with her own body. Oh no, protective wife guy mode <sighs> activated. <laughs> In a rage... Remember, Dave, a previous episode where you were talking about the wives of samurai mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. and how he hadn't got one of those yet <laughs> we got one of those a little bit i like how odin also like kind of self-reports here he goes trivial toki you haven't heard the stories about my past and i'm like i don't know if she wants to know the stories <laughs> <laughs> i mean she probably she's been here for a while i'm, I'm pretty sure she's hurt yeah that's and true. i'm pretty sure she would just think they were rad <laughs> like in a rage, Odin snatched up his swords and dashed for the flower capital to murder Orochi himself. I don't know all the ins and outs of the story, I just know this. A fool has taken control of Wano. A weak, cowardly fool using the strength of a fearsome pirate and taking advantage of this closed nation where no one can interfere to turn our land into a hellscape. And he literally leaps a wide river in a single bound. <laughs> oh yeah... That Odin. I love yeah. to. We <laughs> kind of touched on this him. earlier. He could have taken the bridge <laughs> and chose to leap instead. Like five feet that way. I like to that. I mean, we we touched on this, but just to reiterate, the island nation of Wano being closed off was to protect them from danger, but now it is being used to put them in danger. <laughs> now the so danger's there's, inside. There's no perfect right. solution to anything, and it seems like we need to change our way of thinking now. Yeah. Right. Uh, who would like to read Orochi, Odin, and Miscellaneous at the end of the chapter? We need a new Odin, because Theo has, has gone to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would not mind reapprising uh, Orochi if no one else really wants to try him out. Nah, you did a great job. Hell yeah, you're great. I'll, I'll, try, to, I'll try to carry on Odin. Okay. 
Yes. Uh, Jason or Dave for miscellaneous? I'll do miscellaneous. Sure. It's fine. Shogun Orochi, come in! Kozuki Odin has entered the castle! The soldiers are wiped out! Flee, my lord! No, wait! Look, I mean, Odin, think carefully. Kano's not going to like it if you attack me. Think about what will happen to this country! Only after I've cut you in two! Oh no! I forgot! This guy's crazy! <laughs> I just want to <laughs> I just want to say, my fucking brain autocorrected that one line as Kazuki Odin has entered the chat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he that, certainly that, has. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Odin tried to slash through Orochi, but was met with an impenetrable barrier. The shamisen player, Kurozumi Semimaru, was the previous wielder of the barrier barrier fruit before Bartolomeo, and protected Orochi from all harm. And this is where we the see way, their, their names in these yeah, the way boxes. They they revealed him using the power. Very good. Was so mm-hmm. so good. Cause cause they do close up on the fingers and then you go he's still strumming the shamisen, but he's got his yeah, fingers. Yeah, crossed. And, you, and you go, wait a second, mm-hmm. I recognize I recognize that hand gesture. Mm-hmm. Where have I seen it? Oh, <gasps> wait a minute. It's oh, like when you see the cape of the hero before the camera zooms up and actually shows him. I mean, not hero, obviously, <laughs> but, you know, you see an yeah. I- uh, uh, icon that you recognize. Yeah. like, And this is a great uh, point that you pointed out because, like, this tells you that Oda likes uh, giving you a chance to figure it out, right? Because in a normal yeah. situation, yeah. they would just... He has the bar, the bari bari. It's like, oh wow, cool! Like that's already impactful. But he no, he like you said, while he's strumming it, his fingers are crossed and the twick twick, and then it's like blocking. You're like, wait, what happened? And if you sat there and looked at that, and you tapped into your one piece brain for a second, you're like, wait, <laughs> the bari bari, yeah. and then you get it confirmed. Oda gives you a chance to turn the page before like it, he spoils you, right? He wants you to theorize, right? Yeah. Like that's small. Mm-hmm. Thing. He wants you to solve the yeah. mystery. I- can I also point out, I, okay, so there's two possibilities. Either Orochi is acting, and we know that he does that a lot, but I like <laughs> to believe it's option number two. He legitimately did not know the barrier would work against Odin. Like, maybe Odin is strong enough to break the barrier. Like, he's crying <laughs> tears of, like, I almost died there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that is huge. I almost died there. That, <laughs> that is huge because Oda does another incredible thing of giving us a demonstration of just how powerful Odin is, right? The man who clashed with Whitebeard <laughs> was on Roger's ship, the Pirate King. He wasn't a, a son on Whitebeard's crew. He was a little bro, right? Like, he wasn't he wasn't a, nothing to scoff at. And then you're just like, the Bari Bari can block in... This is Odin's whose wife was hurt. He jumped rivers. Yeah. I, like in, This is peak <laughs> Odin. He could throw a rock and obliterate a bear, but he cannot take out Kazuki Odin and the barrier barrier fruit. Right. And, yeah. and, and I, like, my thing is, like, maybe if he understood the power, right, maybe he could. But, like, at the end of the day, he couldn't. He could have outlasted right. it at least, but he didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. And there's another slight thing here that like gets fully thrown in our face and i was i don't i wasn't here with you guys when probably it was said before but they say the barrier the barrier barrier arts and then later oh it's sorcery and that's right. significant mm-hmm. because wano's an isolated country so here they don't consider 
the fruits devil fruits, but they know the power. They call it sorcery, right? Yeah. In Fishman Island, they call it a curse. Not a cur- they, they don't call it devil fruits. They call it a, like a curse. So the Vanderdecken's mm-hmm. a mark mark curse. So right, because the, to not be able to be underwater. That's like to fishmen. <laughs> of course, they would call it a curse. So that mm-hmm. is another instance where it's like, wait. Is the devil fruit, like, is that a perpetuated name like Pirate King, right? Like, like that the world government is putting Yeah, who actually of. called it the devil fruit. If these isolated yeah. places naturally just say sorcery, right? And for Fishman, it makes sense as a curse. But for normal people, it's like, this isn't a devil fruit. This is like godly powers, right? Like, if I was a Nell and this, I, saw, this... I saw him, it's like, I'm not calling that a devil fruit. I'm calling that a god fruit, right? So this is one of my big things. Like, I really think that like so much of what we think we know about devil fruits is just like how the most dominant narratives have interpreted mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Small thing that Oda put here, but I love that. I love that. I was like, <laughs> sorcery? What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Odin demanded Orochi step down as his proxy now that he had returned, but Orochi refused, having used Kurizumi Higurashi's clone clone powers to fake Sukiyaki's decree in the first place. And I guess that means it has no standing. Yeah. I guess. I mean, he he didn't really need... He could have just pulled a Darth Vader and said, I've altered the bar. Right. Yeah. And he does it later. I have thus decreed. <laughs> nanny, nanny, boo-boo. <laughs> Stick your head in doo-doo. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> I do also want to point out, this is kind of jumping the gun a little bit, but we get confirmation later that the clone clone person was killed by Kaido in the flashback. Mm-hmm. We don't see what happened to the oh. barrier barrier guy. So I propose that Bartolomeo ate him whole. <laughs> he pulled a big mom. His epithet, He's a man eater. Yeah, his epithet is. <laughs> or he just technically. Or he just died of old age. Yeah, no. That, that's, old. that's the more likely, but let me have my fun. <laughs> no! Uh, as the crowds looked up at the castle, cheering the return of the Kozuki clan, poisoned arrows struck here and there, as though from nowhere. Two people collapsed, spitting up blood. They both fell blind. As the townspeople have to be poisoned. <laughs> as the townspeople fled indoors in a state of panic, they witnessed amid the clouds rolling in the sight of an enormous dragon floating over the capital. He grew from wild child to daimyo of curry, then went to sea and traveled among the world's greatest pirates, returning many times stronger than he'd left. Kozuki Odin returned invincible and triumphant. In him, the people saw a savior who would rescue them from a cruel tyrant. But within just a few hours, Kazuki Odin was seen stripped to his loincloth outside of Shogun Orochi's palace and dancing like a fool. Orochi and Kaido's underlings laughed and laughed. He danced and begged for spare change and finally walked away. The return of Kazuki Odin, the rightful heir of Wano, had been the country's final hope in a manner of speaking, but the people's hopes were betrayed and their great disappointment eventually turned to anger. Odin appeared in the capital once a week to caper about in front of the castle for scraps. After a year of this, which was 24 years before today, Odin received a newspaper from abroad, courtesy of Shogun Orochi. He ran up and down the beach wailing, then laughing, then wailing again. The world was buzzing over the public execution of the King of the Pirates, Gold Roger, and the allure of the vast fortune he'd left behind, the One Piece, sent all kinds of people out to sea on a treasure hunt. It was the start of the Great Age of Piracy. What Odin went through kind of sounded like a laugh tale a little bit. Yeah. 
Mm. Also, I gotta say, uh, he, he had a whole ass Warai Banashi. <laughs> it is very fairy tale, mm. which you know, given Odin knows the story, I wonder, you know, like why he agreed. You know, there might be a reason. Mm. Uh, Odin dancing like a fool, but he kind of is has this big dopey grin. Hey, would you look at that? It's another smile that's hiding the sadness. Mm. To <laughs> go into the themes. Oh my lord! Another version of that. You guys recall Shirahoshi's brothers after oh, yep. after Otihime died. Yep. They had Which, to oh keep God. a facade of a smile while dancing like fools. Their guards, yeah. everyone's like, why are they acting like fools? <laughs> it was on behalf oh, of Mamboshi. upholding the world, right? So is well, that... you don't even have to you don't even have to go that far back. You can go to Kawamatsu doing his kappa dance for Hiori. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 I wonder if that uh, means get... something about Hiori. Uh, we get a snippet of Kaido and Moria's battle in Ringo. God, just a single panel that. devoted to it. I love yeah. teenage hooligan Moria. Yeah, look at hot Moria. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this is one of the rare instances where the anime did it way yeah, it's better a than very the cool sequence in the anime. I'll pull the clip oh. later. Uh, do, yeah, I can yeah. see it. Do we see any of Moria's underlings in the anime, or is it just the one-on-one between these two? I think it's just the one-on-one. I, I would assume so. Right. I think there's people clashing in the back, but nothing like significant because no, we wouldn't. Um, none of Moria's crew we knew at that time. Right, they're all yeah. dead now in present yeah. times. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, five years later, Orochi made his move on Curry. Uh, he came to construct a number of new weapons factories, apparently flouting whatever deal he had struck with Odin on his return. And it was by attacking Hyogoro and his family that the final straw was broken. Odin declared the time had come to strike Kaido down. Now gather round and you shall bear witness to the once-in-a-lifetime uproar caused by Kosuki Odin, the man for whom all of Wano wept. With him stood nine men, made samurai through his patronage. The hour was sunset, the sun crimson red. It shone like flames upon these men heading into battle, and the katanas they wore at their waists burned just as brightly with life. Afterwards, in reference to these red scabbards, and in honor of their strength and loyalty, people called them the Akazaya Nine. Their foe was Kaido. They paid heed to no other. The story of their march is a thing of the past, sadly, and it ends in the public execution of Kozuki Odin. And now, dear audience, let not your eyelids blink, lest you miss a single moment of what shall be known as the Hour of Legends. And the entire time, just ba-bang, 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 when it shows the Akazaya Nines and <laughs> Odin's faces. Yeah. Wano did such... Uh, the anime did such a great job with the music, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Denjiro kind of looks like a serial killer in this <laughs> shot. I, I love that look for him, but he really looks like a guy who's not all the way there, you know? Yeah. Well, this is the first time we get, like, a decent shot of grown-up Denjiro. Today. That's true. Uh, Kaido and his forces sat waiting for Odin's arrival, implying there may be a spy within Curry Castle. Can I, can I say just one quick thing about the the, the sunset uh-huh. scene? Mm-hmm. This is just so romantic. <laughs> this is absolutely a romance dawn right here. Mm. I should say so. <laughs> I don't know. Just just, just the, the the wording of it, the 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 mm. the, sh- the, sh- uh, the shots. 
everything about it. So I will beautiful. add that I've used the anime clips of this scene a few. It is, whoo, it's a good one. It's a good transition. It's a good <laughs> backdrop. It's it's so thematic to the story. It's beautiful. I mean, ever since uh, Arlong Park, we've had awesome walks to places, and so why not give it to the Akazaya Nine? I will also point out that we have Momo reading a book that says sword fight, possibly sword fighting. <laughs> and I can't remember what show it was, but I swear there was a show or a book that I read where one character is like, I figured out how to sword fight from a book. And everyone else is like, from a book? Are you what? <laughs> it can be done, apparently. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Kaido explained to him that Odin had been lied to five years ago because he and Orochi knew that Odin would have easily defeated them. We had fewer numbers then. It would have been a difficult battle, especially if you lived up to your fearsome reputation as a madman who would not blink at any sacrifice. Instead, you chose a method that would not hurt anyone. Newgate and Roger were like that too. Mighty pirates, but soft in their way. Maybe it's okay to be a little soft sometimes. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Odin even says that. I stand by my decision that day. Let us speak of the future now. That is the coolest line he ever says. I am a, yeah. yes. Let us speak of the future now, he says, drawing his sword. <laughs> and, and proceeds to not say anything after that. Hey, Captain, I noticed that the very first panel we get of him after that is only his right eye. His left Indeed. is cut off. Indeed. God's sake. Huh. You get also there's just something so charming, like endlessly charming, about a villain just being like, "Yeah, bro, I fucking lied. <laughs> you you would have whooped my ass off." Uh, duh, pirate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pirates. Uh, Odin and his samurai waged war on Kaido's forces, joined by Shinobu mid-battle, turning her back on the traitorous Oniwabanshu. And oh my god, as a child, she was adorable. <laughs> what a, a cute Shinobu panel. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, is this what is this uh is this Tama's aspirations? <laughs> yeah. yeah. On one side, eleven samurai ventured into battle. On the other, a thousand pirates. But the battle lasted longer than expected, as Kozuki Odin's strength surpassed the enemy's imagination. <laughs> Odin leapt into the air and carved a massive X mark into Kaido's <laughs> neck. Mm. <laughs> that he did. We also get some some uh, some nice cameos from King and Queen. Yes, yeah, in, in silhouette. silhouette. Mm. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> just Rizo being like, "These guys are fucking dangerous." <laughs> yeah, I'm just like running away, like ah. <laughs> if you guys, uh, listeners, don't watch the anime, then you should watch this episode because <laughs> the progression of this is insane. Like one thing that I think is actually like lost here is uh when odin put, throws up the two sword style and like he's uh he's like the only thing i want to cut is your scaly neck or whatever kaido opens up his throat to do a boro breath and that and then ah. and then so it's like in the anime what happens is odin is in the boro breath and he's just yeah he carves through it yeah he's flying <laughs> oh, through it and then like everyone's like no and then he's just like I don't know, like, I was gonna say the power of friendship, but, like, he does, like, <laughs> he goes, like, plus, all, like, this is the craziest thing, and then he just runs through with, like, demon eyes, and then Kaido's like, huh? And then you just, you just see the X behind it, and it's just one of the coolest animated things, like, oh, man, they animated it this beautifully. Of course. Uh, the dragon crashed to Earth, and Odin charged, ready to behead him, but he was stopped by a sudden call for help from Momonosuke. 
What's he doing here? Odin turned to see, and in that moment, Kaido clubbed him from behind. Momo turned out to be Higurashi, using the clone clone fruit again. And even Kaido seemed disappointed for it to end this way. Yeah, he's frowning. A small note uh, that, like, it's it, it's just an interesting thing. Uh, when Bon Clay tells us about his powers, he says he has to touch you, and then he has to touch yeah. his face to enact right. the power. When we see Higurashi use yeah. the power, and they double down in the anime, that she doesn't need to touch her face in order to morph. But then also, when did she touch Momo? Like, you gotta wonder. It's like, when did, why would Odin ever let Higurashi close? When did that, how did, how has that ever happened? Does she? wouldn't have had to know it was her. Yeah. Yeah. Or does she even need to? Does it just need to be in the vicinity? Like, there's. Does she just need to see you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if she doesn't have to touch her face, then I guess it's reasonable to believe that she wouldn't have to touch the other person. Maybe it's awakened. Increased her ability. Right. (laughs) Uh, The daimyo of Curry and his nine followers were imprisoned in the flower capital to await their punishment for the crime of rebellion against the shogun. Unaware of the reason behind this act, the populace's reaction was cold. Hey, uh, does anyone remember uh, the the speech about when does a man die or whatever? It sure (laughs) seems like uh, Orochi certainly tried to kill Odin in a different way than we've seen other pirates do so before. Yeah, (laughs) Maybe more ways than one. Not quite forgotten, but still Mm -hmm. not not fondly remembered either. Right. Basically trying to make it so that people wouldn't want to remember him is kind of how I read that. Right. Wanted to destroy his memory. This, uh, This shot of Odin in the prison <laughs> probably one of the coolest prison shots i've ever seen is <laughs> second only to joe fucking cool hand luke <laughs> and oh, yeah. the, the way it was drawn i almost thought that he lost a leg in the battle because like yeah. his left leg is kind of part of the background yeah, covered by the, the bang as well mm-hmm. uh, the sentence was declared that in the public square three days hence the ten wicked samurai are to be boiled to death Ah, fuck, Tyler, what eye is covered in Odin in the prison? And which one is open? Yeah, that's weird. (laughs) Uh, At the execution... Odin, what are you cooking here? (laughs) Yeah, this is the longest boiling stew that I have ever... Oh, no, that was a terrible choice of words. It's the slowest cook. (laughs) Oh, no. I didn't do it on purpose. (laughs) The stars, they're doing this to me. Uh, At the execution, Odin requested Kaido give him a chance because it was imperative that he survive. That upsets him for some reason. He says, all ten of us will enter the pot together. If any of us withstand the boiling for the amount of time you agree upon, please let them go free. I love that we get a red shirt dying just to show us how it's it's messed up in there. What this oil would do to a normal person. It's it's pretty bad, team. Kaido cracked up at the idea uh, that the boiling oil could be withstood at all and declared that Odin had one hour. So Odin hopped into the vat and immediately screamed in agony but he grabbed hold of the wooden lid, held it aloft, and told his samurai to get on top of it. Look at this shot! <laughs> Let's yeah. fucking Look go. Look at this shot! There's a, Christ. there's a 10 out of 10 t- meme that I that I found uh, where they replaced the, the Akazaya 9 with a giant W. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jason, you got a book report for us? Oh, I certainly do. Um, let's talk about the execution of one Goemon Ishikawa. Ooh. So, he tried to assassinate somebody. Um, it didn't go good. <laughs> he was he was sentenced to death. Uh, he, 
he uh, he tried to assassinate Nobunaga, basically. Oh, don't do that. Oh, that's an interesting person to try and assassinate. <laughs> yeah. The great unifier. Um, there are two. <laughs> there are two big ways the story goes. He he is sentenced to be boiled to death along with his son in an iron cauldron. He holds his son aloft over his head. Um, and when he, there are two versions of the story. One is grim and one is less grim. The less grim one is that he succumbs to the boiling oil and the son was is spared. In the more grim version, uh, Goemon uh, holds his son aloft for a moment before uh, shoving his him to the very bottom of the cauldron so he dies very quickly. Oh my god. Oh. Um, and then he holds the his son's body aloft in defiance uh, against the state as he succumbs to the oil. Wow. That was uh that was a plot twist. Yes. <laughs> I think they went with the first one in the reference. Uh, it looks to... like it. Yeah. Uh, they pleaded with their lord that it should be them to hold him up, but he told them to shut up and stay put. <laughs> Orochi called bullshit because none of the samurai were touching the oil, but Kaido laughed his ass off, saying, All ten of them are within the pot. It's true. Very entertaining. Well done, Odin. Another laugh tale. <laughs> oh, I was wrong. God. He didn't, um... He didn't assass... He did try to assassinate Oda, but he... His execution was from him trying to assassinate Toyotoma Hideyoshi, a.k.a. the uh, the other great unifier of the yeah. three. Mm-hmm. The country of Wano watched the foolish lord boil himself for four minutes before getting bored and deciding to leave, until Shinobu started to tackle them and cleared the air on the truth behind Odin's actions. She said, Orochi is no shogun or even a dictator. He doesn't want to rule over a populace. Uh, Joel? Uh, oh. <clears throat> Will you read some Orochi for us? Yes, I just <laughs> want to make sure I was on the I right page. Lo- I love <laughs> this reveal. <laughs> This reveal puts literally everything into context. Yeah, yeah I've been wondering. Oh, about that's this. why he's so fucked up in the specific way that he is, and like why he does the <laughs> things that he does. Yeah, <clears throat> I took the Shogun's throne to drive this country into ruin to complete my vengeance. Years ago, my grandpa committed a crime and was forced to commit seppuku. Our clan fell into ruin, and that was one thing. But then the rest of the family left behind was chased and terrorized by strangers who claimed they were performing justice. They beat us, threw us in the river, killed us. I was so terrified of the mob of fools that I couldn't sleep. Interesting. (laughs) The man who committed the crime was long dead at this point. Apparently, even a child can be a criminal if he happens to have the name Kurazumi. Couldn't sleep. No, couldn't sleep. And he was judged as a criminal for being the son of another criminal who was famous. That sounds like Mm. someone who's specifically visited Wano, of all places. Mm -hmm. Uh, Can you read the last line also at the end of the page? So everyone in Wano is a target for my vengeance. You will reap what you've sown. Ten out of ten villain uh, motivation, (laughs) in my opinion. Honestly, it's kind of like what Theo was talking about. Like, I don't think you should try to assassinate other political people, but if you get caught and then you have to do the crime, the children and the other family members, they're not evil by association. nothing to do with it. Yeah, like if my cousin ended up being a serial killer, I would disown him, and I don't want to (laughs) be judged for that. (laughs) But this is absolutely what they did do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
that era of Japan. The what? like if if your if your leader of your family did a fucky wucky, <laughs> you all pay for it. Oh yeah. <laughs> one one of the reasons that things like codes of honor and chivalry existed in some parts of the world was to contain the violence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was to make was to make it so that like because because like you know you you the, the traditional version of the story is like you know oh like uh you know a peasant could never be honorable it's like oh duh, duh, duh. like only you know people who are born into power can be honorable or whatever like that's not that's not how it works it's not the point the point is yeah honor doesn't mean anything to peasants because uh if there's a blood feud and somebody wants revenge uh between peasants it doesn't drag a country into the <laughs> into the, the the fighting like the reason that at least in some parts of the world the reason that like codes of of honor were specific to the aristocracy was to make it so that it would be it would only be settled between them like you can't bring you you can't bring the common people into it because they're not they have no place in this code like the the purpose of it was to make it so that when these people you know declared war on each other like they didn't burn the fucking world down around them in the process yeah and the seppuku thing was also like to take responsibility for like what orochi's saying like you you reap what you sow but it's like that was the point of that but then what's interesting is what pointed out earlier is like orochi you know he experienced this story right that's all on that's his story but he recontextualized it from what higurashi said i don't know mm-hmm. if higurashi is the most uh, uh reliable source reliable narrator <laughs> yeah considering mm-hmm. you know what they did to odin and everything but like and then you flip it and you realize that when you you know you go back to the beginning of wano <laughs> this is what they're perpetuating to tama right we open up chapter 9 yeah. 11 and it's uh the, the people are chasing Tama saying, you're the, a servant of the wicked Kozuki clan, right? So now the, the script is flipped right. and Orochi's doing that. And I think like the thematic here that should be emphasized is like they like one, like the people are perpetuating something, but also the history, the nuance of what happened was lost. What did like right. the, the guy actually do, right? Like they, when Orochi was being chased, he didn't know of anything. He thought his dad uh, or his grandfather committed a crime and had to do seppuku. He thought that like, oh, that's why we're being chased. But then Higurashi the, the... added like a few things. And now he's like, this is the history, right? But we don't know. Oh, oh. Odin just referred to it as like they were the cause of that terrible incident yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a long time ago. Like I wonder what the other version of the story is. Yes. <laughs> uh, Orochi and Kaido told Odin that they had kidnapped hundreds of people and told Odin that he could save a hundred lives from torture, slavery, and death every time he danced in the buff. For all these years, Lord Odin has been protecting this land. So tell me again, who are you calling a fool of a lord? The crowd instantly understood the threat a madman bent on revenge posed to them. They realized that the man undergoing the extended execution they'd been watching was in fact the one shining hope for Wano. The people suddenly noticed. They were surrounded by Kaido and Orochi's men, bristling with weapons. The reason for Odin's five-year stretch of odd behavior spread throughout the crowd like wildfire. Was there a a verily big news? (laughs) Also, I had this thought like three chapters ago, but there was a lot of voices talking. But I think 20 years ago, he was just medium news, Morgan. I think he had to work his way up to big um, news. I love that. I'm going to say that. He's maturing. Uh, Odin told his vassals. Oh, 
Hey, hmm? I just noticed, um... Ah, uh, what's his fucking name? The leader of the... Some guy! Fukuroji or whatever. Fuku... Fu uh, something. Fuku yeah. Fukuro Kujo. His, his skull is significantly less tall mm -hmm. than mine. Yeah, that's weird. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, he, he, it's, he, he didn't grow into it yet. He still has his baby skull. Mm -hmm. His, his <laughs> earlobes as well. Yeah. Um, he still had time to think about it, I guess. Yeah. And, um, and also, speaking of news, there's a point here that's kind of interesting because... Uh, we see the like right after like the people's the wildfire line right they say they shot the urgent news to the various castles of the land the letter arrows of Wano cross great distances to send messages and we see yeah. like an arrow break the sound barrier in like <laughs> that and yeah. what's actually said in the letter arrows of Wano cross great distances which by the way is just like one of the coolest ways to like you just get shot like an arrow just lands in your building it's like cool got the mail mm -hmm. but um yeah. that term great distances in the in the uh japanese it says uh like a thousand miles essentially but it's set in a way that it's like a hyperbole but it's also <laughs> said in a way that it's like it's not like it's not like 10 miles it's like a hundred <laughs> miles it's also not not that <laughs> yeah right yeah like a thousand maybe too excessive because they're shooting from uh flower capital which is in the center out to the all the the daimyo's castle so Regardless of what it is, we just get like a sort of radial size of Wano here. It's kind of <clears throat> interesting how large of a place. And and keep in mind, uh, uh, Odin skipped and crossed in anger across this uh, this country for for Toki. So <laughs> mm -hmm. just a, just a cool thing to keep in mind of how big like Arabasta was massive, right? So Wano yeah. seems kind of big. Power scalers yeah. here. Who is faster, Sanji or uh, enraged Odin? Oh, <laughs> oh, you hit a By the way, miniature, don't invoke that. <laughs> miniature uh, book report there. Uh -huh. um, uh, back in ye olden days when communication over long distances was difficult, uh, the art of Yabumi, which means arrow text, uh, is, is a, a part of Japanese history where folded letters attached to arrows. That's dope. That's so dope. Also, the interestingly, which I mean, probably seems interesting to a, a modern Western audience, that the like the iconic weapon of the samurai in the time was the bow, mm -hmm. like not not the katana or anything. Mm -hmm. Like, like you are like to be a great samurai, you had to be a great a great archer. Ooh. Yeah, like J J like Japan has a has a huge um, history with archery. That's yeah. interesting. That also reminds me of a quote from my European history teacher that war, uh, the evolution of it has just been, we've been getting further and further away from the things that we're attacking. And so like a bow is much more <laughs> yeah. useful than a katana for that purpose. Yeah, certainly. Right. Yeah. Uh, Odin told his vassals that if he were to survive this ordeal, he would like to open Wano's borders to the world. He told them that long ago, it was the Kozuki clan that were responsible for closing the borders in the first place to protect Wano from a great external threat. He says, Wano, no, the entire world awaits a figure, and when that figure appears after an 800-year span, this country must be prepared to welcome and work with them. I will be clear with you. They are going to kill me today. I want you to open up Wano in my stead. Uh, an hour elapsed, and Odin survived his execution to the cheers of all of the onlookers. But Orochi decided to alter the terms of the deal. <laughs> yeah, the like, there's like a bunch of not buzzwords, but we learn like a whole thing that like he himself 
was the like their his lineage like he's learned that probably from the void century stuff right but the external power like it's so interesting how he tells us the history and we get so much of it from like clover and other characters and um one thing that like you know, the personal agenda, they say, like, is he impervious to heat or something? Which is, this is, this scene right here is what, like, remember when I connected him to, like, Sanji in a way? Another part <laughs> of it was, like, we, like, we don't, like, we, yeah, characters light on fire, but, like, in terms of withstanding heat, like, Sanji is that character, that emotional thing. And, like, the only power that we, like, it's not like Odin has a devil fruit, so he's not, like, doing any, it's not like Oven from, from Big Mom's crew. Um, <laughs> But right. yet he's somehow withstanding boiling oil. And to me, I'm like, the only explanation could be hockey. That's like, that just makes sense. And so from this, I was just like, honestly, and I was uh, I was like, on, like, maybe Sanji is the one who like carries on that part. And like, he's going to show that he's impervious to heat. <laughs> and I was saying like, on it, like, because a Kainu exists, I was like, we're going to see a character that just walks through lava and it's going to be the sickest <laughs> thing ever. Um, but this remains... I genuinely thought you were going to say that the reasoning is because his passion burns so hot that it's hotter than the, the oil. The oil no, yeah, be. that's literally like how like if you apply how Sanji does his fire leg, look, Odin's entire yeah. lower half is there and there's not like it's not like we see armament hockey for example it's not like we see anything so how is this unexplainable feat no devil fruit no hockey that we know of how is he actually surviving this is this something that will be explained later on right and you know that's why like I've been inserting these notes about like the elemental hockey stuff because that's at the end of the day all I can like really see this has to be like a hockey oops sorry this has to be like a hockey feat of some sort in my opinion I mean that is the part uh, of yeah. him that's emerged is the feat man I, I love that fake laugh thank you Matt um, <laughs> yeah, you got a real one for me I really like <laughs> I really like this moment um, when Denjiro, who's like the biggest fanboy, is like, oh, they're going to kill Odin? I'll kill myself. And everyone else is like, no, you fucking idiot. And then Ryza goes, your dream is our dream. No. And you get a well said from Odin, who knows yeah. that he's going to die and he's delivering his last words, his final will to the people who can carry it on. Would you look at that? He's almost just exactly like what doing Roger is doing. Yeah. Another, to me, right, like... Um, Kaido goes like Roger and Whitebeard are like these kinds of pirates, right? But what we also know about Roger and Whitebeard is that they just defy death. Like they just do that. That's <laughs> Roger literally last year. That's defying death, right? Crocus is like, yo, we should not be doing this. And then with <laughs> Whitebeard, it's like man had two holes, like a thousand stab wounds, <laughs> yeah, and then his face, his face gone, and he's still like, what? You know what I mean? Like that's the insanity Which... of these characters, right? We kind of glossed over this, by the way. Uh, Roger was told he has about a year left to live before he started his big grand final adventure. (laughs) And he goes on that. Then the the, the crew disbands. And then, like, over a year passes. And then he's finally executed. Mm. Man's went well past his his predicted death time. That's his sell-by date. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's how the Maybe he saw some cherry blossoms before he died. That's how big pharma gets you, let me tell you. I'm joking. (laughs) Uh, Odin hurled his vassals into the air, commanding them to run before they could be executed by firing squad. 
it's like man shot. they had guns but not bow and arrows now i'm sad <laughs> <laughs> they had like, like if you really sit back like they're shooting bow and arrows at mock speeds like i'm pretty sure the bullet's not making it all the way across wano <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's kind of oh yeah these are mostly uh kaidos men yeah they're not wano samurai it's true they don't have the discipline for it uh, uh steve yeah. amell mm-hmm. would be really upset <laughs> not the green arrow <laughs> uh, we're gonna read kaido odin and then we're all gonna read the last line together Ooh. yeah oh my god one of our one of our favorite jokes par is that um Kaido's laugh sounds like him failing to pronounce Zoro's name. <laughs> no. It was just really trying to say Roronoa. No. It just, it just falls apart. Don't tell ZKK that. Don't tell ZKK. That's how oh, they god. beat uh, Kaido is he's bad at tongue twisters. That's his one weakness. How did no oh, one notice? Oh my god. Wait, did you tell them about ZKK yet? Because I've he... told them about oh, ZKK. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> great detail, yes. Oh yeah. And then he continues to sell us on ZKK. No. Yeah. No. Hey, ZKK and Krakomom live on forever in our hearts. No. Absolutely. See, the thing, okay, real quick, this is also for, this is a PSA. Yeah, ZKK is fine, I see it, but the the problem is, Krakomom doesn't have, like, a a cult belief that spreads outside, (laughs) whereas ZKK, you, like, I I don't know if I've said this here, I've said this so many times on different podcasts, but, like, the, you can't, they cannot be talking about Zoro at all. And you know that they believe in ZKK. That, and that's an issue. That is an <laughs> issue. It's just an aura. Yes. Like you, it's, like it's, it's like hockey. Yes. Yeah, ZKK is, is like a stink. Yeah, like you... I, I've been in conversations where, like, the slow realization two minutes in, it's like, oh, no, you think ZKK? And they're like, yeah, obviously. And I'm like, yeah. wait, hold on, hold on. We are, we are manga readers. Come on, come on! What are we doing here? It's crazy. Like, oh, oh boy. Either way, your body is already dead. I'll do you a kindness and put you out of your misery. And now the age of Kozuki is over for good. You'll all die. Don't make the mistake of underestimating our samurai. They will speak of you for years to come, saying that you died a spectacular death. They can forget me for all I care. (sighs) My soul will live on. I'm sorry about what happened with the old hag. I had her killed. How upright of you. Build your strength while you can. For I am a story to accompany your drinks. I am Odin, and I was born... To to boil! And the last shot that we have of Kozuki Odin is his wide-toothed grin sinking into the vat of oil. (laughs) And the crowd and myself just weep. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Boy, this scene gets me every fucking time. It's a good one. It's such a good scene. A smile usually attributed to a certain group of people at this point. Indeed. Mm-hmm. If, I, if there was I, an honorary no, his D. His name is Kazukio DN. <laughs> there you Koz- go. Kozukio. If you're on the internet, that is how you type his name. <laughs> yeah. We witness the Akazaya 9's mad dash back to Curry Castle and see how they were split apart from each other across 20 years of time. And see how Dogs. the dog and cat started arguing with each other. 
and their feud was born that day, blaming each other for their lord's demise. And they were both captured by one of the numbers. Denjiro and Ashura Doji fell back to hold off Kaido's forces, while Kinemon and the others made it to the castle. Kaido beat them all there, though, and held Momonosuke out over the castle's roof, demanding to know the boy's name. I'll put it on Discord, too, when we release this episode, but for our uh, readers, I did a little thread of, like, Mm -hmm. the number of uh, visual payoffs in this volume. Mm -hmm. And this was one of the wildest ones, because you can hear Matt and I notice it for the first time when we were reading the volume. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But in chapter 701, which was the beginning of Dressrosa, and Momo was saying, I will not fly there's a panel of a of a shadowy hand coming towards him, and it says, your name is... Mm-hmm. It was this moment. That, and I think everybody assumed it was something to do with Doflamingo. Doflamingo. Yeah. 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 But no, it, it hits you on the run back. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and, and another and it, thing And that it gets I... you wondering, like, Oda, why did you throw this out this early? There's <laughs> no fucking way anyone would have remembered this. <laughs> Uh, I did want to point it out, but I guess I I missed it when we're going through. But when they were traveling with the Roger Pirates and they were coming down from Sky Island, it mm-hmm. showed uh, Odin holding Momo up and being like, "Look, it's the it. You can't even see the whole world, but you can see so much from up here." And I made a little note that Momo was not currently afraid of heights at that point in his life. <laughs> yeah. It seems that he acquired that uh, fear somewhere else. It's almost like fear is born from trauma. <laughs> yeah. It's also kind of a nice parallel to Shirahoshi on the gondola going up to Reverie. Oh, yes. Mm, absolutely. Very similar moment. Mm, I like that. And I like the, I will one day carry this <laughs> naked on my shoulder. <laughs> that kid is uh, turning blue. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was just going to say, just seeing Kaido just being like, I didn't realize you were so young. You, you kind of get the feeling that Kaido doesn't feel good about this. Mm. He's, he's See, not I, having a good day. I, I thought that it was like uh, the Doofenshmirtz, like, I don't know how old you are with the eye patch on. Like, are you one or are you two? I don't know. I'll use a sock puppet to assassinate you, Momo. Uh, hearing that he was Odin's son, he cast him back into the castle to perish in the flames with his family. A dream someone else put in your mouth. Yep. Yeah, that's a good line. An incredible line. Ooh. That's a... That's that's another way of putting an inherited wheel. Yeah. <laughs> X mark. <laughs> uh, Kawamatsu fled with Hiori, and Toki sent Kinemon, Kanjiro, Raizo, and Kiku into the future with her son Momonosuke. She then rode into town to deliver her speech, which we hear again. You are the moon unaware of the dawn. May your purpose be fulfilled and cast nine shadows on the night woven of twenty years and you shall know the brilliance of the dawn. I put in one last mini reading here because I just wanted to include this Orochi bit because I really like it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can we do Orochi and his attendant if anyone wants to take the attendant? I'll take the attendant. Sure. I, I can do Orochi. I don't hear anyone yes. else. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. oh, I assumed so. I, yeah, I, I assumed as well. You're good. Okay. <clears throat> I told you to boil this water! It, it is heated my lord. It is not! Did I ask you to draw me a room temperature bath? Ouch! It's scalding, Shogun Orochi. You will burn your skin. Shut up! I'm cold! I can't stop shivering! Bring me the bones of the Kozuki samurai! Why can't you find them? (laughs) 
Bring me proof that they are dead! Homeboy is shook. He is the most shook a man has ever been. I I kind of hinted at this when we had some emails come in about, like, Shanks and final boss vibes or whatever. Um, Uh But, like, I get the the impression that, like, there are some people who are born in this world who, like, unless a miracle happens, they're not really going to be able to change that one aspect of their personality. And Orochi will always be a coward. Like, no matter how much, (laughs) how many swords he's given, at what position, how many followers, he will always, at his heart, be this, like, I can't measure up. And so now he's seen Odin, and he realized, oh god, I will never be able to encompass his spirit. It it literally chilled him to the bones. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He'll never truly devour Odin. (laughs) I think, like, the, the purpose of that is, like, he's chasing the wrong dream right like he's maybe yeah. if he changed course right like like uh an example i'm actually doing for my short recently is uh kobe right like when we introduced to kobe he's this like you know goofy little looking like potato he's kid truly pathetic right and he's underneath a pirate cowering in fear and it wasn't until like luffy is just like like yeah go do that right and then what what did he say he said i'm gonna become a navy admiral and then in people uh this is what shocked a lot of people in 45 days kobe goes and he chases (laughs) that dream and he lands a hit on luffy so he goes from that just in 45 days and that's a testament to he's chasing the right dream and also he starts looking a bit more handsome too right so (laughs) so like you could apply that to a roachy and it's like man this guy could look kind of cool if he was maybe uh you know uh maybe he looks at the kurozumi incident and he isn't so weak-willed to hear what higurashi's saying and go that same route right yeah like like this is higurashi's dream for him yeah this is a dream someone else put into his mouth Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Which which character in Macbeth was it that heard the prophecy and was like, nah, I'm not gonna kill any kings. Uh but that Orochi could have been that, but instead he decided to be <laughs> Macbeth. Yo, that line what you said about the dream thing, that was crap. <laughs> yeah, that was incredible. Well that's what Oda does. He'll put he'll put one relevant thing and then get, like and then you just turn the page. Turn the page <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's it's that thing again, but like less in your face about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I have uh, one of those coming up actually for the final chapter. We see that Denjiro, uh, face contorted from pure rage, is actually the man that we know as Kyoshiro. <gasps> Shit, corncob boy. <laughs> <laughs> did either of you newbies even think that? Like, did that? No. Did that? Did no, that I crossed yeah, mind. I, but I got I got wiki poisoned at the last minute. No. Uh, oh. <laughs> Jay, not you again. know better. Stay off the wiki. <laughs> it's not. It's not my. This one wasn't my fault. I was coming up with a with with a with a character for um a, a persona, a Shimigami Tensei game I was playing, and I was like Denji Denjiro. Is Denjiro actually a name, or am I making that up? Uh, and I hit Google, and it says Denjiro, also known as Oh no. God's sake. <laughs> I fuck you, Google. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, but I, I uh, love, I love that his face literally gets permanently contorted by his rage. It gets, he, mm. Like he says, my face was disfigured. Yep. Yes. 
not to toot my own horn, but the X mark that we got last volume that I pointed out, here's the treasure. The very first thing we see Dendro doing is like playing with some coins, like flipping them up and ripping people off. And hey, would you look at that? He's a money counter. He's he's not only a money counter, but we also get like a page or two that he's the guy who distributes uh, gold, the Wano Robin Hood. Yeah, he is also the true identity of Ushimitsu Kozo, who is the Robin Hood figure. He and Hiori were in cahoots the whole time, and he helped her invent the persona of Komurasaki. And that's why she kept ripping off Bungo and Bingo and all of them, was because she (laughs) needed to give money to his operation. And why uh, (laughs) he slashed her in the palace in front of Orochi. That was a fucking ripcord that they had planned the whole time. (laughs) Which is what I thought. Blood bags under her kimono. (laughs) And that's that's what I thought, but I I didn't realize why. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. You couldn't see the whole scope of it, mm-hmm. because that's the only thing that makes sense for why she survived. Yeah. Well, and I remember week to week readers. I can't remember. Do we see her like immediately the same chapter being okay? I think there's like a, a break, right? Where no, she yeah, there's like a, a chapter. Yeah, she's afterwards. killed at like the end of a chapter, and then, but like no one I and then saw. Suddenly, on... we see her in Ringo. <laughs> No one I saw on, like, Twitter or anywhere actually thought she was dead. They're all like, this is kind of fishy. She's probably alive. It's fine. <laughs> uh, we come closer to present day again, about a month ago, as Orochi and Kaido discussed the return of Odin's samurai. Orochi was completely convinced it was true, because he had a mole within their ranks the entire time. This mole was born into a theater troupe, but lost his parents who were murdered in the middle of a performance because they too shared the Kurozumi name. I love that he gives you a little mini tease. He's like, oh, whoever it is that's the mole, they have a devil fruit power. Well, there's only two of them. Cinnamon <laughs> and the other one. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. And he says Speaking they were fully which... prepared to die alongside Odin. We don't We don't need to devote a lot of time to this, but yeah. when the fuck did Kinemon eat his fucking fruit? <laughs> He didn't Fantastic have it in the question. past, and then he got sent 20 years of the future and immediately went to fucking Dress Rosa and Punk Hazard. The Gucci Gucci on me. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit of a hole. A little bit. Mm. Not it's not one fine. that needs feeling. Yeah, it's just like, uh, you goofed it a little bit on the timeline, maybe. Yeah, and then also it's kind of like, why why would you want to eat the fruit? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, maybe, maybe he did have it the whole time and just never used it in this flashback. Yeah, and I'm just kind of I mean, like, it would not, there's not very many places it would have been relevant. Yeah. Like, yeah. pondering clothes, so. It, it could also be one of those things where, like, he, he ate it at Punk Hazard for a similar reason why, mm-hmm. uh, why Momo that ate Momo his. Momo did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But just didn't want to admit it. Because <laughs> hunger is a samurai shame. Uh, Orochi says of this mole, the only life he knew was in the theater. Now that he was utterly adrift, he could only survive by acting out a role. His only pleasure is in becoming another person. But the part that made him truly insane was at the execution. He was fully prepared to die alongside Odin. He has no mind of his own. He lived as a perfect vassal of Kozuki until I stopped him. And he sent me information all the while. He was so faithful, it was almost eerie. Gross. (laughs) Impressive. It is. (laughs) There's Uh, a... You see... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, there's a a famous uh, famous samurai. His name is, is slipping me right now. 
but he was um he was kind of like shuffled from from lord to lord because he was constantly creeping them out with his utter devotion to them. <laughs> oh boy. It I was need that he, name. Huh? Give uh, me that name whenever was, you find his out. His nickname is the the one-eyed dragon. Uh, he was, he's uh, yeah, he's one of my favorites. I don't know why I can't remember his name off the top of my head. <laughs> the one-eyed dragon sounds like a euphemism for things that we do not it discuss. It certainly on this does, podcast. but he's called that because he has a one eye. Date sure. Masume? Masume. That's the one. Yeah, Date Masume. Oh. He's the one with this the moon-shaped uh, crest on his helmet. Huh. I I love that before we get the reveal of who the traitor is and it's the flashback that it's just this little like black inky blob. Yeah, I, I wanted can... to point out this bizarre <laughs> depiction yeah. of this of this person, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. This entity. It's very similar to the things that were collecting souls on Whole Cake Island. X-Mark. Oh, that's true. That's <laughs> true. Huh. Like he lost his whole identity and became this thing. Just, I, just as Mark, sentient soul. It's, <laughs> he, became, he, he became a humanity sprite. Is this? Yeah, no, it's, is this the One Piece uh, uh, nobody version of a nobody? It's like it's used as a visual way to hide the person's identity, but is it? Like how yeah, much of I, this is actually what it is? Yeah. yeah. Especially since this is the chapter where we get the reveal, so like, why would you need to hide the identity any longer? Yeah, you're the asking thing, like, good we're, questions. We're gonna find out in just a few pages, right? <laughs> and it's not like they're just a blob silhouette. There's like stuff coming There's off stuff of them coming too. Off. Yeah, <laughs> I'd almost think it's caribou. Oh no! <laughs> uh, the narrator reads, and now it has been twenty long years since the tragic death of the legendary samurai Kazuki Odin. It is a story of the deep grudge between the Kozuki clan and the Kurozumi clan, working with the pirate Kaido. In order to fulfill Kozuki Odin's wish of opening the country, the samurai leapt 20 years into the future. And after several months of risking life and limb, they found like-minded allies to the cause. Their fervent hopes were not in vain. All in all, they amassed an army of 4,200 warriors with weapons and ships. If all goes well, the soldiers for the raid will gather on the evening of the fire festival at Tokage Port. Onward to Onigashima. If only all had gone well. Man. There was not a single one of the 4,200 soldiers that should have been present, and there were signs of destruction at the port, with stormy weather all about. No escape route. I just want to say real quick, this is probably my, the, like... I don't know if I would say this is better than Bullet, but this is comparable in terms of like bringing us back to where we were before the flashback. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Like, and the it's way such it a ends, smooth this... and elegant way to bring us back to the the, the storm at the, yeah. the coast. Yeah, and that, that and the, with the way that it ends, the way this chapter. Yeah. Ends. Yep. <laughs> I gotta say, I was having a major blonde moment. You mentioned Bullet, I think, last chapter, last episode, but uh-huh. I was like, mm-hmm. do we have a character named Bull whose full name is Bull? No, 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 I remember uh. now. It's the fly. Okay, yes, yes, yes. I'm on the same page. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> when Waffle's one, one face piece, got turned one, flat. One piece mm-hmm. is very long. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and I was anime only at Famously that point. Famously ongoing, so. even. <laughs> That's true. I don't oh, even yeah. know how they did that in the anime. Uh, Kinemon and the Akazaya samurai clamber into their tiny dinghy and begin <laughs> rowing for Onigashima alone against the violent stormy God. sea. Dogstorm suggests that this must mean their plan leaked a second time, 
and Kinemon cannot bear to think it may be one of them who had done so. Also, Kinemon being like, no, no, we can still make this work. We're small, small group means we can infiltrate better, right? Let's I'll get maximum stealth. I'll be crouching the whole time. He's trying so hard. He also knew that if it was true that there was a traitor, they wouldn't confess. He's played among us. He knows how this works. Mm-hmm. No, uh, don't self-report. <laughs> Conjuro suggests, let us clear it up all now. By acknowledging that it was me. And with an it was I, Dio! With an <laughs> authentically satanic reveal panel oh of Conjuro's Jesus. face. It's insanely good. He was posing for the camera. He Oda, knew like, that Oda pops this. all it, the way off on this one. Mm-hmm. It is It is the moment of a lightning crash. Yeah. Basically. Man, sp- speaking of new readers, did you suspect? <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know anybody who called this shot. I know. I that, swear to... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I like... There was, like, a sentiment. I wasn't a part of the community at this time. So, like, as an anime only, I was kind of like, it feels like this is there. But, like, it wasn't until this that I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got this. This makes sense, right? (laughs) But, like, uh, there was, like, a creator who, like, apparently very, very early on. I think as early as, uh, like, I think they put out their video when they climbed up Zunisha. With the Ryunosuke. <laughs> oh, wow. And, yeah. they, from, and that was, like, yeah. where the best hit was, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, like, yeah. They, yeah. they had the theory, and, I, like, I don't know this personally, but, uh, like, I was told about this creator um, because they people wanted me to, like, uh, bring him onto the channel, but I don't think he makes content anymore. But he predicted that, and that was, like, the crux of it because he had it since Dressrosa, I guess. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. <laughs> and... Yeah, I mean, it ended up being the case. Because the, the signs the, are there. He, the breadcrumbs are, you can pick them up and eat them yourself. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's crazy to reread One Piece with this knowledge now. Yeah. Because you can, like, look at everything that he does and wonder, is this in service of sabotaging the plan? The moment mm-hmm. that, um, like, that it, it, it took a, like, a page and a half or so for it to, for it to fully land for me when... They take a shot at him, and it was a painted copy. Yes. And it turns yeah. out he's actually a genius painter who <laughs> yes. can make perfect, <laughs> illegi- like, like indistinguishable Christ. from reality images. And it's like, <laughs> I, I, I do not remember the last time a twist landed so hard as <laughs> that, that, that moment. He'd been the, painting with his wrong hand this whole time. Yeah, yeah the, the the best hint at that was back at his reveal in Dressrosa because we see he's painting with his left hand, but he eats with his right hand. Mm-hmm. God. Yeah. Suggesting that that's probably the dominant hand. Motherfucker. Oh. Like, and, then, and, and then when I was going back over my X Marks document after this, um, uh, I realized why did he choose the image of a dragon to climb Zunesh's leg when <laughs> Kinemon hates dragons? Yeah. That was already mm-hmm. established. Yeah. Like and he knew, and we don't think about it because we're going about Rianos. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it was so funny. Just, oh, it was silly funny God. time. But like, remember in Dressrosa also, he just accidentally drew all those ladders for those people to come kidnap everyone at the top of the plateau. Oh Oopsie. Yeah. 
And he just mm. he just randomly decided to peek peekaboo with Kanemon while they're climbing up Zunesha. <laughs> Oops, Cause we got to hit. fall off of the elephant. Oops, we keep falling. Oh, Oops. <laughs> Oops. Oh, Kondro looks like kind of a weird big like caveman in drag. I guess he just sucks. Like yeah. it's 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 one of those things where it's like, you know, he. It, 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 people want to think that there's so many gags in One Piece. And, like, that's what Oda does so well. Where it's like, oh, this character just stinks. You know what I mean? But then <laughs> it's like, no, that was a gag. And that gag was a crazy plot twist that felt, like, <laughs> so cool in all aspects, right? Like, this is such a different, like, again, like like you said, they really hit when you realize, like, wait, that wasn't him? That was a painting? And <laughs> and you, you, you're like, wait, what else has he painted? that bird that bird was awful the Usopp that was awful like all these things are just <laughs> awful and oh man it's just like that's why one piece like all these details you guys are putting out the god damn it like he's holding the paintbrush with his wrong hand like how are we supposed to pay attention to that Oda come on yeah. like why are you paying attention to that you know it's like it's <laughs> and, and that's amidst like like Conjuro go back to Dressrosa he's probably in like four panels in the entirety of the arc yeah, he's he's in very few panels of Dressrosa and you're telling yeah. me he mixed that in and all of that where we in Dressrosa we learn about Celestial Dragons like Fujitora mm-hmm. like so many crazy things and then it's like oh yeah I'm supposed to pay attention to Conjuro's left hand right hand like paintbrush <laughs> thing cool great thank you Oda. <laughs> Uh, also, I will say the other thing, too, is in the past when we meet all of the Akazai and how they met Odin, mm-hmm. he was, like, hunting down people and using their hair as brushes. And, like, I know yeah. that they were all being weirdos, but that's the <laughs> weirdest and the most, like, murdery. Yeah. And also, last chap- last volume, sorry, not chapter, everyone was shouting, like, their anguish to the skies. And there's, like, where's the boats and where's the whatever? And um, I couldn't remember what the plan was supposed to be if everything went well and how they tricked Con. Kondro or Kondro missed something, but he's the one who shouts, where are the bodies? Kind of like he was expecting to find a massacre and be like, okay, we killed everyone. Oh, but they're mm. missing. Why is that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, also, extra props to, to Kondro because I think I myself can definitely attest to this and probably any other artist it is so difficult to draw bad on purpose. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. <laughs> he picked the right way to do it. <laughs> oh, it is a menace. That's uh, that. He's such a menace. Yeah, he truly is. Crushed by this sudden announcement, his fellow vassals demanded to know why he would betray them. And he says, my name is Kurozumi Konjiro. Need I say more? Shit. Nah, say less, homie. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. You should not be able to reach Zoe without a Vivra card. Didn't you think it was suspicious when Jack showed up there, Dogstorm? Why didn't you suspect any of us? Why didn't you suspect any of your own until it came to this? It shouldn't have made sense to you. None of it this entire time. And then the the page turn on this. When it goes <laughs> to him saying this with the gigantic yeah. shape of Kaido's ships. Shit just keeps going over bad to worse. In the storm. The deck just continues to be stacked against them. Yeah, the samurai find themselves surrounded by a squadron of beast pirate ships who had been expecting them the whole time. That one beast pirate guy at the front, like at the bottom of that page, he has a cool design. Yeah. Yeah, what's his deal? It's a shame. He's got like a <laughs> I think he wants iron to... nose that's also his teeth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He clearly either is taking inspiration from um, Morgan's or doesn't Jack have kind of like a mouth thing? So it's one of those mm-hmm. two. 
Mm-hmm. One of them seems uh, more likely. He's, he's rocking the jack jaw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do also want to point out really quick uh, that while he's talking or whatever, Condra says something about, like, ever since I lost my will to go on as a child, I've been searching for my place to die. And as we said in the last chapter, sometimes Oda will give you a character saying something <laughs> and you can apply it somewhere else. That kind of reminds me of Kaido, right? Kaido's looking yeah, for a his place bit. to die. So maybe uh, Oda is telling us that something happened where uh, uh, Kaido lost his will to live, maybe as a child or maybe a little later in life. Mm-hmm. Lashing out, Kinemon chops Conjuro's head in half. But instead, the lifelike painting washes away in the rain, and the real Conjuro's body calls out to them back at the shore, now holding Momonosuke hostage. Wait, how did they forget? Oh, no, they left Momo there on purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 back yeah. with Shinobu. Yeah, 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 I remember. They can't let him die. <laughs> yeah, they were about to Sunachi. Uh, just as everything looks as dire as it can get, one of the Beast Pirate ship explodes, caught by a sudden cannon fire. The samurai's dinghy is lifted to safety out of the sea by a submarine beneath them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Another beast pirate ship catches cannon fire from the other side. (laughs) The straw hat pirates, kid pirates, and heart pirates arrive to drive the beast pirates off. Yeah! And standing on the Sonny's figurehead, Monkey D. Luffy calls out to Kaido's crew, Hey you, don't pick on samurai in a rowboat. When you're at sea... You fight against pirates. Fuck yeah! This fucking panel. Fuck yeah! (laughs) Oh! Never before has the fucking Pirates of the Caribbean theme played in my head while reading (laughs) Oh my god. They they literally all looked at Kaido and said, You're in my house now. (laughs) My favorite here is Law's face. But we have to appreciate Kid. Yes, kid is fucking tired of waiting. Yeah. Kid mm-hmm. is has months worth of murder stored up, and he's about to let it all out at once. Mm-hmm. It's oh. nice to see he came back. Indeed, <laughs> he said he wasn't gonna. It's not like I'm on your side or anything, Straw Hat Baka. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he Baca. might be a little bit of a Sundari. I love that both Kit and Law are the Baka of, you know, like, they, they, they always are like, we don't agree with you, Luffy, but we, we might help out, just in case. <laughs> I'm not helping you, Luffy, I'm just, I just happen to also be here. Also, it's just fucking rad to see this lineup again after Sabouti. Yes! 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 This is, I love <laughs> here this trio they go. so much. <laughs> I, I'm withholding my emotions because what comes after this and my memory of the anime i'm like it's pretty good they popped off man like that's (laughs) like like uh, you know we had the flashback and we had like the upgrade in animation we've been getting it through wano right but the next episode that carries this (laughs) on you kind of like you're like oh Oh, this is what it's gonna be like, you know? And, <laughs> and then, it, like, I again, this is another one of those things where you just gotta watch it and you just you just jaw drop because it's such a like in any other arc or any other whatever, it's such a casual thing that just makes it like, oh my god, wait, if this is this, then then what <laughs> what is that gonna be like, you know? Oh, yeah, oh. like. The, the anime was really, like, firing on all cylinders at this point. But, mm. like, when they get to this moment, it's just Sakuga from here on out. Mm. 
I mean, like I've said it before, but there's literally an episode coming up that we're just going to have to watch together because yes. it's, it it's a movie. That was mentioned a little while ago. Yes. Yeah. There's, yeah. I found an AMV recently. Not AMV is not the right word for it because they didn't do any editing really. But there's that meme of you say uh, run from you, my hero <laughs> goes with everything. With and they match it, it to, still a, does. <laughs> to a particular scene. Maybe um, everyone else who's a veteran knows, but like I saw that and I was like, this is amazing. This this makes <laughs> me even more excited for One Piece, even though it's already my favorite series. <laughs> God, but just this moment is it's 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 There are a lot of moments where like shit is so fucking dire right up until the moment where Luffy shows up. Mm-hmm. And this moment is um do I put this over um him saving Vivi? I don't I don't know if I do, mm. but it's super close. Yeah, where he's mm-hmm. riding pal. It's it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, I it, It's it, hard to end a volume better than this. <laughs> yeah. No, and, and what's crazy about that, I don't remember if the anime did this where this was in the middle of an episode or if this was like because they adapted direct it differently, right, to catch mm-hmm. up and whatever, but when if you were like week to week like the listeners and, and the readers right right now like i was anime only and like I, i'm pretty sure that this is a sentiment that a lot of people had reader watch or whatever where this is like like luffy's going against kaido and we saw what kaido did to luffy and it's yeah. like what did he what did what did luffy do enough prior right I and hope then, he learned a lot in prison yeah how much mm-hmm. leveling up did he do and and then you see kid and it's like it's kid you know and then there's law <laughs> and it's like okay like but kaido and then he and then luffy's just yeah. running and smiling it's like all right i guess i guess we're just going and then i guess we're doing it <laughs> yeah and, like oh, we haven't it, seen we, we haven't seen kid or law catch a sizable w in a long fucking time at this point <laughs> if and, at all i mean we've never like like Kid I mean, is not... kids, or sorry, Laws was probably back in Punk Hazard. Yeah, yeah, yeah against K- Virgo. Against Virgo. K- like, kid Law is was... not a is not a serious part of the story before this point, to be honest. Not really. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind like, of he, makes, he makes a big impact, but he hasn't really yeah. done anything. He hasn't affected mm-hmm. much. Yeah. Yeah. And all Law did, re- like the climax of everything, was kind of relying on Luffy versus Doflamingo. And it's like, Doflamingo was terrified of Kaido, you know? Yeah. like Right, yeah. And, and, and this is, I remember, like... I'm trying to tap into what I felt because I was just like, it can't possibly just be this. Like these are these samurai this strong? Like I I don't know. Like the flashback <laughs> kind of had my hopes up, but then I'm like, but we saw, like Kinemon didn't do anything in Dressrosa, right? Like he's just cutting fire. <laughs> like cool. Like thank you, but like, and then and then, so in this moment, it's like everything rides on Luffy's smile. Like you yeah, know, you get that exactly. emotional like like payoff of Luffy coming, but you're also like can he do it and then you just yeah. have to like walk believe in him <laughs> like just like his blind optimism right and it's like it's infectious yeah and he goes mm-hmm. when you're when you're at sea like this is the the coldest like when you're at sea you fight against <laughs> pirates and i'm like nah luffy you can't do that after the king of the pirates just dropped his <laughs> his album bro he can't do that <laughs> 
Like, it, it, this is just a phenomenal yeah, way for this volume to end. It, it's, yes, after, like, this gigantic flashback where we've, like, gone away from Luffy, this is Luffy coming back and, be, like, stamping his feet in the ground, just, like, reestablishing. Who's fucking MAGA is yes. this? <laughs> well, and uh, Par, you've already this mentioned is... it, and I stepped away for a second, so maybe I missed it, but, like, Luffy's the only one of the three who's smiling, and I just love that for him. Yeah. yeah little sunshine boy. This is, uh, this is what the kids would call the I'm him moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I also like that because because it's not even like yes, we're also facing Kaido, but we're also like amongst any other arc, we just got revealed that their entire plans were essentially leaked for like years now. This dude, like, <laughs> yeah. we, we couldn't be further bottom like from this situation. <laughs> yeah. And Luffy's just like, nah, we out here. Like, I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> what are we doing about being here right now, Luffy? And Luffy's just like. Smiling, you know, I'm like, all right, yeah, cool. I, I really hope the raid goes well. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, oh my god, this is. And then, and then, like, I think also was done really well. Is like the beginning and end of this volume, like the progression of what we get. Like, we met the greatest pirates. We see like how they were too early and they have to pass on the torch and all the stuff that happens in waiting and everything building up and then luffy has to carry all of this right because right we've known he's like the roger parallel we know like at marine ford whitebeard handed him the the the, the mantle and he he doesn't even truly understand that he's doing that yes no and <laughs> this is also the arc where like i I, I, I might be putting no no I'm pretty sure this is where it's like the first time Luffy actually listens to someone's backstory and he listened to Odin's uh, when Kinemon was telling it back in that mountain right mm-hmm. and yeah. so like there's a whole progression where he's also car- like the the guy the people that Odin was waiting for like we gotta stall we gotta stall like is is it these guys right here like it's it's these three yeah these hooligans <laughs> right like mm-hmm. you know i mean the odin's samurai started out as hooligans yeah so. <laughs> yeah and and it comes back to like you know we saw luffy lose we no kid lost we no kid lost with people on his side and we Kaido's introductions, like when you uh, when it's a one v one bet on Kaido, and it's like okay, maybe maybe a three v one. You know what I mean? Like maybe let's go into a three v one with these guys. <laughs> Stack the odds a little bit. Yeah, man. There's, uh, I mean, there's a reason he didn't conquer the world before this. The uh, the other emperors' crews were able to fight him. Yeah, yeah. But and, uh, there's a lot of depth in this, in this volume. I, so, I still yeah. haven't and, said my mega theory yet. So, <laughs> any other thoughts for ninety six? I, get, I mean, I we skipped. We like skipped over. We skipped over. Well, you go. You go first, Matt. Well, uh, I just want to. I, I want to go back to. Um, Roger just laughed. I didn't want to kind of like break the pace of that discussion, so I didn't bring this up then. But I just want to say the the thing I lo- one of the things I love the most about this scene is when the narration says we learned the truth of the world, what the hundred year void is, what people of the DR, what the ancient weapons are. And that Roger just left. This is this is all Oda making a promise to us that we that we will get the answers to these questions that we these mysteries will be solved, and that it's going to be satisfying. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that's the most important part to me. Like this is a promise that you will enjoy this ride. Mm-hmm. And it also gives. And I believe it coming from him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
it also gives context because uh, again what Rayleigh said right Rayleigh said like depending on your journey you'll come to a different answer right so like Odin is one of those people and look at his answer we follow through after Laugh Tale this was his answer right he, he acted the fool to protect the people when he could have taken them out and it's like I, you know what did that history entail that made him like not go head first into it right well what I wanted to say was like we skipped over something that that Odin says which is that um like we need to open Wano's borders in preparation for the day Joy Boy arrives. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What does that mean? <laughs> does, yeah, because Joy Boy already failed, right? We we know that from um, we don't, Neptune or whatever. We, we don't really know. Like we don't we don't know dick all about Joy Boy right now. And yeah, like like is he still alive? Do they expect him to return? Yeah. Or is it is it like do they expect someone else to appear who like fills Joy Boy's position? Like is it please. a name or is it a title? Right. Hey, hey, Dave, could I could I tease you with something, perhaps? <laughs> we already know that there's a immortality operation, and I assume that someone has to have performed that in order to know that it exists. Interesting. Mm, what could it mean? Mm. Technically, you know, I, I I do want to insert this this idea because I think it gives a lot of perspective on like what this volume holds for the entire story so like um you know wano had like it's so expansive right this thing lasts like four years or whatever (laughs) five years and so it's easy like you know so many details get lost here and there but when you think about wano it's like it's a giant keystone for the series where um a lot of arcs built up to this but this is you know the arc that Oda has been preparing for and there's more after it and we not yeah. only got like like the Roger story but also a glimpse at the Void Century not just through Odin but also through Toki and you know one yeah. um, a really like like throughout this volume like we learn an important thing like Wano was closed off which you know uh not spoiler but japan also had the same thing they had an isolation period as well yes um, right yeah the Sakoku during right the, uh, Edo period. and the, you know i'm not gonna there's a whole separate side that I, I have a theory about related to that but this part right the kozuki clan were the ones responsible for closing the nation right and if so he has to undo what his predecessors enacted and he, it's kind of like why right. how what like you know we know Wano's... the Kozuki clan who are also responsible for the Poneglyphs. Yes, and close the nation. Now and here's, thank you, thank you for that transition right there. <laughs> so, the thing about this, we learn about the Daimyo, right? The five Daimyo uh, uh, mm-hmm. that Higurashi tells us: Amatsuki, Fu, uh, Fugetsu, Uzuki, uh, Amatsuki, uh, Kozuki. I think that's all of them, right? Uh, oh, Shimotsuki. Mm-hmm. And um, by our powers combined. combined. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and and so like you you see like Frost Moon, Rain Moon, Wind Moon. Those almost sound like derivative moons, right? But we know for a fact that at the Void Century, two of them existed, which was the Kozuki and the Amatsuki. We don't have any knowledge of the other ones, but we do know those two. And what's interesting is Higurashi mentioned the Amatsuki Daimyo. But we haven't really like understood like the like where they are right right now. We've 
like the other names are yeah, more is, common. Is any of that family still around? Even? Right, right. The other, the other dynasties. And what's interesting is remember how Toki's power works. Like she sent uh, Kinemon, Momo, them all to the future. But where did they land? They landed. I mean, they exactly they landed. Yeah, in this in the spot that they left. So where did we find Toki then? If she's jumping from the future or from the past, and she's not on Wano, what was on that spot? <laughs> when and, she when she was there previously, yeah. and she actually divulges to us in her final moments that she let me let me get the direct quote. She goes, uh, she goes. I've been jumping to the future. Uh, I, I got the quote right here. Actually, Let's scroll up and forgot where it was. I fled here from the past, Odin. I always thought that if I jumped to the future, someone would pull through for me. Does it make sense that this is the first time she got, like, this is the first place she landed? Or was there many points in history that she stopped by, right? Given it the sure past. It sure oh sounds gosh, like she's, she's been jumping many times. And yeah. some like that. <laughs> and, like, so one cool way is, like, oh, man, I'd love it if we found out, like, those other things. And what's really interesting is we actually know several legendary people throughout the times. I would, I would love it if she interacted with all of them, right? Nolan, yeah. Ryuma, <laughs> right? Like, all of these characters. And then, like, later on, maybe that's how we, Just like, get a story. the Forrest Gump of One Piece. <laughs> like, she's... <laughs> Trying to find the person, and she lands on Odin. But that's not the important part here, right? She's from the Void Centuries. She is the first character that we know of from there. And you know what's important about that is, like, five things, six things, seven things. (laughs) Amatsuki and Light Moon. So Amatsuki is Heaven Moon, and Kozuki is Light Moon. Those sound like the major ones, right? Those are the ones we know from the past. Amatsuki, actually, let's, let's rewind it, actually. The Kozuki, right? They mm-hmm. created a secret glyph for who? Was it for Wano or was it for the Kozuki? It was for the Kozuki. We're talking yes. about the crane? Right. So, like, the Poneglyphs are written by only Kozuki. Only, only they can And read. only they can read it. So, hey, if the Amatsuki were back then... How come? How come they can't? How come they weren't allowed to read it? How come it wasn't a Wano specific glyph? Why is it a Kozuki specific glyph? Why yeah. is it when the minks talk about him right many times? It's rated, we're brothers with the Kozuki, not with Wano, not, not with, with Wano, Wano. the right, Kozuki. Yeah. If Amatsuki Toki was not on Wano when she jumped, also she tells us that she doesn't really know what she's never been there. She heard about it from her parents or something like that, right? There's like hmm. a, a sl- small insertion here. Now let me let me throw out another thing, right? Amatsuki, Heaven Moon. When you take apart the kanji there, the heaven part is hidden because we refer to them as the celestial dragons. But what we really should be calling them is the heavenly dragon folk. It uses the same kanji oh. as the celestial dragons. The heaven moon and celestial dragons. Same same kanji. Hmm. So uh-huh. we get a situation, Kozuki-specific glyphs, Amatsuki are, are in the same timeline, not on Wano for some reason. They have the heaven epithet, right? And we know from what Doflamingo and, and uh, what in the reverie that there's the 20 kings that left their place in order to become celestial dragons. If Amatsuki right. Toki is not on Wano and she's from the void century and she doesn't know about Wano, wouldn't it make sense that that clan... And the Kozuki clan probably had some sort of civil war. And they, the Amatsuki, were the ones that left 
They become the Celestial Dragons. And it all ties back to, hey, doesn't history repeat itself? If we look <laughs> Tends to, to come with what we just learned here of the Kurozumi clan, and we don't know the history of how these things work, could it be that the Kozuki repeated history to the Kurozumi that might have been done upon themselves by the Amatsuki? And all of that history is lost. And now Toki comes to the future and she comes together with the Kozuki and they have a, the kids and the kids are now <laughs> there is a union. And right. here's another thing that uh, um, in the SBS, we get various um, uh, very, very interesting. Uh, I'm trying to find a way to describe it because the part that started this theory uh, we can't really talk about yet, but what Oda has been doing in the SBS since volume 92, so this is, I think, chapter 925, he was asked, I put quotes on ask because I think he did it on purpose, <laughs> is he put down uh, the personifications of Zoro's swords. Mm -hmm. So the Shusui, the Sandai Ketetsu, and uh, uh, what was the other one? The Wado. The Wado Ichiban. You can look it up. Uh, the you know there's some interesting ones with the Wado, um, but the one I want to talk about is actually the Sandai Kitetsu. So, the Sandai Kitetsu, we are given this like goofy looking image of him. Let me see if I can send it in the chat. Actually, I probably can. Um, it's probably in our SBS channel already. Oh, it might. Yeah. Be okay. Um, I'll grab it again. Yeah. Because we have we have to have a dedicated channel for the SBS now. The the online volumes don't have the SBS in them mm -hmm. anymore. Here, I got it. I got it. I put in the general. Um, nice. So, I made a theory on all three of them, but let's focus on the Sandai Kitetsu. If you guys go back to chapter 965, I was I was biting. I was like, oh no. Like, I want to <laughs> say it. I want to say it right now. If you look at that, right, and you compare it to the Amatsuki silhouette, you get something kind of clean. It looks it looks one to one almost. The Sandai Kitetsu, the Amatsuki, and what we learn uh -huh. is that um, right, like obviously silhouettes are silhouettes. Like they could light changes. They, they here change there. frequently, but you see the same top knot. You see this thing, but we get a silhouette, right? And then I was like, hold on, hold on. There's a long-running theory. You guys saw the Reverie, but you guys also have been seeing the Gorosei. One of the first swords really spoken about was the Shodai Kotetsu. And the long-running theory was that the bald Gorosei... Is that Gandhi has it? Has the sh and people have compared the sword, the hilt, the, the everything about it. And it lines up with the designs of the other Kotetsus. And we've seen the other two. And you look at that guy and you compare him to this silhouette. You just take the top knot. They have the same eyebrows. They have the same everything. And so my theory was that that, Amats that guy is the original Amatsuki person from the past. And that could be like Toki's dad. And it lines <laughs> up with this. And so the Kotetsu line, it like at the time I was like, maybe it's just like a random name. You know what I mean? Like maybe it's just like a like a pseudonym type of thing. But we also know the Kotetsu, like the um Kotetsu that they told us in the past, that's like a reference to like a real like sword kind of thing in Japan. Like so I was like, okay, maybe it's just like a pseudonym, right? Maybe that's just how it is. Like it would be kinda weird if he Oda introduced the Amasuki that early on. Um 
And so then it's like, not only is Toki off of the island, not only is the Kozuki have a Kozuki specific glyph, not only does, does this guy at the Gorosei level possibly connect to the swords on Wano here, there, the Amatsuki silhouette, but then you also realize, like, wait a second, Toki has a cracked fruit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you're going <laughs> yeah. back to the Void Century and you're talking about people who came out okay, I'm going to think that the people on that side of the world government side, probably the ones, you know, with the with that power. And it could be that maybe, like, she realized something. Maybe she was sent on a mission. Maybe she needed to fix something. And that's how she ended up here. Destiny landed on, on this point. And there's a few other things I feel like I'm missing in this theory, but I think I got the gist of it where, like, you can see, like, how intricate, like, that that play around would be if the Kurozumi story wrapped around back to the Ko, uh, the Kozuki story, which is what happens at the beginning of Wano, and it's just ah oh, man, it's just so crazy because then um, off of that theory, I was like, wait, like we know that like um, in previous SBSs, uh, Oda has given us timelines of the long arm versus long leg uh, uh, civil war <laughs> that lasted a thousand years predating the void century. Yeah, so it's like yeah. this civil war between two people. Oh, Kozuki, Amatsuki, civil war. And it's like, how many, were, was the void century just a civil war? Like all these islands fought against each other. And then the, maybe the losing side or the winning side, whichever one ended up coming, like they all banded together, right? And, oh man, it's just like, I can't like I, I maybe told you like maybe a third, maybe not even like 20% of the amount of theories <laughs> that came out of this volume specifically. Yeah. Uh, so let's do some X marks. Yes. The one that I missed last time was that Toki is born in the void century. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the ones for this time are the Marines that arrested Chiffon because they all had really unique designs. The dumb hat one, especially. I'm sorry. Yes, indeed. Don't you, his head's not dumb. There's uh, there's you just don't understand fashion. There's many hats. You should be looking in that one. Uh, Divine departure. Hey, when did Roger and Rayleigh spend time with a baby? <laughs> two guys and a uh, baby. The Oro Jackson's egg. We were just too early. Uh, and I forgot to point out this panel, but maybe you'll recall it, or if not, you can look back at it. But there was a mysterious attendee of Odin's execution who had their head cut off by the top of the border of the panel. What? Yeah, just someone who Odin didn't want us to see their face yet. A character we might meet later. And they were quite tall, in fact. They were were present at the execution. I'll I'll pull up the panel afterwards. Okay. So you can see for reference. Yeah. Uh, Fukurokuju's head is much shorter in the past. <laughs> Speaking about heads. Yeah. Uh, Joel, do you have a list of names for us? Uh, oh, yes, but could I... don't I... know if we got any new ones this week. But could I potentially add a couple of X marks? Go for it. Okay. So I, I prefer to be a little bit more vague with what it could be pointing at, but we had an important honorable fight that was interrupted by third-party trickery. Talking mm-hmm. about um, Odin versus it's kind of the second Kaido. time that's happened. Mm-hmm. Can you remind me Back what the first was? Uh, Katakuri. Oh, oh yes. yeah, and mm-hmm. 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 the the intervention. Absolutely. Uh, in in fact, we can call it victory by intervention. Ooh, <laughs> that's a good uh, way of putting it. 
And then the other one that I really liked is uh, you already we already talked about Odin's smile, but I would say a smile with both eyes obscured. <laughs> mm. Also, we recently found out about um, uh, that the rocks wanted to take over the world, and I'll just remind everyone that that was what Brownbeard's goal was when he showed up right before the time skip. <laughs> he wanted to be king of the world. Good old. Oh, man. his true name was his true name was Brownbeard Djebek. <laughs> Inherited will. <laughs> Who the fuck? Inherited. Rocks. Beards. Rocks had a little brother named Pebble. I'm sorry to spoil it for you. I just needed everyone to. Oh, I that's, see. Oh my god. That's <laughs> Oh wait, Older okay. is that's not a surprised. History doesn't want you to know. A yeah. small <laughs> joke. Apparently nobody wants you to know. <laughs> the um that uh technically Roger was criminalized for searching for rocks. Like he was just studying rocks, right? Like technically <laughs> that's what he was. No, oh, he's just God. a geologist. Yeah. Goodness. Yeah, and who then got, who got who got in really over his head? Man, <laughs> eventually he became history. <laughs> one of history's biggest badass was a was a botanist, and the other one was a geologist. <laughs> there you go, uh, Jason. Yeah, you got a star chart? Oh no, oh, I certainly do. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go, oh, man. Uh, this is uh, because I asked Tyler if I'll get another chance to do this, and he said no. As of um, now. As of now. I'm going to read for Goldie Roger, who has a canonical birthday of December 31st, New Year's Eve. He's a Capricorn. Oh. And specifically, this is a health horoscope. Oh. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, no. So, Gold, this is what the uh, stars have to say about you this week. That feels weird. Calling him Gold. Is weird, yeah. Mr. Roger. if you're nasty. (laughs) I've already seen Mr. Roger. That's a completely different show. The good news is you're going to look your best today. Oh my god. The glow on your face will come from a mysterious inner source, or at least that's how others may perceive it. You may not exactly feel well balanced on the inside, but you certainly can enjoy being told you look great. Go ahead and, ex- and enhance it by styling your hair differently or spending a little extra time in the bathroom pulling yourself together. Oh, and by the way, there is no bad news. <laughs> oh, good to know. Good to know. Uh, <laughs> I, I actually did have a couple of characters really quickly. We got Duke Genghis Bond, former head of Zoe. Great <laughs> yes. Names. Kurozumi Semamaru, the Barrier Barrier Shamisen player, whereabouts unknown, possibly eaten by Bartolomeo. <laughs> Kurozumi Higarashi, the old hag with the clone clone fruit, killed by Kaido. And then in big all caps, Denjiro is Koshiro, and also Mishimitsu <laughs> Kozo! Kondro was the traitor! So, you know, not a lot, but a couple. Yeah, Den- Denjiro needed three different names. Well, yes. I was, was going to say he did him, but then he did you a service by collapsing them all down. Yeah, like the list, the list yes. is much easier after, after this point. <laughs> oh, um, quick, uh, quick aside. There was a full cure named Nezumi Kozo, who is also like a a thief who takes who steals to Robin Hood to the people. Oh. Um, Nezumi is the word for mouse. Yeah, he, he, he yeah was we met Nezumi from uh, Arlong Park. We, we, we remember Captain Nezumi. That, <laughs> yeah, we do. We you don't, know, come to think of it, it's actually surprising we've never seen him again. Yeah, like I, I desperately want to see him again. He's the man who gave Luffy his first bounty. Yeah, he has <laughs> such an important role in history. 
Thank you all for listening. <laughs> and thank you, Parvision, for joining us again for another milestone episode because the countdown begins, folks. Huh? Huh? We have 10 volumes left until we are at the whims of a volume release. Oh, God. What? Just We 10? got 10 left. That's why I can't. Really? So there's not that much left to one of them. <laughs> no. I mean, that's still that like a hundred chapters, by the way. Like, I know, but this, this is the longest. Still. This is the longest oh, art today. Yeah, considering right? this one, that, like, remember what I said at the very beginning? It's not a decrescendo. It's a crescendo. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad I'm here for it. Thank you guys for having me. By the way, <laughs> yeah. Um, Hell yeah, man. Yeah, uh, it solidify uh, the role as uh, the pirate king here. You know. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, this joke that I wrote for next week is uh, mostly for Theo, who had to leave. But uh, uh, <laughs> I hope you join us again next week, because here comes the boy. <laughs> Hello, Hello, boy. Oh, oh my. Welcome. Welcome. There he is. <laughs> well, it worked. It, worked. it worked for someone else, at least. I'm glad. Uh, until then... Matt, where can our Nakama find you on the Grand Online? Well, if you feel so inclined, you can find me on uh, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, Webtoons. I post my my music, I stream, I make comics uh, under the username Define Prog. It's D-E-F-I-N-E-P-R-O-G. I'm doing my Rock Zombie VTuber thing. Jason? Yeah, you can find me on twitch.tv slash jcabs, J-A-Y-C-A-L-V-E-S. Um, I don't really stream a lot lately, but if you hit the follow button, then you'll just know whenever I'm live. And also, Jcabs is, you know, where all the socials go. Joel. Uh, yeah, my internet presence is shrinking to the size of a single uh, corn kernel. But if you go to uh, Twitter at KOTWN underscore pod, P-O-D, we have a link to our Discord. And we're always looking for more friends to hang out and talk about One Piece, anime, and Precure. And also, I have a YouTube channel where we are uploading our old podcast episodes. I cannot remember what episode's going to be coming out the day that this podcast goes live, but we're probably almost out of the East Blue Saga. Dave? Yeah, I am still Scythe, P-S-Y-T-H-E, on Archive of Our Own. Uh, occasionally, I write fanfiction. And Parvision. Hey, this is a great... I, the journey <laughs> is great. <laughs> all these theories that i've been teasing you guys are 10 <laughs> volumes away well you guys can start actually i think around like chapter 10 22 to start watching like my early vi- i'm actually making a that's playlist. when the, the video started <laughs> yeah that's when i started making oh. content and um oh wow yeah so like it it's a it's a grand time and if you're anime only or you watch anime you know uh on tiktok instagram and my shorts those are all anime safe content um and it's just a it's just a fun time i'm i'm so glad to be a part of this journey that's why five hours drop in the bucket <laughs> for what's to come and so oh, yeah boy. if you if you want to uh find more content when uh when you guys inevitably catch up and then you're like what do we do where's <laughs> we, where, do we wait and you know the, come come check out my channel parvision uh we live stream the chapter reactions but um the hey Tyler can say a lot about the recent videos. They've, they've been a lot of fun, that's for sure. They've always been fun, but let me tell you, it's a laugh tale. Indeed. This has been Piecemeal. Keep dreaming.
music, flowers, babies, sharing the good times, traveling not just for business, accepting your mortality. This is finally what I've loved. And then in the end, it's family and friends. Loving yourself, but not only yourself. It's about the good walk and the hard walk and the young girls you've made cry. It's about making little music every day till you die. It's a beautiful Oh, I just remembered <gasps> something about the previous theory. I could answer real quick. Um, What's that? The 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 parallel continues with the. We know that Higurashi left Wano, right? And it kind of makes yeah. sense if they were the Kurozumi were hunted, right? Like, yeah. you know, where could you go? stay there? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. kind of re- how refugees work, right? And it's like the Amatsuki left too, but the flip side of things is actually ties back to the Japanese history. Feudal Japan had a shogunate, right? That's what we see in Wano. Orochi's the shogun, but they also had an emperor. And the thing is, yeah. the emperor right. lived in the capital. The capital originally was Kyoto and then changed later to Tokyo. And the thing about and Kyoto means West capital, Tokyo means East capital. And the names here changed uh, uh, various times. But what's funny and interesting is like the Onigashima place that we see, it's like who's who's currently residing there isn't the yanko <laughs> an emperor right so yeah. it's kind of i wonder oh, how that fuck. plays in you that know? is pretty fun because oh, he's that's really good he's the emperor now but what was there an emperor before i don't know <laughs> i wonder oh minor correction uh kyoto was originally called saikyo yes. which meant western capital uh yeah 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 there was there's another name that i'm hiding but uh that <laughs> that that's oh. a cool one <laughs> you mean the fact that Kyoto is sometimes called the Thousand Year Capital? Yeah, the Miyako. That's it's too cracked. It's too cracked. That's I, an I said it before. Knowing, <laughs> knowing a lot of history actually really helps you understand where this story's going. Yeah. Yep. Thousand years is kind of a long time. You know that puts you right before the void entry. What a cool thing to do. It gives you such a crick in the neck. Yeah.